the Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, episode 109. Woo. There you go. Woo. 109 is what I prefer to hear. 109. Well, you'll never have to worry about that again unless we get to episode 201. <laughs> so, you'll never have to hear that again. But you will have to hear this a little bit during the day today. And <laughs> I recognize that. That's Brandon when he first got anally raped. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Uh, what's this? The girl anally raping Brandon. Yay! <laughs> I got pegged. Okay, what's this then? The kid's watching the whole scene. <laughs> <laughs> and finally... Oh, sounds like your, your family vacuuming upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> well, the reason <laughs> the reason I'm doing that is because today we're talking about <laughs> scream, scream, bitches, as if you already didn't know. <laughs> if this didn't tip you off, this is not a Just... COVID. This is not me social distancing. <laughs> Not a COVID. Well, actually, it'll work if you wear that in public. People will stay six feet away from you. Although, if you take them, if you take the mask off, people will stay twelve feet away from you. (laughs) With that fucking gap tooth, motherfucker. (laughs) No one can tell. It's all fixed. It's all fixed. Yeah, that's the real reason he's wearing the mask. He just do you just just comb your hair in front of your face as a mask? (laughs) You can't just keep growing it. Yeah, getting closer. Look at it. Look at it. Look, who do I look like? I think, did I do it on this show? Or was I asking someone else? His head is like the ruins. That thing's going to oh, Who does it look like? Who's it, who's it look like? Oh, that is familiar. Wait a minute. Who is it's it? Fr- I'll give you a clue. It's from an anthology. Oh, I know what it is. It's from um, VHS. It's, what's it, her name? Siren yep. Girl. The oh. Siren. Yeah, the oh, Siren. I, I, it looked like you're getting a Roman helmet from a guy with a very thin dick. <laughs> a Roman helmet. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Good night, everybody. And that's it. <laughs> All right. Ratings? The jokes will not get any better. <laughs> yeah. I, it's fucking hot as I wish this was air conditioned. Hey, is it glow in the dark? It is. I knew it. I can tell from here by the look of it that it's got that glow in the dark uh, aesthetic on it. Look yeah. at that glow. <laughs> I don't, maybe it's yes, not. It, is it glow in the it dark? Is. And you says yes, and then he shines the light directly on it. Because don't you remember? Anything that glows in the dark, you put it up to a light. It shut the lights off, and then it glows a, 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 a miraculously for hours. Yeah, it looks or for amazing. minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like solar powered. This is not. Yeah, I fucking. Well, turn off the light. You. Now no, it's not. Off. It's not glow in the dark. I realize that this is actually. I think legit. I think this is one of the ones that they they sold for way more money than they should have been because of the movie. Oh really? Yeah. What you didn't get it free at the at the premiere stab? No. <laughs> oh, we'll get to that. Holy fuck. Anyway, the depth perception in this thing is fucking horrible. I'll tell it you that makes, right now. Well, that excuses the actions of every killer in every movie. <laughs> yeah, you can't see I, my my t- vision, a tunnel vision right now. I definitely. Well, th- maybe that does explain it. Maybe seriously, maybe that's why they're, they're 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 you know they stumble around and they make mistakes and they're a little clumsy, doesn't it? Aren't you glad though? If you think about I it now, I'm very sense. glad. I am very glad because they make Sackhead Jason look like fucking precise, like Ted Bundy esque. <laughs> well, Sackhead Jason did have one good eye through the sack. Yeah, 
Well, that's what I was saying. Cut a, cut a decent second hole. Look at, look at his mouth. He looks like he's ready to take Junior there. <laughs> there it is, Dave. Right over here. Oh, watch out now. <laughs> oh, Junior. I, I, I called Lovely <laughs> Junior just now. Oh, <laughs> oh God. You said Junior, but I thought Lucky. That's weird. Okay. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my for God, the record. Creepy. What are you record, doing with that damn cat? <laughs> Junior has never seen Lucky, and vice versa. I, I probably sound never... like I got Dave's cock in my mouth with this mask on right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, Lucky, Lucky can't see Junior with all that peanut butter on it. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know. Aww. What? What's the matter? No, not that. There's supposed to be a sponge here. You know what I'm saying? I just got this thing because my fucking AirPods won't work. So I grabbed this other thing, and there, there's supposed to be a sponge attached to it, and not, now it's aggravating me. But... Go, get, go get a kitchen sponge. Yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. Get, 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 some, get some fucking steel wool. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. Awesome. <laughs> it's so funny. I'm going to randomly just try to... <laughs> you can't see me laughing, so i got to like really accentuate it. <laughs> oh! I just put an air an AirPod in my ear, so uh, on this side, randomly I'll try to do it, thinking maybe one of these times it'll catch. I maybe don't think it will. Maybe you need a sponge will. in that one too. What's that? <laughs> maybe you need a sponge in that one. <laughs> a sponge? No, I'm okay with this. I just want it to connect, but this computer doesn't want to work. Excuse you. So. Oh man. It's very strange. It's very strange. Four movies. Four, Four movies. movies. Yeah. In a beloved franchise. No, no, no. I'm just saying because. This is a, I, I think for the most part, it's a beloved franchise. There are, of course, some horror fans that absolutely don't like it. Maybe it's a little too squeaky clean, a little sanitized for, for their likings. But for the most like part. A, it feels like a COVID review. Very squeaky <laughs> clean, very sanitized. Yeah. <laughs> like I think it's beloved. Awesome. <laughs> I think it's a solid franchise. I've always thought that. But my opinion on some of these movies has changed. But with that, I'll still say I think it is still a solid four films. Beautifully summed up. I think I agree. There, yeah. There's there's good parts to each. Although um, I've always said it went in order of release or, or in order of franchise from my enjoyment level. One, two, three, four. In case I didn't make that evident. That's always <laughs> what I've said. <laughs> then, in order of release, from newest to oldest, four, three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> one, three, four, two, actually. Things have changed <laughs> ever so slightly. Ever so slightly. I'm really interested. You know, okay, let's let's talk about this. Scream, thank you to Catherine for picking this for us. Uh, thank you, Catherine. I've always wanted to talk about this franchise, and I never have on any show. This is a rarity. I mean, a, a major franchise like this, and I never said anything about it. So I mean, we talked about it. We dipped in and out on the Slasher show, and, you know, it's come up. But – and I think we talked about one of them maybe in – oh, part one. We, I, I talked about part one. Yeah. 22 shots. I thought shots. we did it. I thought we did it, but you're right. I think you guys oh. did it on that show, and I've done it on TJF 13. But I feel like we've talked about it a lot too. And Dave will probably be doing it on Watsy pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I promise. I promise we will not. He already did it in a horror corridor. That's why. So I don't think I don't think we'll. Uh, that, right? I think he did. Or did he join Woodsboro? Bro- I don't give a fuck. This is all show. <laughs> We're talking about the four of them. Horophilia is on the way out. Pretty soon, uh, none of that's going to matter. There'll be no ancestral uh, hopping. You won't be able to confuse one show with the other. Everyone's going to have to go their separate ways and and latch on to some network or go independent completely or just disappear. It's going to be an intro. A year from now, it's going to be quite interesting to look back on these times and see 
what's happening in, in the you know the, the horror podcast landscape, if you will. If you wear this mask, you can't see a fucking thing. Is all I'll tell you. <laughs> I might have to take it off. But look. Can you see the? Can you see the horror landscape, or is oh. it a portrait through that mask? <laughs> 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 I He's really got to show it. My figurine. I got the Ultimate Scream Collection DVD, which doesn't have part four because it didn't exist at the time. Yeah, some Ultimate Collection. Yeah, Ultimate Bullshit <laughs> Collection. It'd be Ultimate if it was missing part three. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I have the Ultimate Blu-ray because I have the uncut version of Scream. How about that? How about those apples? Yes, on Blu-ray. Wait, they the put extra- it on Blu-ray, the uncut version? The uncut version... Was put together. Now you can't quote me on this because I, but it has to do with. Hear me out. It has to do with a laser disc. It has to do with the German version, the Japanese version, and the regular. And one thing was put together to get oh, the copy. highest quality. Okay. Huh? A fan copy. No, it's not. The, it's not a fan copy. It was made by a fan. Yes, but 20 seconds were cut from the original film, and they have been put back into the version I have. Oh, no, and I, I will have... say that it's. Sorry. No, it's okay. I will say that you cannot get it on blue. You cannot get it on high def. I do have it. It was one that was constructed. But, I mean, you can't purchase it in a store. That's for certain. And with the 20 seconds, what they did was basically, I'm going to compare it to, you know how when My Bloody Valentine first came out and they restored it and it, and you could tell the scenes that were cut. They had that VHS look to them. Yeah. And yeah. Then, then they restored it earlier this year. Shout Factory cleaned it up beautifully. And now you can't even tell that those were the, the the missing parts. I would say that the quality of this is somewhere in between those two. It's nowhere near as bad as the uh, you know what we got with the original My Bloody Valentine Blue, and it's definitely not pristine like the new one is. But it's well worth it. I'm glad that I got it. It was sent to me as a gift, and there's that extra twenty seconds. And I'll it's it, it's gore. It's it's added gore. It's really good. Now, well, are they speaking German or Japanese in those twenty seconds? <laughs> no. It is 100%, and it even has bonus. Mitsubishi. It even has, uh, <laughs> Mitsubishi. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, I had it. The laser disc was uncut. I'm pissed off that I sold the damn thing. I had oh, the cookie. uncut version. They released it uncut. That was the version. That's why I don't understand how they've not released it in another format, because at that time, there was no difference. It was a pristine copy based on the quality at the time. You could see this online. 20 seconds worth. You got the, you get the extra, the thing with Casey at the beginning, you get That's her great. death. It's yeah. not slow motion anymore. It's regular motion, and it goes right up to her, which is cool. You get the... Staccato, like staccato, where in the version that we see, it's like... And in that one, it's almost a slower pan up. Yes, it's really cool. And then you get the boyfriend, Steve, you get him cut, and you see the guts falling out, like 80s horror stuff. It's really cool. He's and, um, <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> then you get, uh, what's his name? The cameraman um, with his throat slit. And it, it, you see the, you know, it, it, they hold it like an extra three, four seconds longer. Looks good. And then um, Cause it's you get like. Because he's like. Oh, yeah. Like his yes, realization you... of being cut. And then he kind of looks at, at uh, Sid. And then it cuts to the scene that we know where he kind of helps her get through the van and get out. He's able, he's able to tell her door with a slit throat, which is pretty impressive considering his (laughs) vocal cords have been cut. (laughs) And you get the two seconds of what's her name? Tatum in the garage. You get a little bit more of the face being crunched. It's it's cool. It's cool. But the most stuff really comes at the end when they're stabbing each other and all that stuff. 
when you have um, Stu and Billy and that whole friggin' thing going on. I mean, there, there's more going on there. There's some blood dripping from the hand, and there's a couple more jabs and stuff. So it's it's worth seeking out. I mean, I, if I had a copy, I'd copy it and send it to people, but but I don't. You know, but it's I'll look into it. It's on YouTube if you want to see it for yourself. Uh, supposedly, can't confirm this, but when they first released the video cassette, so we're going back to VHS days, uh, supposedly they released the uncut version. They realized really quickly that it was uncut, either recalled them, but if you got a copy, then you lucked out and you had a, a VHS copy of the uncut version. Really? I've read that. I've not, I haven't experienced that, so they're yeah. supposedly T- the very Take first that with release. a grain of salt, everyone. Yeah. Well, you can only hear the Richard Gere gerbil story so many times before you start to believe it. <laughs> we'll take it back to that. Speaking of which, we're doing this podcast with gerbils up our ass. Just so <laughs> That's why I'm, I'm a little bit giddier than usual. Actually, I don't know what's up Dave's ass. I haven't seen Lucky in a while, though, and I'm nervous. He's right there. Matter of fact, here. He's right there. Yeah. He's OTS on the snooze. See him? Well, there you go. Good boy. He's got the whole couch to himself today. Yeah, I got this over here. I got I got a recliner. Yeah, you know Dave's I mean? moving over. Next week he's gonna be sitting on the shelf. Uh, <laughs> elf on the shelf. Don't kill me. <laughs> well, well, let's oh, just put it this way. Oh, oh. That what's he doing? That dribble fellow? I'm okay. I'm okay. What happened? What'd you do? What do you say? Trivia I banged my knee. I'm okay. <laughs> Oh, poor I said that the gerbil fall out. Oh, gerbil. <laughs> oh, this is something about trivia. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> we can do trivia, too. What's your favorite scary movie? <laughs> the, the, the I've lost my train of thought now. We're talking about the cut footage and, and everything oh, the else. The oxygen's been cut off to your brain wearing that <laughs> mask. I think this is well, like part of me now. I think this is attached <laughs> to my What face. are you, a like coin? You're a coin? Last week's show. <laughs> Oh, speaking of last week's show, I'll I'll do it. Since we're talking now, I'll do it before we get into Scream 1. But go ahead, Christian. I got to make No, no, go, uh, go, go. I totally forgot what I was saying because your gerbil fell out. (laughs) What is he doing? Oh, boy, this is going to be a problem. What is he doing? (laughs) It's going to be filled with technical difficulties this episode again, I think. (laughs) Oh, no. Okay, all right. Christian, what were you saying? For the fucking third time, I forgot. I can't hear you. You sound like a fucking... I don't know. You got gerbils in your mouth. Yeah, it, like, fell, yeah. it fell out of his ass oh, into your mouth. <laughs> Put the oh, screen noise on. Christian, why don't you take the mask off? We'll you knew wait. it was coming, folks. <laughs> you why knew it was you coming. Take the mask off? You're like that kid in, Where's in my Rocky wig? Dennis. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like Rocky Dennis. Hey, you on the back. Why don't you take off your mask so I can see who I'm talking to? Well, I'm going to try, but it ain't going to be easy. Hey, I'll oh, take sorry. off my mask if you take off yours. I saw the movie. <laughs> what? That's from the movie. I'll take off my mask if you take off yours. You son of a bitch. Yeah, I've watched that movie so many times when I was a kid. Believe it or not, that was the one thing about a person that had real-life deformities didn't bother me in that movie. As a matter of fact, I enjoyed it, mostly because he had a, a pretty good life. I mean, I mean and Mostly because it was a makeup it. effect. I enjoyed it. Well, I understand it was a makeup. I enjoyed the movie, I'm saying. I, no, I, I wasn't like... like I, I wasn't upset. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the I thought, symmetry I thought he actually thought, I thought he thought Eric Stoltz looked like that. Because no wonder he was cut out of Back to the Future. <laughs> Lawrence uh, Monison's in there. You think we, you think we can go back and get me a decent-sized head? Somebody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Dave froze on me. Did he freeze on you? Yep, he's frozen. Oh, look at him. Look at that shit-eating grin on his face. Somebody, he's going to say somebody should make a, a fan cut. I've got one hamster up my ass. <laughs> Wait, here it comes. 
<laughs> He's gone. Where is he? He's probably still talking. Oh, there I, he is. I He's back. Wait, you can hear me. No, I hear you now. Okay, can you see me? I can see you. Am I moving? You're moving. Okay. Well, as I was saying, the Titans are going to have tech difficulties all day. Um, somebody should make a fan cut of, <laughs> of Eric Stoltz in those Back to the Future scenes, but with the Rocky Dennis head. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fucking gold. Doc! It would be awesome! And this Rocky Dennis is running around. Somebody get on there, please. Oh, my <laughs> God. That would awesome. be hilarious. It would. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, I can anyway. breathe. I can Einstein, see. Einstein Gordon's himself because of the face. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Fan <laughs> cut. Yeah, you're right. Gordon, he didn't know that Jason was evil. Just because just he had a mask on, he was afraid of him. So it could have been Brandon with a mask walking upstairs, and Gordon would have gordoned himself either way. I right? still maintain I hear, you hear a crunch. A crunch? A crunch. Gordon's back being broken. <laughs> crazy. It's crazy. I'm what telling you. Bend him over his knee? Yes. I think he broke him in half and then threw him out the window with a wagging tail. And then Michael Myers came by and ate him. <laughs> he was at the bottom. <laughs> hey, this is your guys' franchises. Fucking. Well, Christian's a well, TCM guy now. Speaking of that, I, like I, have a voice, I have a voicemail about that particular topic. And if we have time, if. I'm going to play it. It has well, to do play with... Play right now. Well, we, it's a six-minute voicemail. A six-minute voice. Who is this? Play the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> I can play bit by bit. I can play two minutes before the first movie. <laughs> and by the end of the movie, by the end of the uh, show, we can discuss what we've heard. By the end of the show, we'll play the last one minute next week. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who is it from? Yeah, who is it from? It's from Chris, a.k.a. Scott. Okay. Let's do well, it. Speaking of Chris, a.k.a. Scott, Terrifier last week. I am bumping up my score from a half head explosion to a full head explosion. Oh. You went back. You went back, didn't you? you I went back because I, for some reason, the 20 times I've seen it, it's always Tara who's cut up on the floor and it wasn't the cat lady. But I believed you guys. It wasn't that because Dave thought I was being funny when I told him I went back and watched it. Like, you didn't believe us, but I did believe him. But I said I had an issue with the fact that you still see Tara, and she's got no bullet holes in her face. Well, the fact is you don't see Tara at all. The next time you see her is in the chair. She's not there at all. And you don't hear anyone calling for Vicky. It's the cat lady calling for Emily, the doll. So there's no inconsistencies at all. And I was wrong, and uh, full head explosion. How do you like that? Still not in the Hall of Fame, but yeah, at least you're being true to your uh, school. Okay, how about that? Do I sound okay? You sound yeah. pristine. I'm all the way back. All right. Pristine cool. Remington Stroud? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's the second week in a row we've cracked that pristine joke. Are you Is serious? It? Well, the last time someone said, you sound pristine. So not oh. that, just a pristine joke. Okay. All right. So uh, I guess this voicemail, if we have time, because we're doing a franchise show. I know. See, I know. I believe you. Um <laughs> If we, I think we should leave it as an if we have time type thing because we're doing four movies and if not, we'll do it next show. But he reached out. He said he even says it in the message. He goes, "You don't, I don't expect you to play this on the show." He was just offering some ideas about how one picks their favorite franchise and why, based on the way they rate the movies and you know, just it's an interesting little uh, topic of discussion. So yeah, we will not be playing tonight. Maybe, maybe <laughs> we'll see how long these reviews take. You know? Yeah. So. 
But I guess that's enough bullshit, huh? I think we can do this. Let's get into it. Let's do right. this, man. Should we start with, uh, I figure we go in order of release. <laughs> yeah. 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 Spoilers, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> yeah, spoilers. Just in case, people. All right. We got Scream, directed by Wes Carpenter. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Written by Kevin Williamson. A year after the murder of her mother, a teenage girl is terrorized by a new killer who targets the girl and her friends by using horror films as part of a deadly game. What is this, Saw? <laughs> a deadly game. It is a deadly game. Oh, and yeah, it, it you know what? It's funny you say Saw. Seesaw. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's no, because to me, this is like a PG version of the Saw franchise. And I love the Saw franchise, but this is, this is them regurgitating the same film over and over. With really very minimal changes. The only thing the Saw has going for it is well, better twist. They, better... And they make fun of that, too. I mean, let's face it, Friday the 13th, same thing. Like, yeah, all, really, all, these franchise the movies. Franchise. Yeah. All the big franchises, for sure. But what are you right. going to do? At least what they try to do here, and what I like about it, is the continuation of stories like the Cotton Weary story, sub-story, and stuff. That's where this series shines, in my opinion. We can get to those arcs, I guess, or, or continuations when we get to each no, film. Let's let's talk 100% Cotton all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck but, Cotton. This movie is great. We've we've I think we've all rated it uh, a ten. I think we talked about it on our slasher show. We've all rated it. It does have issues, but like with every movie that we love, movies have issues because they're fucking movies. They do, especially when you watch them for the sake of critiquing them on a show. That's the thing. If I you know if I'm never podcasting about these movies, I, I probably don't have as strong an opinion on the more towards the negative this time than than i uh than i would but uh i don't know they, they all overstay their welcome by about 15 minutes all of them agree i agree i agree and this is guys the negativity that brendan's talking about i think comes from the fact that a we've mo- i think all three of us have seen majority of these films multiple multiple times yes. and so it comes from the fact that we have to have something to talk about too so we're gonna get into the nitpicks and i agree brendan I, they're way too long even yes. And I said this right before we got an even part four, which is the shortest one, is too long. <laughs> I mean, they're all an hour and 50 to two hours. They're all pretty long. But this one, I got to say, and I've said it when we did it on 22 Shots for the 96 show, I think that is one of the strongest opening 15 minutes in a film. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Amazing. And yeah. I will agree with you guys only on a few of the movies because I will not. Uh, yes, they are all long, but there are two movies that I don't think I can't look at the movie and say this 10 or this 15 minutes should have been cut. But I can look at two of the four movies and say they could have easily gone without this. There are two movies where I do not see where you can cut it. One of them is this, and the other one is, is a movie that, to me, is perfectly paced to the point that I thought it was, I don't know, 40 minutes in, and I looked and it was an hour in. I was like, oh, look at this. This movie's actually flying by. We know so, your love for I Scream mean, we'll 4. To... I was hoping it changed this time, but... <laughs> I don't know how I it could I'm wrong, the... but... <laughs> I I don't even I can't fathom how people can watch these movies, especially in order and close together and not see the decline and not see how they rebounded completely with four. I I, I completely I used to feel I would argue it. That's how strong I I used to feel that we will argue it then. And we'll talk generalizations right now. One was scary as hell. I, 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 I say to this day, it's one of the the most watched in the theater for me. 
out of all the movies. Two seems to continue being scary, at least a little bit, and continues the story quite well. Three and four are not remotely scary. Hmm. Okay, well, I'm not even thinking about the scare factor. Really, I think about it in this one. This is the only one that I feel is scary. The other ones are just continuations of a story to me, but 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 fear isn't part of what what I'm when I'm watching it. I, I will give this one props for having for it being scary and for it being an epic movie. The number my number six slasher when we did our uh-huh. top fifty. So I, yes, I think it's fantastic. Again, like Brandon was saying, there is a little bit to critique when you're trying to when you're looking at it. I could say this, you know what I mean, but I'm but maybe if I'm gonna, it might have gone down just a little bit for me, but. I'm not taking anything away from it. Getting to back to what B started with is that the, the, the 10, 15 minutes of, of this movie is epic. It really is. I, I have more notes just for that stuff than hmm. the whole rest of the movie. Just that you can deconstruct that scene being a horror fan, like in, in a film study class type of way with the references and everything else and why everything's done the way it is and how perfect of time this movie was made. If you made this movie prior to 96, or even a few years after, mostly because of the phone thing, it, it, it wouldn't work. It, it couldn't work. Yeah. It's it's perfect that she gets the phone call, and there's nothing she could do about it. I mean, she could just not answer the phone. That's fine. But, I mean, with cell phones being the way they are and everything else. Oh, did he die out on you again? Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah, he's gone. He looks like Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's back. He's back. You're talking about cell phones dying out. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Oh, Maybe died out I, I was here the whole time. I could hear you guys. You couldn't hear. I was about to shut it down because the talk video. About, let's talk about internet, the video. Connections. Uh, internet connections dying out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the deal is here, but uh, yeah, I don't know what I was saying. It was made let's at the perfect cell time. Phones. Yeah. Well, you're right. Yet. You're right because the use of, of I mean, obviously they. Referring to them as cellular telephones and just the whole. <laughs> I mean, even watching it this time, when the phone falls out of Billy's pocket, you watch it now and you're like, what's the big deal? But then you're like, oh, wait, this was 1996. Okay. But then he says something stupid when he's in the cop shop and the guy says something and he goes, oh, everybody has him, Sheriff. Well, if everybody has fucking cell phones, how come nobody else in this entire movie is walking has a cell, cell phone? phone. Yes. And they never come into play. And here's another com- thing I'm going to say. Is it they called said the that they... No. Don't I call it. <laughs> <laughs> now, the other part, they said, Dewey tells Sid that they traced calls that were going from that call after they bust uh, Billy. Okay? Oh, they're talking about cloning phones and tracking calls. I mean, I didn't well, know any well, of this well, hold existed. On. Well, that too, but I mean, they said they they were tracing calls that went from that phone to Casey's number, right? Yeah. And and, and that phone to to Sid's number, and they were cross referencing phone calls that hit both of them. So you would think that they would, Billy would have called one of those two, even if even if Stu called the other one, you would have thought that they have Billy's number. They're looking for Billy's number to see if he called Sid. They see that he didn't, but they're also checking Casey's, and they were cross-referencing. So it's kind of unusual that it's a, it's a, it's a nitpick, I guess. No, it, I guess it's, maybe it's, not not. A nit, it's not a nitpick. I'm glad you brought it up because I feel like the, the cops' investigations in these movies is one of the weakest uh, parts of the films, particularly starting in one and two with the fact that 
they're always finding the costumes at the crime scenes and they're always touching them with their bare hands and nobody's heard of forensics or DNA or fingerprinting. These killers are not that smart. I just sweated in that thing wearing it for like 10 minutes. Yeah. These guys are running around chasing people. There's going to be saliva. There's going to be Dewey's holding it with his bare hands. I found well, this At outside. this point, they don't know what's going on. They just... I know, but still, but, it's 1996. It's not 1896. You, you still gather evidence. You dust for prints. You put things in a baggie. You wear gloves. This isn't that long ago. Scream tomahawk. Scream tomahawk. <laughs> <laughs> I have few complaints, but I don't want to I don't want to load up on them now. I'd rather they just come up in conversation naturally, because I don't want to start... Like you said last time with that last uh, review, you said that you thought I was going to come up negative because I'm starting with all these negatives. I don't want to do that, but I'm saying the point I'm making is that watching it with a critical eye, I'm picking up on things that just don't make sense this time that I haven't really paid attention to before. It's critical eye, but it's also multiple viewing eye, which, once again, you watch this movie once or twice, you probably... Some people may pick up on a few of these things, uh, but at the time, at the time I was sitting there with a, just full of glee, and I went back and back and then back. And I told you, we talked about it on a, a previous episode, I think just recently, that you know by the last time, the fourth or fifth, I think it was four, that I went back and you're kind of just watching for the reactions of the other, of, of the other people, knowing what was coming. And that's where it's fun. The nitpicks, yeah. the nitpicks about the movie are exactly the playfulness of the script. Because why would Billy bust through his window and have the phone drop out, whatever like that, it, to set him up to go into the, the everything that they're they're doing there with the plane and who did you call? What was your one phone call? Everything doesn't. If you really think about that, I'm like, that, it really doesn't make sense. But well, it's a playful uh... element of of the movie, which is why it's fun. I think, I think it makes sense for Billy's character. I think he's really turned on by the fact that he's torturing her. If you notice when he shows up, he's very hot and heavy, you know, he's hooking up with her. He's, you can tell he gets aroused right after, uh, right after something bad has happened. Yeah. I noticed that bulge in his pants. Every time. Oh, speaking of Kevin Bacon and Friday the 13th. Your boyfriend. Yeah. Glee was my boyfriend. Yeah. Oh, okay. Perfect. He's right here right now, actually. Say hello, Glee. Christian, hello. Christian said when he first saw Scream, he was full of glee. <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> no, I so, can excuse what he's saying. The things okay. I'm saying, there are nitpicks and there are complaints. The nitpicks I'm letting go. Little things like that, I'm okay. A complaint, I guess, would be the whole bathroom scene. There's yep. no way the killer was just. How is how is he to know that, exactly. that she's going to come in that bathroom and he's going to and wait and that, hope that she comes in and then wait to come out? There's you, no. You way. know, I I'm still not even convinced, and I, with that scene, because that I do agree with you on that scene. I'm still not even convinced it was real or that was the killer. Maybe it was another prank. But that uh, that scene it, is it, a fish it, it out of water. It scene. doesn't make yeah. you're right. It doesn't make sense at all. It's in my notes too. That's that's an issue. But I thought Billy's. I paying attention this time. I thought like everything was intentional because he just like I mean he's got such an intense fucking stare. I feel oh. like he's getting off on it every, throughout the whole movie. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Well, no, no, they have good interplay. They have a good interplay between him and Stu. When you by watching this over and over and over again, when you watch them and the conversation between them, or even the scene with him and Rand, with them and Randy at the video store, it's great because that's kind of like a foreshadowing of the the duality, the both of them being killers, and. And him uh, just with the way they look at each other, the, their eye movements, their acknowledgement after I think he kills Tatum. You know that I, I, it's Billy Loomis that kills Tatum. He gives him a look when he comes through the door. Like, it's done almost. 
It's yeah, subtle, yeah. but on, on rewatch, you know, you notice these things again. The washroom scene's a complaint. The 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 killer just popping up in the woods with the after the Richard Gere gerbil part, just <laughs> through the woods right before the video store scene where they're both there at the video store, and then yeah. right after the video store, they're shopping for ice cream and supplies for the party, and then they do the Michael Myers part, uh, the Halloween four. He's in the in the store. Yeah. Through the reflection, like I mean, those are the stupid things that I'm thinking. They could have been left out completely, and yeah. it wouldn't have hurt the movie. But at the big, all. they don't bother me. But well, those little things aren't what bother me. That that's that stuff I excuse to slasher movie fun and, and whatever. Okay, but and I, and but I can't. And I have is a complaint. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but the, the the complaint about the bathroom to me is legitimate. And another yeah. complaint is. How the next day they go to school right after Sid Casey gets killed. Okay, they know that everyone knows that, that Casey's killed. Then, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Then Sid is attacked the next night. The next day they come to school and people are running around the school with those masks on. How do know. they know what fucking masks exactly. they had? They, they don't. Not, I'm sure there's not a fucking a cop with a big mouth. I'm sure Dewey's not fucking telling Tatum. Oh, by the way, the, the killer had this mask. Tell everybody. Well, even if they can't, even if it got out, that's way too quick of a turnaround for them right. to have. Procured two well, costumes. Well, that's one thing with this, Bill. If you notice, whenever a killing takes place, it's on the news 30 seconds later. Turn on Channel 6, and like the yeah. killing that just happened 15 <laughs> seconds ago is already being covered. So There, there are that, timing that, issues. There are timing there are, issues, again, are. upon multiple rewatch of this movie. Yeah. Uh, but it, again, from, from a critique standpoint, from a let's, let's dissect this film, so to speak. But you can't... I was about to agree and say, yeah, I understand slasher isms and, and having that however it's kind of a it's kind of a misdirection or a cop-out because they're showing the killer there but then going to the video store right after where they're both there not sweating he's talking to two girls he's talking to randy Stu's talking to randy and then they cut to a, a scene oh. right afterwards where they're getting supplies and then you see the killer again to me that that you can't argue that can be a complaint then even because, with two killers it can't be one or the other well, they're both in the video store, okay. so you've got to have someone running around everywhere, or, or again, again more people have these costumes. If, we don't know if what she sees in the uh, grocery store is just her nerves at this point. She doesn't see anything. It's us that sees it. Uh, doesn't she? Viewer. I thought she sees the reflection in the uh, in oh. the window. No, I thought I thought uh, it was us, but you might be right. Maybe it's her uh, seeing the reflection. I, I could yeah. I could be wrong, but I thought the biggest issue with the party shopping scene was the fact that she bought a little pint of ice cream for the whole party. <laughs> Was it, was it Rocky Road? Like Cherry Garcia, Ben and Jerry. It's like, are you kidding, bitch? That's not going to be enough. It's got a her. huge bag of Tostitos and like a little bit of ice cream. Some other things. Again, I mean, we're we're looking like we're shitting on this, but again, this is coming not just from whatever. Love the movie. Not Love the movie. But no, not when Tatum, goes, Tatum goes gets the beers. That's a fantastic scene. But other people are going to go get went to get beers later on. No one sees Tatum hanging dead in the garage. I fucking the whole any, anything to do with Tatum, except from her because I absolutely a fucking adore her. Yeah, uh, she's cute and sexy. She is. If I can go back to 1996, well, okay, I'd still take Nancy, but whatever. <laughs> Tatum's 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 there. I I I, yeah. I adore Rose McGowan in this role. But anything to do with Tatum, after the moment she gets killed with her character, pisses me off. Number one, what you just said, they don't see her. That's ridiculous. Number two, there is no acknowledgement whatsoever. Her brother doesn't even seem to give a shit that she's dead. Okay? Well, I don't think he, he they even... ever realize. There's no realization except you're talking about in 
part two, three, and four? No, you don't think in, in, in the climax of this movie, when only Sid is there, he doesn't realize that she's already gone, or th- he's, th- they're at the fucking house. I don't think yeah. he knows at that point. I think there's no mourning. Just... But he's yeah, probably but wondering, I, where I, is she? I, where, where, where's yeah. my sister? There should have been one right. line. There's nothing. Where, where the hell's Tatum? They're best friends. They're joined at the fucking hip. She doesn't come up, and not that. The entire rest of this fucking series, this move, this 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 goes, and like you said, Christian. It goes from movie to movie with a continuing story, and there's things with Cotton's character that you like and all that. There's not one mention. There are many, there are two or three fucking heart-to-heart conversations between Dewey and Sid through the remainder of this franchise. Not one time does fucking Tatum's name come up. That's always about something. I don't know why they disrespected her character this way, but she never, there, there have been so many opportunities. They could have said something, even as in part four with the book, he could have said, you know, Sid, Tatum, she would have been really proud of you with the book. There's so yeah. many opportunities where she, it could have come up. The only time it came up was when the guy was taunting him, and it wasn't even really him. When oh, he was on no, the phone, no. he goes, there was I'm going to kill him was... like I killed your sister. Remember? Yeah, he goes, how could you say that? I'm feeling very... Yes, and he, he, did, he didn't even say it to Dewey. He said it to the fucking the killer. To the killer. Yeah. Yeah. But it also so came he, up in another. It also came up in one other scene where one of the cops is talking about previous victims. I forgot which movie it was, but he which says makes sense. he kind of whis- he, was, he kind of whispers it like as Dewey's there's like Tatum, you know, like quickly. But it yeah, no, it's it, it is an issue. But I feel I like, like they they never committed to going full like Tatum, full Tatum. <laughs> yeah, full How Tatum. do they not? They were joint. They, they were best friends. These no, two. I know, but they, and not a, they two characters, a best friend and a sister. If that happened in real life. Yeah, but this isn't a lighthearted series. Unfortunately, it is. Part it four, is. Look, it you're really fucking is. full of shit. Part it two really and three is. are so serious. They're like fucking. It's all adults being killed. There's not even three, any kids in these movies. Three, three's fucking, is not serious. Three is the wacka wacka one out of the bunch, I think. Like, I think they're all. all the, they, I but, think they're all kind of uh, comical and not comical, but more lighthearted and, and in tone. And that's well, why they don't really dive into, you know, the, the depth of people's emotional trauma, with the exception oh. of Sid. Whose emotional Dude. trauma ranges, you know. What about Cotton and all that shit with him? Yeah. I, 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 it's okay. What about fucking Dewey? What are, what are you kidding me? Everything, all the relationship shit between, between fucking Dewey and Gail? It's in every movie. And it's an yeah. important part of the movie. Matter of fact, part three has that very emotional fucking ending with everything. They, they do... Yeah. They do Try to pull I take nothing in part three overly dramatic. The only thing that is not. dramatic in, in part three is that fucking hairdo. What about the... Per- <laughs> what about the proposing? And all that shit. And after we'll get to it. We'll to get to it. it. Let's, yeah, we, we gotta focus. Bottom line... Yeah. I know, I'm sorry. No, it's, it's fine. Just, I, I've, I've been doing what, it all, uh, all night for the last ten, <laughs> ten minutes. <laughs> when you watch them all in a row, it's like watching a saga. And it's kind of... And when it's the same characters coming back, which is unusual... Which is yeah. the charm of the series. That's it's, it's good that they do that. Yeah. Now, would I have rather part two and part three done uh, something different? Like I always said, wouldn't it be great if Michael Myers didn't have to come back to kill his family? Just let him loose on some other teams in Haddonfield? I don't know. Would I prefer well, the Scream sequels if, if they did something different? Maybe. But Well, that's the series whatever. then, the TV series maybe. With the announcement of Scream 5... And and I think it was Lacey that uh, brought it up. Lacey Lou, shout out. Uh, she mentioned something about the twin beds because it is odd when you. I, I never thought of it like that. I'm it like, oh, it's, it's a girl. It's a girl's room, but there's twin beds in her room for no reason. If you're if you live by yourself, you have a double bed, or you have a yeah. single. Not not if you Done. take Dave Z's uh, argument that you know Tatum and uh, Sid are inseparable. They've been friends their whole lives. 
sleepovers, you would have two beds in the room. No, no issue you, there. Or whatever. No, I think I, I'm going with the maybe she has a sister that we don't know about. But no. That, that's what they can write into the script. This is what they do. They reinvent history. But I'm just saying, that I'm not against that. That would piss me off. Dude, he doesn't talk about his other sister for four movies. They don't well, warn anybody, right? Forget <laughs> not wanting to talk about Tatum. I get it. It's a sensitive subject. She's a 17-year-old kid who gets brutally murdered. But uh, not talking about their secret sister? Well, it's weird that she has twin beds. But that's fine. It's just, it, it's, it's, I don't uh, find it weird. I, I could see young girls having twin beds, sleepovers, stuff like that. I find it weird, but the thing is, I had bunk beds when I was a kid. So did you know I. What I mean? So did I. And what, exactly. did your imaginary friend sleep in the other one? Well, no, no but I had a younger brother. They gave him the option. They gave him the option. If you want to sleep in your room with him at that age, it was fine. And if not, then if a friend slept over, he had a place to sleep. One time, my, my cousin fired off the fucking top of the bunk bed. <laughs> he was asleep. He was asleep. That's how our day began. I'm asleep on the bottom bed. He's asleep in the top bunk. He rolls out, boom, hits the ground. I pop up and he pops up. And then, <laughs> could you imagine that? That's how his day started. Same, same thing happened on my bunk bed. Really? A sleepover, she fell off. Yep. Right off the what top. What the fuck kind of bunk beds did you guys have? They were not safe back then. They had these little tiny guardrails. No we were kind of old for fucking guardrails at the time. We were like 12 and shit. No, it but wasn't like, all their, that's how they're made. Like, my son's got one. There's no, my, his is like a loft bed to give him more space in, the, in his room. So he goes up a ladder and it's, it's like, you know, five, two feet from the ceiling almost. But because he, he's only eight, he loves it. He goes up there too and then he can play it below it. In 2020, but, yes. But in the, in the 80s, not everything was safeguarded no. that way. When he sits and up, they, he can clean the roof. Yeah. Repaint <laughs> the, the ceiling, for Christ's sake. <laughs> Why is the ceiling so sticky? Oh, wait, you still got a few more years before that. Oh, <laughs> oh freaking bastard. You. Let's but, think about this movie. The beginning of this movie, when they, isn't it? It's kind of jarring nowadays, in retrospect, when the movie begins and it says Scream, and it's not the logo for part one. It, it reminds you like one yeah. missed call or something, the way it looks. Doesn't it, the way it says Scream on the screen, it's not the logo Scream, it's just like Scream in these different letters? At one point, I, I, I at the time, I loved it. Just, boom, you're right there with the credit. Done. Into the movie you go. Oh, right. I love that. On retrospect now, I kind of think they, they, that would have been great, the title to kick in after she gets killed. After the yes. scream, after the multiple screams that come out of her that didn't seem to make sense, you notice that the mom's like, ah, 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 like it's like three screams in a row, but not a breath in between <laughs> any scream. That was a foreshadow to scream three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that would have been perfect. And scream slimes onto the, the title card there because you just left jarred going, holy shit, she's dead. No, I'm trying to think back when I watched it. I don't know if I thought it was like that, you know, Marion Crane or like the 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 lead killer. I knew we knew who Drew Barrymore was. Oh boy, I'm just I just don't know now if I remember if I'm like okay, so she's going to be the first victim when I saw it, or if I thought she was going to be the final girl. I can't remember what my thought process was at the time. I'll tell you what, this is something that history has perverted. Drew Barrymore. Now, I, I was there. I lived it. I was there. I you know, it. So did I'm we. just saying. I, we, well, we, yeah. were all, we were all there. Okay, fine. We were all there. I'm just I saying, I'm the oldest them. of the bunch. I'm I was, the old, six, I have a I was 16. More. He was like 19. He's only like two years younger than you. What I'm saying is I came up with Drew Barrymore. I, I was pretty much like uh, she around the same age. You know, I'm just saying I was there with her 
with ET and Firestarter and all Fire that Starter. stuff. Now I was a little older. Uh, I think I think I'm three years older. So I guess you'd be Christian's age, Drew. Either way, <laughs> people like to look back at this and, and claim that Drew Barrymore at the time was this big star, and, and everybody was so shocked at the move that that was made. This is not true. I remember seeing it because remember Drew at the age of 13 was fucking or in rehab. She had a suicide attempt at 14. Yeah, but people she knew had a, who she was. I agree. I understand they knew who she was, but it's kind of like at this time in her career, it would be like when they cast Lindsay Lohan in fucking Machete. She was just there to go, oh, look at Lindsay Lohan. It was like one of those things. It wasn't like she was the star that that she was prior or became later on at the end of the 90s and the 2000s. Literally, it was about a year after she was in Playboy and she went on David Letterman's show and flashed her breasts. She was a wild child at the time. She had no lead roles anymore. It was nothing like that. She was she was in like Poison, Poison Ivy. Ivy. <laughs> and that's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Some yeah. directed video yeah. shit, some stuff with TNA and some other stuff. And she was back in the mix. She, you know, you, she had already had her rehab and everything else. And I guess she was cleaned up or on the way. Seeing her in this movie, it wasn't the big deal that people like to say it was at the time that were there. Oh boy, Drew Barrymore, what a shock. It was like killing off your, it was a Marion. It wasn't like that. Yes, she was the no, the most known actress at the time. Although I'll tell you this, honestly, two years into Party of Five and after The Craft, Nev Campbell was, was, was known too. You know what I mean? But I, I agree she was a bigger star, but it wasn't the deal that people like to make it sound. I agree you know, with people, that. Okay. I agree, I agree with your argument, but if you look at if you look at crit- critics at the time, they were already making that compare. They were already writing that, so they created they that were. history there. But it she's started a very the, Yeah, yeah. But she comes from their family, Hollywood royalty, everything else. They know her story. Yeah. They know what she did this. So to them, to people that write in Hollywood, yes, she's Hollywood royalty just by default. If I, I Lionel was killed off first, Lionel then... Barrymore, yeah. <laughs> Nice. No, but I anyway. agree with you. It wasn't as shocking as like executive decision when Seagal does or something like that. But no, I agree though. It was just like, oh, here's you know a a big name, and I almost felt like uh, at the time, from what I remember, like oh, it's like a like a cameo from like a a well known star. That's what I thought too. I wasn't Ex- expecting her to be the final girl either. But it's no. just like you know that was her idea. I'm gonna have to give her props on this. You know that mm-hmm. she was cast to be Sid. And agreed to do it. And then shortly before, I don't know why she had a change of heart, read the script. Maybe she just didn't want to work as many days. Who knows? But she thought it was a great idea. She called and said, hey, I want to play the first one because, you know, I'm, I think I'm a known person. And seeing me killed off early might be really cool for the film. She really didn't want to work. She should have played Mr. Prescott. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a complaint. <laughs> Seriously, how is he... It, throughout that whole party tied up and nobody fucking people were literally doing fucking funneling beer in that same kitchen and he's right in that closet and there was, nobody knew the whole time he was there <laughs> that's worse than crazy ralph i complain about how how long was he in there five minutes this guy was in there for fucking two hours or days anyway, i mean this thing does take place days. over like yeah, <laughs> yeah. because it, yeah because it was his house and how could he not? Whatever. I'm not going to complain. But you, that just reminded me of that when he said, "We're all the fucking parents in this way." We know Billy Loomis's parents. We know um, that Stu's parents are gone. Sydney's parents are gone. Parents suck in this movie, right? This movie There's a curfew. <laughs> Kids are getting killed, and the fucking parents are nowhere to be found. 
there's a nine o'clock curfew yet go ahead have your party they even stop by the party and he's like you guys can drink here you go here's your beer but uh yeah no i mean if you're gonna there's i mean some are nitpicks some are genuine complaints but if you're going to really analyze and overly analyze you could probably rip apart all these movies just like you probably could any movie but uh, of course but but it's still fun and that opening 15 minutes is fantastic especially her trying to scream that to me is the best the stab the stab in the in the chest kind of looks weird i don't like the way the angle is done but whatever or that he works to do it it's almost like he's looking at where to stab her exactly (laughs) but but her being choked and then screaming for her mother and then hearing it on the phone that's unsettling her tied up on the tree just fantastic <laughs> you know how I feel about those scenes too. Oh, when someone's in peril and they're right there, oh, and, and, and yeah. go, it's, it's just like the Halloween two scene. But Halloween, my this whole fucking fifteen minutes, there's about a hundred nods to Halloween. You, did you even notice that the score played a couple times slowly? The Halloween theme during the fucking intro. During the I intro, no, I, I I don't think I noticed. I didn't notice it. During Casey's phone call, when they were talking about Halloween, they fucking they, they inserted it in there ever so slightly, like kind of like the way they did in um, H2O, like how they would just kind of do the little piano note slowly now and again. It was really cool. Yeah, so much Halloween stuff and so many references. I mean, well, shit. and that's it from the horror geek fanboy at the time and now. That was great. Oh, the callback to Halloween there. Yeah, uh, yeah. go down the street to the Mackenzies or whatever, but. That whole scene is great, and the questions asked are great. And most people would fumble that Friday the 13th question now still. After, like, well, unless they really research this movie. But if I asked the kids who's the killer in Friday the 13th, they would probably say Jason. And then yeah. you'd have to kill them. Exactly, on principle. <laughs> My fucking kids, get it right, God damn it! <laughs> There's something else I thought about. The guy says, it was either Billy or, I'm pretty sure Stu says it, she says that he says that Casey Casey and Steve bought it way after 10 p.m. Yeah. How the hell? There's no way that happened. Number one, it's a school night. He's coming over. He's not even there yet. The parents are gone. She's making popcorn, getting ready to watch a movie. You think they're fucking hanging out at their house fucking at 11 True. p.m. on a school night? That is a weird. A and that's a stupid movie. line to say because of, yeah, it all is of stu- that. Yeah. And that's you just one line in the movie. <laughs> it just could have had it take place a few hours earlier. Who cares? What about all the nuts of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street? Boyfriend coming through the window, the 10 shirt. Yep. The the Friday joke reference (laughs) as well. Yes. Uh, There was another one that I think I'm forgetting right now. But yeah, those those are the ones that popped up for sure. Wes dressed up as Freddy, the most obvious one. Well, that, yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Now you, Fred. Uh, Well, that whole scene, what about him getting killed, the principal? I think they just needed another uh, kill in the movie. Oh. Oh, I like it. I, I, I love the Fonz, but that's cringe. The best part of that sequence is when he fucking threatens to kill the two students. Well, the best part of that sequence is when you <laughs> like, see Ghostface in his eye. Uh, in his eye, that reflection of Ghostface in the eye is great. Yes, it is yeah. great. But yeah, they just needed an extra kill. There's no reason to kill the principal, and there's no reason why somebody would call Stu's house and Randy would answer just to tell him that the principal's dead. That's another. Like, what? That's another thing. Again, never cared about that. Never cared about that before. Yeah, but let's go pry them down. How do they know before the goddamn police know? Or, or like what the joke was? Let's get out of here. So they they just needed the kids to get out. They could have just used curfew. They could have used whatever. Half the kids left because of curfew anyway. So yeah, they all went to cut them down. What are we waiting for? Let's go pry them down. It all makes perfect sense to me. Walk me through it. Tell me what I what I'm not getting here. 
I agree with Brandon. Who's calling them? And Randy's answering someone else's phone anyway. And then he's like, who's telling them that the principal's dead and hanging from the flagpole or the football post? Who's calling them, man? Somebody who wasn't invited to the party. (laughs) Maybe Billy? Or why not Billy? With a cell phone. Ah. They're They're in cahoots. Why the fuck not? So he calls him. Oh, so no, the, the police house. don't know about it yet. Someone else is calling him and just saying. Well, who gives a fuck? They killed him. They know he's dead. They know where they put him. Maybe they just put yeah. him at the flagpole right before they fucking left for the party an hour ago. So it's like, let's do this. Then we'll call. We'll get everybody to exit by saying, go see the dead principal. And they will. To me, that makes perfect sense. Uh, okay. I, I don't. No, I agree with that. I always took it as like, how do they know this, this guy's hanging from the flagpole or the. Football post, but well, you just explained it. Been on, did it. It's probably been on the news, you know, because he was killed and probably three minutes later was on the news. <laughs> yeah. Well, the kids leaving to go pry him down, is, is a, it was a weak exit, I think. Like, well, Are you kidding me? A weak exit? I'd run. I, I, are you fuck, you would, if you were at a party and someone said that the principal was dead and fucking hanging by a flagpole at the school, you wouldn't fucking rush to see it being a kid? The no. dead principal? That's no. a fucking joke. Are you kidding me? They used to no. be a song we said. I'd be there. I'd be kids. like, there's beer here. I'm comfortable. Halloween's playing. Fuck them. I, I can't believe you guys. Christian and I would be killed. We, I'd be drinking beer watching Halloween. Too. Yeah. I'd be like, fuck that. But I wouldn't be going, look behind you. Look behind you. And you guys, and the and the out of part. No, I love that scene. Don't get me wrong. But I wouldn't be doing that. Uh, but the, the, the discombobulated cuts of the, when they pause and everything's and he's just look at that blood they get the reds wrong there's no blood in that scene that, that's the shit that bothers me as a oh, horror fan that. sorry that's fine yeah that's fine but the flagpole come on listen joy to the world the school burnt down and all the teachers died we were looking for the principal. We found him on the flagpole with a rope around his neck. Well, that's with a rope around his neck. That's, that's, that's why Dewey that? doesn't know about it. See, I always thought this was news, and they were going, and I'm like, well, how do they know? But now that makes sense. Billy called them to get them out of the fucking house. And I just can't believe you wouldn't run to fucking see your principal hung from a flagpole. I would talking, do it now. But why but, would it be Billy, and wouldn't Randy know that it was Billy who called? Yeah, but why did he say, even if he said Billy, hey, oh, hey, Billy. What? They planned like, it out. They, they could have done that. They could have done that, and you so. would have not think, think anything difficult. Because Randy is suspicious of Billy the whole time. If Billy had called to tell him that the principal's dead, he would have been even more suspicious. I don't believe it. I just I believe it's just yeah. a random thing thrown in to get the to clear the house. I really don't think there was any additional thought to it. And, I don't have any issue with it. I and how do don't. they know how it plays out? Like this is the other thing the from the movie. From the movie Randy. standpoint. From the play of the script and everything else, once again, fun for us. But when you go back in retrospect, how did they know the whole final act was going to play out? They got Dad in the fucking closet. How do they know Sid's going to be there to to play this all out? And they, they can do the whole it. end. The the fucking party was their idea. They they, they manipulated this entire fucking thing. That's you can see true, it as you're walking through. I was true. right there when he said it. He's like, yeah, party at my place tonight. Bring some people, you know, hopefully not 20. He makes a joke because he knows that Tatum's going to invite a bunch of people. But yeah. that's what they wanted. And bring it's- the snacks. And that's why they go get the snacks. And if they had said no to the party, their plans would have changed. They would have adjusted to whatever happened. So I really okay. have no issue with, with the father being there at all. But the I'll tell you what. The phone call I'm sorry. Crazy, okay, I, I, the phone call it's, not a, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. 
Oh, it could have been anybody. Could have been a even... fucking kid that lived across the street from the high school and fucking saw the cop cars there. And yeah. No, you, 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 this, I agree now. And again, I could buy the whole, they're drunk, so they're like, let's get the hell out of Dodge. I would be the drunk oh, one yeah. that's like Randy that's just like, fuck it, I'm here, there's beer, and there's a horror movie on, I'm fine. Right. Take, sure. Snap some pictures. And this is the only film in the franchise where I really like the rules. I, well, they I make sense. The, the scene, the scene of the rules, you know, of them it's announcing great. the rules. I feel like as we go on in the franchise, it's like, all right. I feel like there's what I like to call too much jibber jabber in, in these films. Not in part one, though. I feel like everything makes sense. I feel like as they go on, it's just like, stop yep. fucking talking already. Like, yeah. get over it. Oh, the rules of, of a true trilogy versus a part three. Like, shut the fuck up. Here's the problem. <laughs> Here's the problem with the sequels. They all they put all of that good stuff that's sprinkled throughout this movie in fucking five minute scenes. There are these little conversations that happen, and then it's done. That's the problem. They're almost it's very forced. forced. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yes. Forced, this yeah. movie it's sprinkled throughout the right way, but in but in part two and part three, all of them they they especially two and three four it's sprinkled more throughout again because you have the Randy characters back. You have the hall pass thing and the horror geek. Yeah, and they do it. yeah you, it, got, to me, you got Cinema Club. You got it cinema. works better. But in two and three, like they have that, that conversation in part two in the classroom when they're talking about schools and, and what's a better part two that surpasses its original. And they just talk. And it's Randy, of course. It is him. It makes sense. But it, there's a little it's five minute conversation. Class. Yes, that part I can I can forgive as well, but yeah. But it's only there and it's over with, and then a little conversation which is a little too much I think in part two with everybody's a suspect and they take it too far, and then in part three there's a little thing and there's a thing from Randy, but that's an, you're right though in part, in this one it's done perfectly it, it, it's sprinkled. I want to say one thing about the Fonz about the principal <laughs> the Fonz the reason he has to be dead. Well, number one for the exit the thing we were just debating about the flagpole. Number two, you're going to laugh at me. I don't give a fuck. The first time I watched this movie, he was my suspect for the killer. So when I found out he was dead, he erased that fucking Oh, I'm not going to laugh at you. I think they they were trying to establish that and with that whole scene with him with the two kids. And he's like putting the, the shears right up to them. Like that, like he should be, like literally, he should be fired. He'd be fired today, now. He, today he'd yeah. be fired, but but they I actually do. like it for then. Yeah. And I, even though it is maybe a bit over the top, I do like it, and I do feel like the red herrings in part one are much better handled. Again, oh, another thing, absolutely. the sequel, the sequel does very poorly. It's like every single person is a red herring. Fucking Roy shows up in one of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the dad's disappeared, so he's he's a suspect. Randy, they make him with the, the whole fact that he knows the rules and he's yeah. a geek, but then really wouldn't be able to, to do anything because of... Uh, I do like the the line he has later on. He's like, maybe I'll go check on them. When Stu, or when uh, Billy and uh, um, Sydney go upstairs to uh, have Maybe sex. I'll go check on them. Yeah, maybe I'll go... He does that. He goes, maybe I'll go <laughs> check <laughs> on them. Yeah. Almost in reference of, I'm going to go kill them. Or yeah. something like that. Like so, they they still play with that idea right to the end, and I love that gameplay when they come out of the mask, and then it it's Stu versus him, and she's yeah. like, "Fuck you both." <laughs> right, great scene, yeah. and it's so subtle. It's like great. like like they've talked about with with like we just talked about with the rules. It's 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 sprinkled throughout. It's sort of like part of the backdrop of the movie. Whereas in the the some of the following sequels, it's just like force. It's like okay, we got to regurgitate the stuff that was great in part one, and it just. It's yeah, not that's that it's why... terrible in the sequels. It's just, it's like, come on, you did this. Like, you can, you can deviate a little. But that's why I like part two. Like that's why I like I part know. two that... because they play with that boyfriend gag a little bit, and I, I think it works, works there. 
And then by three, you're kind of like, okay, drop the self-referential stuff so much. <laughs> drop the gag. gag. <laughs> Turn it on. <laughs> the boyfriend thing makes sense. It does make sense in two. But did you guys notice the the jacket in the, the Fonzie jacket in the principal yes. thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. and I love I how he gets scared from his shadow or from his reflection twice. Yes. That's great. I love that. Because I've done that. You know, you turn, you're like, I'm your fuck, shit. And whatever. Yes. So that part was well done. Uh, and his, I think they needed, you're right, the death was there because we needed a death by that point to, to, for, from yeah, a slasher another, movie standpoint. Another big star that's like, oh, well, if he's in the movie, like, maybe he's the killer. So the fact that he dies, yeah, no, it's fine. It's just, I wish those kills were cleaned up a little bit. I wish it was a better looking kill. Tatum. Like the gore does, the door the gore does the gore does get better as the sequels go on, but uh, right, yeah, you know, well, as, as usual, yeah, uh, yeah. But e- even just the way he screams, it just it's it's a little theatric, but it makes sense. You know what the kill reminds me of? The whole it reminds me of that guy in My Buddy Valentine, you know, that gets the fucking pickaxe and the eye comes out with the gag. That's that, that's those, those scenes remind me of each other a little bit. Like it's almost like he was trying to do that. I mean, the Halloween references are over the top. His favorite movie is Halloween. Williamson. Yeah, he was talking all about it. Of course, when they ask Casey, "What's your favorite movie?" she says Halloween. They. It's not his day today. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with his internet. You're back on. Casey was there on the phone. Is. Casey answered Halloween, of course. You know, hey, what's your favorite horror movie? Scary movie, whatever. Which I wish they would have kept that title, but we'll get to that later. There's the one scene, it's lifted right out of Halloween 2. At least that's what I always thought. When they're, after Casey gets killed and they're reporting outside of the house and they're standing outside there, you know that scene with all that mayhem in Halloween 2 when they're yeah. there and the people are there? and they, I think they almost say the same thing. It's usually quiet here and there's a body. And I forgot what they said, but little things even more now that I notice about being a love letter to Halloween, which I love. Even Don't Fear the Reaper. They play that song when he. I love that. I love that acoustic version they play. Me too. Yeah, that was a good callback as well. What like a couple things going back to Tatum death because I wanted to bring this up again because I'm leading to this because why didn't they do a Halloween or Friday the Thirteenth thing where they take her down like you don't have to see her getting taken down you see her dead but she could have popped up in the closet so you know how Sydney sees her after she dives out the window lands on that thing rolls off and then sees her. It could have easily been explained that she sees her in that closet that she tries to lock herself in, and and Tatum's stuffed in there, maybe. At least they acknowledge yeah. the fact that it would have been a pain in the ass to get her down, and that's probably why they didn't do it, because she's wedged <laughs> in there. Pretty good. But it's just, it, that would have been uh, fine. I know that the garage is, if you see how that garage is, it's weird. It, the, you, you, it's at the backside of the house, where you drive the cars in. Yes. Because so, uh, I was going to complain. Yeah. I was going to say, nobody sees that? It's a garage. Then I look, but, the way the house is set up, it's on, so, yeah, it's on the other side. Forgivable in that regard. Forgivable yeah, in that just, regard. Christian just likes referring to the backside. Always. What are you doing, a reach around Tatum's there? backside, yeah, especially that skirt she was wearing. I uh, love that skirt, too. And with Glee back there. <laughs> 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 and another thing was, and you are talking about music earlier, there is an odd part of music where they cut back to the school the day after the attack, and it's some scary-ass music. But is we don't know gra- why. Is that the right hand? That one song that plays in like every movie? Is it was is that song? No, no, no! It's scary. It's scary music. 
and it, and it pans down from the uh, school, and then you see all the reporters there. I guess they're trying to say like, oh, oh, they're like all this shit's happened, shit's hit the fan, and there's reporters all over. But it's really scary music. I turned to like my, my son, and I'm like, uh, he's like, what's going on here, Dad? I'm like, nothing. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, a shift. It's a shift. It's in, a, I know what you're talking about. It's a about. really weird soundtrack. Claims, but there are some shifts within the movies where the music becomes more ominous, and it's yeah. like, okay, now we're into serious investigative mode. I don't like the score. I don't like the score in any of these movies. I like the soundtrack in this one, but the score to me is just average ho-hum 90s television show. And that's what I want to get to. Either we talked about it on this show or it was TGIF 13. That's what this is missing to become. Again, I, I give it a perfect score, but I guess to elevate it even to that next level is it doesn't have a... It doesn't have a Freddy theme. It doesn't have a theme unto itself. It'd be pretty weird if they were playing theme. the Friday music, though, in, in there. <laughs> well, they play the Halloween for half the fucking soundtrack. <laughs> but it doesn't have a, its own identity from a, no. uh, from a theme. It's got a it's born a identity. <laughs> That's the problem, <laughs> That's the the problem with the 90s. That's the problem with 90s horror. And I'm going to talk more about it as we go. And I just think that people talk about the nostalgia for the 80s. I think that people from the 90s that came up with Scream in those movies, they take the nostalgia button and they are way more clouded than we could ever be with the 80s stuff. That's just the way I feel. I think even their love for this entire franchise, I just think it's, I don't know, I, I just don't see it. I just think that it's a time period thing and it's a lot of nostalgia, but just to, to compare it, to like, like if you were to show these movies to like someone now, like our children, and say, "Hey, watch these and watch this," I don't think that my daughter's gonna say, "Oh wow!" I just don't, I just don't uh, see I, it. I've done it, I've done it, and they love the Scream series. Do they? They they love the Scream series. That was the first one they got into. Even my daughter, the one that's really? on the fringe, that that doesn't like horror movies, but I've let her watch. Like that we've watched a few. The older one, she loved this series. That's it. She doesn't like horror movies. It's it's a light. It's PG thirteen. Yeah, it's like Breakfast Club. Well, these, it's like why do you think these movies made over a hundred million dollars? No, it, I'm absolutely. telling you, the absolutely. ones that make the the money like that have been have been molded to be more audience friendly, more more generic, and that this is why some horror fans shit on the franchise, which I never do. I don't shit on something because it's popular. It, it drives me crazy oh. as well. But it it is more squeaky clean. It it's is. been more mainstreamed. It's the WB, as they jokingly said. And After this movie, go, and, everybody yeah. in the WB was in a in a slasher film. And when or they're the, going more mainstream like this, I'm not thrilled the, about the, that either. But the fact that they don't focus on this on the score makes perfect sense. The, the the audience for these films isn't focused on you know finding a score like a classic '80s you know horror film. They're yeah, more focused are... on the on the actors and and you know who you're gonna get in here and uh, the big reveals and I mean that's what these films were all about. But I'm not talking about the audience, the normal people that go. I'm talking about the horror fans. I'm talking about the hardcore horror fans that we know and people from that generation that absolutely adore and reference everything from Scream One, Two, Three, and Four like it's all gospel and they put it all up on this pedestal. And I just don't see it outside of the first movie. I just don't see. It's almost oh. forced. Like when I watch Friday, I'll tell you, you know. Well, we could argue the off. same thing, man. No, we love that because that's what we grew up with. And they can, they'll say the but same thing. I'll tell thing. you. They'll say one. No. I don't think if they went Friday, one, two, three, four, they will probably say, I like it. But they just don't have that same attachment to it. Mm-hmm. 
I understand, but that's what I'm saying. It's about the attachment, and that's what it's about because the characters come back. But all of the magic of part one, to me now, I mean, I, you're probably going to feel different. The magic I feel in this movie, we have nice, relatable teen characters. It, it's, it's, there's something to be said about small town slashers. I've always liked that. A lot of the ones in the 80s that I like are into that. I like that feel. The homegrown, everybody knows each other and it's teenagers. You don't get that in two and three. It's all adult and it's different. It's a whole other fucking dynamic. They bring it back and forth with the kids again. And I liked it. It feels, it's more home to me. And I like that. But all the magic that they did in part one, it's kind of like what I say about Nightmare 3. How about how Nightmare 3 is the perfect fucking thing for Freddy. And what they did with like four and five were like, fucking regurgitations of shit but they they try too hard or they did something's just not there for me that's how i feel about what happens after screen but that's needed i'm just saying that this movie here is awesome i'm not i could never take that away but i think the people that love this movie just seem to take the little parts that they like about two three and four and wedge them in there because it's relatable to them and that they put all of them on a pedestal that from where i sit I just don't see it. I wish I did. I thought hopefully maybe this time watching them all together was going to make me really pop for them because I'm in there. You know how when you get in a mode, when you're, you you feel like you're in Woodsboro or you feel – if you watch all the Saw movies in a row, all the Fridays, you feel it. It becomes – you're really engaged in that stuff. What You know what happens to me? Watching Scream 1 and how, the brilliance of it and how perfect it is, watching Scream 2 right away and Scream 3 right away after it, all I do is watch this and say, holy shit. I, these movies are worse for me because I saw Scream One so soon, by, by comparison. I know wow. that might be unfair. No, it's I know not it might unfair. Be unfair. It's not unfair because you're not supposed to compare when you t- you should take a movie as a movie. But because I just saw the brilliance of Scream 1996, and I go to two and three, and I see what's going on there, I'm like, this is no- all the stuff I loved about Scream is just not present here. And that's funny. It's funny. All the- so- Go, go ahead, Brandon. No, I was gonna say all the stuff that they joke about about sequels being garbage and you know and 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 uh, and stuff like that. It, it comes true in this. You know, they're yes. they're they're just it's so it really is extremely meta in that case. They're they're foreshadowing well, how bad their sequels are gonna be. No, but for the most part, their sequels are better than what you usually get. In, no, they are. This, when and, I say bad, yeah. I don't mean like bad. It, I still enjoy them, but compared to part one, Dave's right. I had to take breaks so many times with with uh, with the sequels. I I mean, I, I'm pausing. I'm like, I'm only thirty fucking minutes in. I still got an hour and twenty five minutes left of this. Are you kidding me? I'm already I already have these, like two pages of notes. I watch these backwards. I started with the most unfamiliar one, and the one I watched oh. the least to the one I watched the most. So I went from part four, five. three, two, one. And, I started with five. Yeah, of course you did. Uh, and we're, what I'm going with is, with it is, at one point back in the day, I think it was my second or third time watching it, because I only watched Scream 2 once in the theater, and I was disappointed with the reveal of the characters. I'm like, what the fuck did I just see there? What, what, I, what did I miss? But upon rewatch, I actually said at one point, man, they did it. They managed to capture the magic and, in a sequel and kind of approach, if not match, part one. I don't think like that anymore. Um, I don't think like that anymore. Been, it must have been high or something. Okay. But but it's close. It's it's not close. It's the closest, in my opinion. And then I think three is too self-referential for its own good. We'll get it. You get to it. I think four restores a little bit of that magic, but it's still. I I still don't like it that as much as much. I think this runs at a good pace. This is a long movie. 
and it runs paced. You have the, 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 the finale, the third act, the entire thing takes place, you know, uh, at, at, at that one location. And I think it really works. I, I, I enjoy the, the characters are relatable. The kills are good enough. I mean, it, for what it was when it came out, it was brilliant. It, 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 I'll admit that it did it, it breathe fresh air into a freaking a slasher thing that, that was done for. They were very poor. It was really smart to do what they did. But without Halloween, without, Halloween 78 never existed. And of course, you could say this about Friday the 13th, but not as deliberately as in this. The nods to Halloween and everything that, that's going on with Randy in the third act and Halloween playing in the background and all that discussion, that's the first time I saw this. That's what made me pop. That's what I was like. Of course. Because it was like a love note. It was like they're making a movie for us. Like it was. Right. That's what it felt like. And I guess I guess we were talking about mainstream. But when they were making this, I don't think they expected. I don't think anybody expected it to do what it did. I think it actually was not really well promoted. I mean, Miramax or Dimension at the time was behind it. But it first weekend it did good. It did good. But it gained. People loved it. Yes. And then it, it started. I think second weekend was better. And it grew. And then they started Here's popping what. even way more marketing into it. This is what happened exactly. They had a $15 million budget, and there was a bidding war. There's so for much. The script, they right? want... For the script, right? For the script. For the script. Yeah, and it came down to the end. Paramount and Universal ended up dropping off because the bidding war was getting too high. They only wanted to invest so much. And then at the end, you had Miramax there, and then you had another group. I forgot what something Woods, and Oliver Stone was part of it. And he liked the script so much, he wanted this movie. He saw something as this being the future of horror. He really rallied for it. But in the end, uh, the phone call came and, and the price was right. And, and they settled with Miramax. Let's face gave... it, Sid. Your mom's no Oliver Stone. <laughs> <laughs> nice, man. Sorry, I had to interrupt you for that. <laughs> Dave oh, again. Oh, I froze Dave. I froze him on a laugh. Oh, he's hey, back. He's back. He's back, everybody. <laughs> I'm back. But it was $15 million in. And listen to this shit. They wanted Wes. Wes was the first guy they went after. He turned it down a couple times. Then they went after, uh, I believe, Tobey Hooper. Tobe, excuse me. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Romero. And they turned it down. And then they went back to Wes again. And eventually, he took it. And now what happened was this. He almost left when Casey was switched. What, pardon me. When, when Drew said, I don't want to be Sid anymore. He was like, oh, no, this and that. I, this is not a good sign. He almost left then. He wanted to film it in California because it seemed like a very American film to him. And he wanted it. He liked the way it was in California. And they gave him $15 million. So Wes, they were trying to get him to go film in Vancouver because it's cheaper. But he says he went there and scouted it. And he said, that he goes, it's a beautiful city and everything else. It just didn't, it's not America to me. It's not going to work. So let's go to Santa Clara. So he goes back and he goes, and he goes, this is the only time I've, I've stood up to producers to this length. He goes, I went to the Weinstein. I think the wine scenes are, are, are I, th- I was going to say, I think Har- Harvey just got to Dave. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't tell him the real story. That <laughs> sucked me off for the location. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> I could say that after everything. You're back, Dave. So he went back and he fought for it. And what happened? So he went back and he said, hey, listen, it's got to be California. It's Santa Clara. I have a perfect spot. We have everything here. It's got to be California. And they told him, okay, well, instead... Of this movie, instead of this movie being Wes Craven's scary movie, it's just going to be Joe Blow's scary movie now. They were going to fucking fire him. They were going to let him go. And he walked, and then they came back to him, and they got $3 million more million, and he came back, and they filmed in California. 
So he he fought because he wanted it in this vision. And then something happened with the high school in Santa Clara. They had the okay to film at the high school. And the principal loved it and everybody and the staff loved it. And they went there to do this. And right before they were about to film, the Santa Clara school board weighed in. And they said, no, you're not going to film here. We, we were led to believe that this was comedy. We read this thing. There's blood all over the place. There's this, that, the other thing. We do not want you to film. So all of a sudden, they got the rug pulled out from them at the last minute. And they had to go find another place to film. And, and they did. And in the credits, at the very end, after, after, after Wes gives all his thanks, it, it, it says, no thanks at all. And it says the Santa Clara yeah. School District or some yeah. shit. I was like, wow. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. That's crazy. I love that, too. But, yeah, but Wes but, fought for it, man. He was going to walk. He said it's got to be here. So $15 million was the budget. The first week, they opened it on Christmas, December 20th, which they were worried about. They're like, this is Christmas. Who's going to go? But Bob Weinstein said no, because the horror fans want to go see something for Christmas. We're going to do it. So it came up. It made $6.6 million the first week. That was it. They're like, oh, no, it's not going to happen. The next week... It didn't drop off, which is a great sign. Six million again, and then the third week up to ten million, mm-hmm. which and never this shit rarely out. happens. Rarely happens yeah, that it, as it goes up. It, it never. It yeah. really never does that. Yeah, it ended up playing. It made a hundred million, and it played in theaters for thirty-one weeks. I think, think ti- it was a Titanic that took it over, or something like that. I, I don't know, but thirty-one <laughs> fucking weeks. You know, you know that's that's over half a year at, at a fucking theater. That yeah. never happens. Not, never. not, not day and age. Like that? Back in the seventies, sure. Early eighties, maybe, but not not in like in the late ninety six, late ninety. Yeah, <laughs> well, ninety seven at that point. Dick lips. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was meant to be a hit. Fifteen million dollars. Are you laughing at Dick Lips? Because <laughs> <laughs> it was so stupid. <laughs> no, it was really funny. Actually, I'm the minute you said that, I just picturing two Dick Lips. <laughs> like, where did that come from, Dick Lips? Dick Lips. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Dave. No, I'm just saying. I think it was meant to be a big hit. It was. It was. It was fifteen million. It was supposed to go to the mainstream. They got West Crystal. I don't think they were thinking small time. I think they were saying. Let's go for the jugular here. And, do you think? Did. Do you think if Kevin Williamson wasn't such a huge Halloween fan, he would have paid nod to a different film, or do you think he would have paid? I mean, I feel like it had to be Halloween, especially well, they reference prom night more than Halloween. Not more no, than know, Halloween, but I they know, reference prom night. But being a self-referential, you know, slasher film, you're gonna <laughs> pay homage to you know the OG, even though you know some of us argue Black Christmas. They're gonna pay tribute to Halloween if they're trying to appeal to the large, you know, general horror community so it just it, it felt right anyway what? and uh I'm, I'm trying to think i one it one issue i had not an issue just a question i had do they know billy how long do they know billy for because you know they've been dating for two years him and sid they haven't had sex for two years uh he killed the mother a year ago how long has has billy been in their lives though because the way Randy acts about Billy, it's, it almost feels like he's new. like he's new in town. Yeah. Exactly. Like, that just throws me off. Yet at the same time, the fact that he had relationships with Sidney's mother and they've been together for a while, it makes me it suggests that he's been around a long time. Yeah, I mean, I there's thought... a little bit of inconsistency there. Again, nitpicky, but it's just, I, it's just yeah. a it's just a Randy Billy thing. Because Randy, it's almost like you know, refers to him as Leatherface. It's like you know, I don't trust him. Stuff like he doesn't that. Doesn't like him. He he, I, he he has a crush on Sydney. Yes, but it's like he doesn't know him. He doesn't want to know him either. He doesn't like him. 
It's just it's teenage fucking drama. It's a jealous guy. I don't know. It makes sense to me. Honestly. He even says at one point, "What do we really know about him?" Well, maybe he doesn't give much information out. Yeah, but maybe after two years of being in the life, you, these are not conversations. It's, it's got to be more than two you years. You have two years ago when he when he started dating her. You, so I'm, what I'm saying yeah. is, I feel like this group all grew up together, except for the Randy Billy thing, which just seems off a little. That's okay, that's, that's it's not a it's not even it's a good point but yeah it's just, a, it's just no, a, that's fair. something I noticed but uh, what about uh, we never talked about nine one one on the computer and the fact oh. that they get there in two seconds yeah oh, and we never did talk about that police. between that... the police getting there in two seconds or taking ten hours to get there yeah. or it being on the news forty seconds later those are time you know, issues quibbles, it's a movie but, it's a movie you know, can but, you imagine if they did it in real time and the movies were eight hours long. I, I will tell you this, and maybe some of our, our female listeners can weigh in on the chat, but these movies have more female horror fans than I've ever seen in a movie before. They're well represented, but I feel like they come across as phony horror fans. And it drives me crazy because you'll have Tatum say uh, a Wes Carpenter film, kind of getting it wrong, and you kind of laugh at it and whatever. Only to reference, I spit on your grave, I spit on your garage later. It doesn't seem consistent. Like, who's going to reference, I spit on your fucking grave? Especially back in 96, before the remakes. That was written into the script, but yet she gets Wes Carpenter wrong. See, that, again, nitpick. I'm a nitpick. Damn, that's a a good nitpick, though. I didn't even think of that. You know what I mean? It's always bothered me. So female horror fans weigh in. Does that bother you as well? And then the... the, um, I don't know her name, the girl that was in Heroes, the blonde one that's really attractive in part four. Kirby? She's yeah. a good fan. A good she, fan. She's a huge, yeah, she has like, she has like everything on like, like whatever. She's got a huge collection there as well. But they keep, keep her consistent at least. Yeah, she's like, a good she, horror She fan. knows horror like throughout the whole thing. I I, do, right. I liked that. They did it right there. I think they dropped the ball on the, on the Tatum record. I'll like, trivia yeah, you Tatum. under the fucking table. <laughs> Yeah, but Tatum, remember, she's friends with Randy. Maybe she's just freaking been in the, in the video store, or, or she's heard Randy reference "I spit on your grave" in passing. What about someone that my wife might agree. say? That? I have to agree. I don't feel like I never got the impression that Tatum was a huge horror fan. Well, no, because remember, they don't they, they don't know what's going on. Remember, they're looking at the movies and they're talking about. It. They don't know about Jamie Lee not showing her tits and this and that. And then even Sid's looking at the movie, say Jamie Lee Curtis is in all these movies. And they're just kind of like, <laughs> so, so they, the they reference to I spit on your garage is would, although a great reference and a good it's joke. It's a deep cut. Yeah. It, it, it's it, a bit it just of a deep cut, but I could see it because of yeah. the friendship with Randy, I guess. You know what I mean? It it's, sounds better than what, what, uh, Friday the 13th, the final garage, you know, that was a <laughs> shitty reference. <laughs> It would have got a laugh just like that. Anyway, I think we should probably wrap it up because we got three more fucking films to do. Unless you guys have more points to make. No, I mean I love the key tease scene when he's dangling the keys. Was that the first time it's been done? But I love. I think I've seen it since. But when Ghostface is holding up the keys when they're in the car and he does that, I, 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 you're probably right. It is that is a good scene too. I love that shit. I love that. I love the uh, the happy birthday to me freaking callback on the reveal. <laughs> Because isn't I never didn't think about it till we watched Happy Birthday. I'm like, oh, look at that's where they got it from. That's the motive. Same type of thing. It's interesting, you know. Um, the cop being a or the chief police being a, a red herring, just with the shot of the boots and him stomping out the cigarette. Even Wes Craven says that was a misdirection. Just he wanted to, he kind of wanted to like put another red herring in, and 
Uh, after that really cool scene of him smoking and, and Dewey licking the pop, the ice cream simultaneously. I always thought oh, that, that was yeah. really cool. <laughs> that is great. How about the um, the wipers with the blood on it? I think is great. Little little touches throughout yep. the film. You know, there's Maureen Prescott, Hottie, Hottie, yeah. Maybe in part four. <laughs> yeah, I know. yeah. That's one thing they should have done. They should have just had a picture of a more attractive woman. And just another thing that you're like, Cotton Weary's like a 20 year old student. He's hooking up with this middle aged, you know, real estate hey, looking woman. Girl, I don't get. It. I don't. Know. Maybe maybe she was trying to sell him a house. And, and <laughs> you know, they hope one thing led to another, like in a porno. And uh, hey, he wanted to hook up. is this house 100 percent cotton? <laughs> he knew it was coming. Maybe he she he knew she was a dirty birdie. A dirty bird. It sounds like half the town knew. That's what I'm saying. He just wanted to dip his toe in the water. You know what I mean? It was an easy score. It's all one big movie. Unfortunately, you can't pick your genre. (laughs) Nice. I I love that line in the movie. I love that line. It is great. I'm going to complain about one line here, and I'm stealing it from Alex Edwards because he said it on the Skeleton Crew because I've always thought it too. But this, he said it on his show when they did the retrospective. That scene at the end when Randy says, wait a minute. There's that final scene where where the killer comes back to life for one final scare. You gotta wait for it, and then he does, and then she shoots him, and then she says, "Not in my movie." Well, it just happened in your fucking movie. What do you mean, <laughs> not my movie? He literally came back for one final scare. Why would you say not my movie? It's ex- precisely what the fuck happened. I know it's that funny. All- that is hilarious, but it is such a great line after she shoots him in the head. <laughs> right? Not in my movie. I- what do you mean? <laughs> we did talk about this before because I had this problem. I don't like the degree of when Stu goes crazy at the end, which is fine. I love his, I'm getting a little woozy oh. here, but him getting it like, then he gets a shot of adrenaline somehow and he's going crazy. I I'm never liked the TV being thrown down on him. I don't know why. And the sound effect. It's always oh. just not, it rubbed me the wrong way a That's little bit. That's him in every movie. Maybe because, you know what? I always, I always, uh, well, I like refer him. To- no, I like him too. But he is the same character in every movie. But uh, I do like him. I, I always refer to these, you know, killers in these films as very Scooby Dooish. And maybe it's uh, it's kind of funny that he was uh, Shaggy in the yeah. Scooby Doo movies. But it's just so Scooby Doo clumsy and just so much jibber jabber throughout. Especially as we get into the sequels. But the clumsiness of the killers, I just, I, I don't know if I can get over it. This is not a hard hat. This is soft as fuck. You get a beer bottle smashed against it, you're going to have some bruising or bleeding. You're going to be cut. You're going to be hurt. Neither of them are hurt or cut. She whips, Tatum whips, two or three beer bottles at the guy. One hits him in the groin or the stomach, the other one right in the fucking face. Oh, that's another thing. Groin Plus, shots. Groin shots and groin kicks throughout this whole franchise. Yet all <laughs> these killers are well-calculated, you know, mastermind serial killers who have been killing for an extended period of time. But when it comes to just, you know, attacking their next victim, they have to take, you know, three or four kicks in the nuts before well, they maybe can. Maybe the uh... sister. Maybe they have to wear it like here then. They have to like <laughs> one here, one there, and they're protected. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe they're wearing a cup. You, I would wear a cup if I was a killer. Some of them were smart enough to wear fucking uh, vests. Why not wear a cup? Protect I'd yourself. wear a cup and uh, 100% cotton underwear. <laughs> <laughs> and I did... No skid marks. And I've always said this too. Their plan would really would make a lot of sense. However, Billy would have had to get rid of his shirt, taking a shot. Like, remember, he's covered in carol syrup right. and everything as well to, to head fake. Again, us 
What, the police what, what aren't going to find what? fingerprints on the mask that they've been touching all day, so they're not going to even notice the syrup. If the goal is to kill Sid, what's with the head fake in that scene? They've had their fun already. So What head fake? The whole head fake. They just finished having sex. Who did you call? Who did you use your one call for? What is it going to take what I'm saying. to That's tell what I you I'm not the killer? Oh, my God. Oh, my no, God. No, he gets off on it. That's why the beginning scene when the cell phone falls out of the pocket is perfect. It makes sense. He gets off on tormenting her. She's going to die. For the end goal of killing her. For the end goal of killing her. Yeah, but who cares about that conversation? He was The bottom line is this. I'm going to go upstairs. I'm going to fuck Sydney finally. When I finish fucking, come upstairs and attempt to kill me. That's all. That, that's what they're and, planning. And spread this carol syrup on me. And I'm going to play dead and then you chase her. It just, it, he it, loves it. it he, loves he has to play woman. dead. He loves the it's, idea of having her believe him and having her on his side. Even torments are about the fact that they fun. already fucked. It's fun. I'm just pointing it out. I'm just pointing yeah. out if the end goal is to eventually kill her. Like, they the fail, and they had the option right there. <laughs> now, the biggest yeah, issue is why would she put on the costume? That's, yeah. that's a bigger issue than the conversation, because he gets off on this. Why would Sid put on the costume? I understand using the voice thing to torment them, but why did she put on the costume and the mask? Because she mm-hmm. fucking flipped out by then. <laughs> again, <laughs> that's more of a again guys, this is, us, this is us not necessarily okay. reviewing the movie so much as, 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 as looking at it from the love that we have of it, and, and pointing out all, all these little critiques by and watching it, it apart. Again. <laughs> yeah, but ultimately, from fucking limb to limb. <laughs> ultimately, it's a game changer of a movie. That's all there is to it. I'm Saved always going to love this movie. Saved her. To watch this movie, I wouldn't go that far. To watch this movie, <laughs> how the fuck did it save horror? What followed it? Shit, a bunch what of bullshit. Was, what was before it for the previous four years? Candyman was and the last was movie. It? And what the fuck was after it? Tell everything, me. Between... everything from the last twenty-four years. Hold there the was up. a lot of good stuff. Once you, once you actually look at that decade, there was a lot of good stuff. It just... I looked. Believe me, I just did the fucking ninety-six and ninety-seven last year on the summer series for podcasts under the show. We had to pick ten movies oh, for no. nine. Shut. Hold on now. Oh no, oh, summer oh, no, no, no. Oh, motherfucker! Oh. Listen to me. Oh. We had to pick ten movies from ninety-six and ten movies from ninety-seven. The best ones, and it was a fucking chore. There was bullshit in fucking 96 and 97. There was nothing. And then, then 98 came, there was even worse. In 99, we had two good movies. We had Blair Witch and something else. Horror didn't come back again until fucking 2002. We had a hot minute. No, 2000, fucking, I think, I would say. Okay, fine, but I mean strong. Yeah. Strong where it was more, where I could make, I could name 15 great movies. You know what I mean? What I'm saying is, when Scream came out, what followed it was nothing. It came back for a hot minute and fucking then died out again. Everything that it, that it, that happened after, everything that it, it inspired. Uh, now, for me, this is me personally. I don't give a fuck about, I know what you did last summer. I don't give a fuck about Urban Legend. To me, all those movies are like six out of tens. They're fine. They're okay. They're watchable. But they're nothing. It didn't save anything. They came back. They did, they did okay. I'm not taking away from Scream. They I did love great. It. They did great, those movies. I know what you did last summer, uh, Urban Legend. I don't give a fuck about sales. It doesn't matter. It saved the horror genre in terms of reviving it and putting money back into it, making it possible for the 2000s to have budget films. That's exactly, that's that's what it boils down to. If you're talking about it financially, fine. I'm I'm not saying I necessarily love those movies either, but what was the last great film before Scream? It was Candyman in 92. In fact, that's the only film they kind of... I mean, they reference a lot of films, but it's like the main reference in part two because they can't reference any good movies from 93, 94, or 95. I get you. I know. Well, but, mainstream ones. Mainstream. 
mainstream ones, but uh, I understand I that. But I, 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 I agree was with Brandon. That's it. That's it. Because 96, remember, this came out, like you said, right before Christmas of 96. So it was 96, like, like saw what was happening in 97, rushed the sequel into production, got it done, and knew that it was going to be then a, a trilogy because I think Williams, uh, Kevin Williamson uh, did a treatment for three but didn't write it. And, and then that, that it shaped the end of the 90s and what eventually we got in 2000 and beyond. That's how I, I think we can argue about it saved horror. That's fine. I'll meet you on that. From a financial standpoint, yes. I was just I was looking at it just from the art of it, just from the movies I followed, and if I loved any of them. And for me, the answer is no. But that, I get what you're saying, B. I, I I understand. I never thought about it from that perspective. So and that's the way I felt about it because it wasn't like I just I was a huge horror fan growing up, and it's not like I stopped watching horror films. And then I was just watching I was watching Friday late sequels, uh, Nightmare late sequels. I was watching Child's Play three and then screen came and it was just like it was like massive you know I agree. over I time and then it, it then it just felt like yeah not we're it's, not validated horror, horror wasn't gonna yeah. die if, if scream wasn't made somebody would have come along made a great film and I, sure. I think things would have pre- proceeded back to maybe the point where it is now but it just sort of like i think got everyone excited again for for the genre mm-hmm. who knows I think it's funny that they mentioned E.T.'s mom in the movie. And fucking the girl that starred in E.T. was in the first act of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I always said that was funny. Did you guys see that the one poster in the video store was Mother's Boys? You know what Mother's Boys is? Isn't that, isn't that a Jamie Lee Curtis movie? Yeah, Jamie yeah. Lee Curtis. She plays the mother and she's yeah, fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's more of a thriller. It's thriller horror, but yeah. it's, an interesting, it's an interesting movie. But one more point I'm going to make, and I've said it before. I love when they, when there's, uh, they, they cast doubt on somebody they think that they're the killer and they end up getting off innocent but later on they actually are the killer i love that it doesn't happen much usually that's great yeah yes it's red herring city usually and they do it but i love it like obviously here with billy it works out great i love when they had that that reveal was great when he turns around and comes in and he fucking shoots him it's like a jaw-dropping thing it's like and then he tells him you know we all go a little mad sometimes i holy fuck yeah, what that play people. is exactly why this movie's fun. That, oh, that's great. what makes the script great, but then we can also call it and say, well, wait a second there. But that's that's a movie, and that's why this oh. is fun. Yeah, yeah, and it's great because it plays with your emotions because you don't know whether to trust Billy, then you hate him, then you like him, and then you're, like, sad that he's dead, then he's alive, and you fucking hate him again, and it's just crazy. And the Randy Stu scene you talked about already, iconic, great scene. I love it. Oh, isn't it? Oh, I, I, I hate the fact that fucking Dewey lives, though. That's a fucking bullshit thing. That motherfucker should be dead. And it happens again in the next movie. He's fucking... It happens in every what, movie. What, what the Does girl it? says in fucking part four to him, uh, to Sid, about what are you, Michael fucking Myers? That's how I feel about Dewey. He's fucking stabbed on the shoulder, dead for fucking... Doesn't budge for fucking 20 minutes and somehow fucking just comes back. I was so pissed off. I hate when they do that in movies. But anyway, I don't like the I, I like Dewey's I like character, character, so I'm glad that he Me too. lives. But I understand what you're saying. He does, he's, you know, he gets killed in every single movie. And he's bleeding out profusely. That's what I'm saying. It's like but Daniel we, Harris in Halloween fucking yeah. Rob Zombies movie. But come on. But the fact that he survives makes me a little hopeful that maybe Kirby survived and she'll pop up in part five. That'd be cool. Even though Dewey didn't say anything when uh, when Jill's complaining. Well, we'll get to four. Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> but anyway, it's a game changer. I, I, I fucking... What else can you say? She's a she's a the cash is all very good. She's an I think that that Nev Campbell 
is overlooked. And I think it's because of the sequels. People don't think about it when they see who's the great screen queens. I think she's a sympathetic character, and she's overlooked when you look at other screen queens. If this movie was, if there was just one movie screen, I think she would be referenced even higher. Now, when people say who, who's the great scream queen, they would say that movie there and that character. But I think maybe she's overlooked because of the sequels. It, maybe I don't Which know. Is weird. Don't you know think what... the sequels should add more clout to the argument or, or, or I know. whatever? Like it's it's, it's I guess, bizarre. I don't know. <laughs> you know what it is. Even though she's she's a, she's kind of a strong character from the start, so I don't really see any growth in Sid over the uh, the series. Yeah, I mean, obviously her life progresses and she changes, and she's always able to fight. So there's no real like growth of the character and I think that's probably why it's very very I don't want to say one note but it's very consistent throughout but it is it, but it is good but there are some things they do in the sequels that I don't necessarily like cuz it doesn't seem to fit in the character you know it's particularly in part 2 which we're about to get into when they when they when they make her a drama theater major and and all of a sudden she's this you know the next great actress of stage and screen it's like are you fucking kidding me she hasn't she has the same facial expression for four fucking movies <laughs> <laughs> but I do oh, like her. Man. It's That's the same crazy. way. It's the same way I feel about like Nancy and stuff. I know like Jerry Herring complains that he hates Nancy, but it makes sense for for the drama that these these characters are suffering. That's how they should be. These these sort of like um, like dazed out sort of like like zombie versions of themselves. Well, other than Halloween, like numb, with their numb. different timelines, with Jamie Lee being in four, well, actually I guess five of them because she's in the Resurrection as well, but. And with Nancy being in four Nightmare on Elm Streets, except one of them being self-referential one. Wait, she's only in three. Three of them. Three. Three Three. of them. So, yeah, I guess Sid has been the most consistent final girl in all of them. Because even Jamie Lee, you can't really say consistent. Because it it goes into different timelines here. Correct. She She will eventually overtake if she's in the next two Halloween installments. Because I don't know how well, many I more mean, extremes. Well, I mean, even though I didn't love 2018, I mean, she's a fucking trained assassin at this point, <laughs> you know. And maybe that's part of the complaint with Nancy and Nightmare on Elm Street that, you know, all of a sudden, you know, she's she's building these traps. But she's she's a smart teenager, so I don't I don't necessarily hold that against her. But but Nev is very consistent throughout. Sid. Yeah. Anyway, ten out of ten. Careful. Right, we got to get out of the part two. Yeah, full head explosion. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. full head yeah. explosion. Full, yeah, full head. Head Full explosion. head explosion. And nomination. nomination. S- second the nomination. Third the nomination. There we go. All right, Hall of Fame. To no one's surprise, I should go. All right. Well, they're probably awesome. surprised based on how we did that review on tackling like, some of the nitpicks or whatever, but we, we warned you. If they've so listened they're... to me review oh, movies, they know. Like, like, this is, like, this is like Belko. This is like The Craft when I argued with Dave for an hour on your behalf, <laughs> even though I like The Craft. Oh, the and, and Christian's just like, I don't even want to talk about the movie. Yeah. I'm like, all right, you know. Fucking well, we talked it. about that movie. I'll tell you that. It's probably Dude, the longest fucking... movie. <laughs> and I, and we, I think we left a lot out, too, but we, we did talk for a long time. What, what can we do? That's a scene-by-scene scene type of film where you could literally talk every single scene. Sure can. But, uh, I mean, but anyway, I you do that with any movie. But... So, yeah, I think that was probably our longest review of one movie. I, I really think it is. <laughs> I know we joked. We could probably talk equally long, as long about this one. I know, Dave, you're not... It's funny. So you... I want to know your thought process. You're saying you see a huge drop-off here? Uh, yeah, B, you want to introduce it? Uh, Sorry. Yeah. 
<laughs> Fuck you, Christian. Yeah. <laughs> I forget. I, the last three shows, I keep forgetting about the introduction. Sorry, Pete. Go ahead. Right. Scream 2. Two years after the first series of murders, as Sydney acclimates to college life, someone donning the ghost face costume begins a new string of killings. Okay. I don't hate the movie. I don't hate the movie. I just don't see it as anything really special at all. I just think it's 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 a pale limitation and there's no life to it there's no uh i, I feel for sid yes i just i think there's so many good sequences here that's the thing like they still manage to have the set pieces that make a good slasher film where you can say oh they got this part they got that part Brandon, you made a joke earlier about her being a drama. They're, they're trying to they're trying to create this arc that you're saying there isn't any, but they're trying to. Uh, I love the fact they're out of high school, they're in university. I love that aspect of it. I love uh, yeah. the fact that Randy followed her there, kind of almost. Um, I like the returning character aspect. Not almost, they're, he followed her there. <laughs> yeah, um, there's so. I, I, this time I make the geek get the girl. There's so many good lines. It's a. I think it's a true great continuation of the first movie. Like I said earlier, at one point I, I when I first when I first saw it, I was like I, I didn't like the reveal, and it, it knocked it down a peg. Then I got over the reveal part, and I said, you know what? I think they did the hard the hardest thing in a short period of time. They managed to capture what made the first one so good. The downfall is this one doesn't have nearly the same impact from an opening scene, not nearly, Here's not the remotely. Fun thing. Here's the funny thing: I like the way it starts. Now I'm not gonna. I don't, I don't dislike it. I just think it's not the first movie. Not at all. However, <laughs> if you're go, comparing part one to part two, if I'm looking at this, I actually enjoy what happens in the first 15 minutes. Of course, not on the same level as part one, but it kept the spirit of the original enough in that. But that's where I think it ends. I think once we get to Sid and it's college, it's just void of fucking all of the atmosphere of part one. I just don't have it here. I just, it's just. I don't, I don't right see it. I, I, think agree, it's I agree with Dave. I agree with Dave. The opening sequence is very true to part one, very dramatic, very uh, rememberable. And it, ha- and it has something to say, really, uh, definitely some social commentary on, uh, mm-hmm. on the current state of, uh, of horror and horror fans and how we perceive horror and stuff like that. But uh, the one thing that bothered me about the opening sequence is. Who sits the mass down, hysteria? It, no, no. You know what? I I buy it. People are insensitive. I totally buy it. No, it's too much. It's too it's, much. They're, oh, it's they're, over the they're top. It, like no it's like the thing it, but... at one point, like with the things on the, the on the heart. Like it's just too much. I, I Everybody, get that it's over the top. I'm gonna stab but I buy, you, man. Yeah. But I buy what they're going for. This commentary on like you know cashing in on real life murder. I mean that's that's I, what sells. So that I, would happen. I, it could be that more subtle, it, it, not to that extent. I've never been to a theater. I, I'm, I agree. Even, even when I've gone to a party movie like that, there, it's never been mass hysteria like that. Like that was, no. it, it, it's fucking another level. Nobody it's, can even watch the movie. You can't even hear the movie. But the funny yeah. thing is they sit down, the movie starts, and then they decide, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'm going to go get a snack now. Who does that? Who waits for the opening sequence of a movie before you get up to go get your snacks? No, you don't care about wine. the movie, you do. Yeah. I the know, it care. really bothered me. She didn't give a fuck about it. Her boyfriend yeah, dragged her. it's the best there. 15 minutes, although... Yeah, it makes no, sense for it's her. It's not the best 15 minutes. Drew Barrymore looked more like Heather Graham, though, in this 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank See, you, it was bothering me. You answered my question. She kept looking, looking so familiar, and I yeah, forgot to look it up. 
Now, yeah, as soon as you said it, it registered. I was like, oh. See, I love that stuff. I love the movie I within the movie too. that they're playing with. I love the fact that they played off the joke when she makes the, the uh, what's her face? Tori Spelling. Tori Spelling joke in part one that they actually yes. have her in this one. There's, there, that's why I'm saying they continue it well into this movie. It's part three that goes kind of off the rails, but they just still have some good stuff in three. So where I'm going with it is I love, I do like the opening. I'm just saying it doesn't have the impact of part one because it, of part one was not. one girl what does in the house? You know what I'm saying? This is now mass hysteria. How are they going to create this? So the commentary is great. The creepiness of, uh, uh, of the voice where he puts his ear, ear up oh, to yeah. the washroom is, is good. Yeah. They're good actors and her yeah. face of looking at when she's been stabbed and she's up in front of the screen. It, it, you just, you feel horrible. And then you see the reality sink in and the audience members. So, from that standpoint, I think they do a good job. I just, I think, I wish they just ta- tapered it down, just brought it down a, a couple of levels of, of of the of the audience going insane for the movie, so that I we could have focused on that a bit. But I think if this would have been Woodsboro, that's how people would have been. They should have said that that was the Woodsboro theater, not California. You know, it's funny because I always thought that too. I always thought like this is probably happening in Woodsboro until yes. you know, until it pulls back and you realize they're. They're not in Woodsboro. But it would be a big hit. If there was a murder and somebody yeah. wrote a book about a murder and, and basically tying in the fact that they were horror fans and they did this and they went on this book tour and it became – it would be a major thing. And yeah. they actually made a, 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 a movie based on that. That, ha- that has hit written all over it. You know that something like that would be a big deal. Well, 100%. And, and, yeah, and I the theme. Yeah, I was going to say, I buy into it simply because of the fact, if you look at like some of the films that are even made today, you know, fictionalized films about Jack the Ripper, fictionalized films about Charles Manson, fictionalized films about, they had that Sharon Tate one, I, I never saw it, but I heard it was horrible, but they fictionalized real life horrors that affected so many people, and people love it. I mean, look, well, we see, we have friends we see in the horror groups who are posting tattoos, they have tattoos of serial killers on them. I saw somebody well, that, recently that, get, a, get a John Wayne Gacy tattoo. It's like, like people love that shit. Well, that, the, 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 the theme of, of life imitating art, imitating life. This book that was made into this movie, this is a problem. The conversation, the, that book could not have been written that way. Nobody knows what the fuck happened on the phone call to Casey. All they know is that she received the phone call and she fucking wound up dead. There's no way anyone's going to know what's your scary movie, this and that, that whole conversation. There's That's no knowledge. That's the movie within the movie fun. But it, but listen to me. It's coming out I, of the book. I it's know, coming from I a know. book written by fucking Gail Weathers. Based, she would have no based knowledge. On based on whatever. It would, they would have no knowledge. of The only thing Gail Weathers could talk about was the stuff that she was part of. There wasn't a sit-down interview with fucking Sid saying, tell me about the conversation you had with Billy oh, in the course. hallway about when he said, oh, I lost my mother. You, you better get over it. It's almost fucking word for word the same conversation. That, that's, that's the fun of it. They, they, of yeah. course not, but that, that's where they're playing off of it. That's the whole fun. It's like, oh, they're remaking, they're, they're remaking the movie and the sequel. Like, that's where I had fun with the movie. But yeah, love, of course, from a I nitpicking Luke, standpoint. I love Luke Wilson as Billy yeah. Loomis. <laughs> stupid, stupid. That's so ridiculous <laughs> comical this is where like the unnecessary comedy begins like that was just so comical and also this is the beginning of the uh the friends jokes it's like i i understand that friends is a huge Too show much. at this point but it's like it's jenna jennifer aniston's body and then you know david friends swimmer and this and that it's like movie. they just 
again, okay, I, I this is where I think it all works because of the whole context of the film of a movie within a movie imitating real life. This is all what's happening in the script. So the jokes is imitating real life. It, it everything everything has its place. Absolutely right, Dave. You're a hundred percent correct. No one was filming that conversation of them in the hallway. Uh, and she was out the door when Billy was going stupid. This is a joke. It, it, it's a reference to the first movie. That's it. If you take it for anything more, of course you're going to have problems with it. Because no one saw that stuff other than us, the audience. They're just playing with it. They're having fun with it. Well, the, yeah. I mean, there's, there's issues even when, uh, when the sorority girl, when uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar is killed, when Cece is killed. Now, okay. she is this movie's, what do you call it? Sarah Michelle Gellar's is this movie's Casey, 100. percent Yeah, she she was probably her name's even already, Casey. Her name's even yeah. Casey. There you go. And she was doing it. She was as big as big a star at this point, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah. So she was supposed yeah, to be the, that. That's the joke, though, or not the joke. That's the reality. She's supposed to be the Casey because right. no, that's her name. Killing, that's her name. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. like they killed Maureen Prescott. Or whoever, the, the two people were Maureen uh, and. And Phil Stevens. Yes. Steve, Steve from Stevens is a little bit of a stretch. Why didn't they just change his name to Steve? Whatever. <laughs> and then and then now she's the Casey. She's actually yeah. Casey. Like that That's, is the so it, it makes sense. And so they're, David, they're care, killing literal people with the same names. But here's the thing with the CC kill. Okay, we got the two killers. Spoiler alert: There's two killers in this. It's uh, Billy's mom, who's Debbie Salt in this, the news reporter, and it's a. Uh, What's the character's uh, name? Whatever his name is, I don't mind it. Timothy Oliphant, whatever the yeah. hell his name is in this. Oh, okay. uh, oh Mickey. Mickey. Yeah, Mickey. Yeah. So when I'm okay C- with them. But when Cece's being killed, she's being she gets the phone call, and, and then the killer sneaks into the house, and then I she gets that. a phone call again, and, and the, voice, uh, the right? voice, and the voice, wow. sa- not only that, but the voice says, don't forget to set the alarm. Right, because they I, already said it. The girl said it to her. The girl said it to her, but how would the killer have heard it? Because he was right in the house. They showed him sneaking in before the other yes, guy left. Yes, but, but there's no way he made the phone call because he's not calling from the closet. You'd be able to hear him. I agree with that, but I understand why he says don't forget to set the alarm. But, yes, it, it, it's I silly figured... that he can do the voice, and it's yeah. silly. I like the fact that he snuck in. I, I'm agreeing with you, but yeah. I understand why he said it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it, 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 I felt like it was. I felt like they were like doing a joint kill there, and they kind of messed up by having the killer outside who's on the phone because I just felt like him having a cell phone, making the phone call from inside the closet would have been, would have been heard. Oh, but that doesn't bother you. But, but in black Christmas, you can rationalize with the fucking, the guy's right there and, and that doesn't bother you. That's what I don't understand. You're, you're being selectional with black Christmas, but it bothers you. The same thing happens, but it, but it bothers you. In it screen. doesn't bother me in either movie. Which well, is they're, they're 10 feet away in scream In black Christmas. He's on a different floor. He's sneaking down from the basement and using uh Whatever, right. the, like, the mothers. The mothers right. But the conversation by the Christmas tree about it, it's like removing a wart. You could buy the fact that the guy's up in the fucking thing and he can hear that and use it on, on, on a phone call later. That's okay with you. I believe he's it. sneaking around the house listening to that. Okay. He's I'll holding my black Christmas review. Again. I can't I'll believe we're arguing this much about that one point. No issue with it whatsoever. <laughs> It's a line in the movie. It happens. It's like that. I can't even believe that's a nitpick right now, to be totally fucking honest. Which one? After, no, this. This. After the whole introduction with people going, I'll stab you, man. Woo! Well, that's and just fun. No, we didn't even talk about that for more than 10 seconds. And now we've been talking about this for two minutes. 
do you really have that big of an issue with the people going crazy over oh, this whole promotion? It's just a little too much. I don't have an issue with it. I agree, especially with the commentary that they're trying to say. It's just 11. It's a Spinal Tap 11. True, but they're passing out costumes, too. They're, they're, they're bringing that on. When you walk in the movies and they're, they're passing out a fucking free killer cop. What if you went to the movies to see Friday the 13th Part 2? There was a little successful one. Okay, yeah, because there's not going to be a Jason. Okay, part three then. Part fucking, okay, the final chapter. What if people went to go see the final chapter and everybody that fucking showed up, they fucking gave them a Jason costume? You don't think people would be going ape shit with them? I think they would. They'd be running into each other with one eye hole. <laughs> ah! <laughs> you see what I'm saying? I see what you're saying. They're inciting that by passing out the costumes to every asshole that walks in the fucking door, which that's a lot of money. And so obviously, going the, these movies being meta in terms of being self-referential to, to the genre and to slashers, also being meta in the sense that it's breaking the fourth wall and it's almost like a, a, an ongoing joke, like a nod to the audience. Like you've been saying, Christian, like that's for us. It's almost like wink, wink, that's for you. Well, and, another, but it's still... another meta, another meta technique. Exactly. And, it, and the wink, wink is still good here. I, again, arguable. Arguable, but I think they, they introduce it in part one. I think they continue it here, and I'm okay with it. It gets a little, like, almost like Terenzi Winky in part three. Yeah. And then yeah. part four, with that whole double opening, I, I, that's where I'm just like, oh, oh my God. Well, maybe that uh, explains some of the issues, like, with, with, with like, Dave, with the... Uh... With them having all the details, maybe it's like, ah, oh, wink, wink, there's no way we would, but, they, you know. They, they wouldn't have the details. I 100% yeah. agree with Dave, but but that's where no, the comedy maybe that's, comes that's from That's the meta well. of the film. Yeah. I mean, they they really are. At a point, they're saying, like, you're watching a movie. There's a line in the first one of, it's all one big movie. And, and, and again, that's why I love that line. I know. I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm really not. I'm, I'm, I just no, had more listen, coffee. Listen. That's the reason why. I'm like this. Yeah, no, 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 listen. I'm not angry at it. I'm just pointing out, out the same way. I want to talk about setting this alarm out. again. Fuck that alarm. <laughs> I just I want to see Okay, so we have this opening scene. I'm more mad scene. about the voice and the mask than anything. But the oh, same well, scene you're talking about, how could the voice, you couldn't do it. You're not holding it up. Where's the fucking thing? You couldn't do it. You, uh, you no, know what I, I mean? know. You I can't know. change the, the voice. That's that, you saw one issue with the nice or the other. I'm like, okay, it's got to be somebody in a different location doing right. the phone call. How would they know about the alarm? Because they couldn't hear the girl. But, but that's the big it, sin to me. That's yeah. it, though. I'm okay with everything else I've said. I'm just talking about, just like we talked about things in Scream 1 that bothered us. I'm not, I'm not angry at it in Part 2. Part 2. Oh, God damn it. Here I am. So anyway, I forgot what I was saying. It doesn't part matter. Part 2. You're talking about the, I know what the scene you're talking about. And I, there is a bit, he shows up. I think as there's talking happening, that is a, that is a, that. I know. I think, I think they, they just should have waited a second conversation ended. Then he shows or something like that. So you're right. Is it a joint call? Like Brandon saying, who knows? It's fine. Like I, I was just kidding when I wanted to bring it back up, yeah. but we did yeah. actually, but I'm it's just small. It's, it's, it's just small. It's, it's, yeah, My complaints small. are not about those things that are nitpicking. I nitpicked part one a little bit. That's fine. My complaints are it's just void and it's blah for me. There's no, yes. there's no yes. magic. There's no atmosphere. Wow. There's no teens. The there's just nothing there. There's the more atmosphere. Just, but you have the atmosphere in part four? Really? Uh, yeah, it's, you're it's back a return to, to the original. original. Yeah, it's, it's great. No, yeah. it's no. I think part four. I think part four is like the most generic, the most blah of them all. Oh. At least part three takes place in Hollywood. Uh, Fuck Hollywood. Whatever, like, I don't like taking it out of well, play. You I'm know just that saying, about me. But like it did, again, it, 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 part four to me is, is the most 
like asinine of them all. I'm shocked. No, it's a return to the original. It's a yes, return thank to the original. You. It's what two should have been. Right, I'm, not, be I'm not saying I'm as high on it as Dave, but I get the feeling. It definitely has the feel of part one. I understand what they say. Part two, the characters, they just don't gel together that well. And I no. like all the characters individually. It just seems like an odd group together. No, I don't I, feel it. I think it's a I, perfect I, I, continuation. I like how she wakes up. She gets a phone call. Which are friends, like whatever, and then and then of course she has yes. call display, yes. calls him out oh, right shit. away. Great, oh, great introduction. I like that. Yeah, I liked Sid. I like she's still sympathetic. I like what she's going through. I have no problems with Sydney in her her character in this movie. My problems, I guess, are just with the execution uh, in general. Nothing does it for me. It just nothing <gasps> grips me at any time. I wish I, it did. I wanted it to. Well, I mean, the whole why is it a copycat? Uh, what? what? Yes, tell me what at the end of the day, it doesn't make any sense. It would have been it would have made more sense in part three if that would have been a copycat killer, because there's a reason. Nobody cares about film in this fucking movie. Nobody's doing it for to replicate. There's no fucking film geekery in this movie from the fucking killers. <laughs> so why would they want to do a copycat of what happened the first time? There's nothing to gain by doing that in this movie. You know what I mean? There's usually that, an explanation. That's just, well, again, I guess that's just that's the playfulness of the again, script. Yeah. Again. And yeah. then it's stupid. I agree. That I don't like no, it. No, Mickey is making the movie. What are you talking about? He's making his movie. He's actually filming it. He's actually doing more than the webcam guys in the part four. He's making, he's filming at, at the end when you see the footage that he has footage of the girl, the couple at the movie theater. And he's got footage. He's actually documenting this as his movie. So does he? He's got footage. I don't see that. When, I'm thinking of part three. Only no, 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 no. Sense. When they're in, when they're in, and they're in the, where she's like watching their footage in the film room, and then she's like, "That's not my footage." And you see the couple at the movie theater, oh. and you see. So he's been filming it, and he's making his movie. That makes sense. Mickey's a fucking movie nut like Randy is. In fact, that whole back and forth with Randy and Mickey is kind of is kind of cool. So All right, he's, I he's it. Movie, they they yeah. draw the comparisons. They, they they do it. I think they play. They do it quite well. Like they're remaking it. Uh, and why though? Why would Loomis? Why would the mother want to fucking remake it? She doesn't. She doesn't. That's why she kills Mickey at the end. She's yeah. just like she's just using Mickey yeah. to get to Sid. Exactly. I understand, but she's gonna sign off on all this fucking shit to the detail that they have to do it this way. And then what happens after that? Who dies now? Then it just, then that whole fuck doesn't the copycat shit. Just kind of disappear after we get that revelation. But they the, continue it. But wanting to be a, th- I, I I I gotta I gotta pull back because the yeah. explanation of part four, I'm just like, are you fucking Makes perfect kidding sense. me? No, it's stupid. I mean, oh, this, yeah. I mean that that's like the I don't I I just can't see how you could see one and so maybe I'm I'm arguing against my own <laughs> point because I'm about to say how I'm coming down to part four. I'm only coming down to part four because. I actually think it, that one is the most nonsensical because it's it's kind of separated from the the rest of them. Whereas this one continues the story. You got the Cotton Weary story that that actually flushes up because Cotton Weary is a nothing character in part one, other than a, a quick shot of him right. uh, being. And then they they build on that. I thought that was genius, bringing him back as a main player almost in this. And the theatrical part, Brandon, I understand, but they're trying to give her an arc. Plus, no, the play that she's in is great. Uh, Again, you can argue that her seeing visions of Ghostface, is it all in her head there? Or is he actually really there? I thought he was but- really there. I thought it was stupid that the other people didn't see him. But I actually like that scene. And and that's, you know, when you said they're trying to build her an arc, I can totally buy into it. You know, it might be, you know, off for, for her character. But I like that it gives you that setting for, for the showdown at the end. 
I like that setting, the stage and the theater as a, you know, as the finals, you know. Her not being able to trust her boyfriend again. I love the play on that because they're playing with the first movie. And then him even saying, I couldn't do it without my partner here. Like Mickey coming in and actually, like, you know, pointing yeah, the finger and saying Derek. he was. Yeah, that's a cool was, scene. Was I like Derek. I like Derek. I like, I like, I like, I like Mickey too. Uh, you know, it, 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 those two were probably the strongest characters. But it just seems like some of them just don't gel again. Again, Randy just, I don't know, he just always it, seems out of place. <laughs> Dave, the first one was a love note to Friday, or the, Halloween. This was a love note to Friday the 13th. They made her Mrs. Voorhees. It clears day. The eyes. She wasn't the wearing the sweater. She wasn't wearing the sweater. But she has the thing where she comes up and looks through, uh, and you see the eye just like in, in the uh, in the cabinet in, in the in the cabinet. It, it's there's nods like that which I appreciated as well. And I have no problem. With good old fashioned revenge. I love that as her. I mother. do too. <laughs> I have no problem with the opening. I love the first kill. I'm a big fan of kills out in public when we see what's her name killed on the stage. Great start. I have no problem with the reveal at the end with who the killers are. I have no problems with any of that from a plot standpoint whatsoever. I even like the thing with Cotton at the end and what are you going to do and who are you going to shoot and he makes the right call and I don't blame Cotton because I would want to make my fucking money too. I'm always about the money. You yeah. know me. Take I wish, the fucking I wish money. he had said no to Diane Sawyer though. I would have liked to have seen her. I would have said yes. <laughs> I would have said yes to Diane Sawyer in a heartbeat if I'm them. But either well, way. Sid, Sid did because she didn't want Cotton to shoot her. <laughs> well, yeah, well, that makes sense. I don't have a problem with any of that. I don't have a problem with, from a plot standpoint, that's fine. It just didn't grip me at all. It was just very fucking drab and dull. And it was just like nothing worked. It, it's it just, I, I got no excitement from it. I got yeah. nothing. Wow. And I really I... hate the cheapness of the fucking, the Randy kill. It, 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 nothing stakes, stands out more then when they kill Randy and they pull him in that thing, and just so conveniently, out of nowhere, a guy with a fucking boombox and two guys fucking dancing just happen to be walking by to masquerade the fucking guy getting killed. That I was like the Randy. laziest. I hate Randy's kill. I it was the Randy's laziest kill. fucking thing I've seen in a very long time. I don't think that's lazy at all, but I, I don't, get, I don't oh. like the boombox part. But it's there. That's what I mean. Whether they have the boombox or not, he could have gotten killed, and no one could have heard it. I, I don't think it really matters. They should have given honest. Randy a better send off. They should have given him a better send off. Oh, he fucking pops back in video footage in the next one. Uh, the, <laughs> I, I really don't have a problem with that. I like the fact they killed Randy because I didn't think they would have the balls to do it. I agree I that maybe they should have killed Dewey off because he looks like he dies in this oh, one, only yes. to come back again. But that's okay. They, that's what they did. Hey, he's in your beloved part four as well. The the reality is I think you love part four because Emma Roberts is in it. That's what I think you love part four. I didn't love – here's the funny part. <laughs> Let me tell you about Emma. I loved part four the first time I saw it when Emma was a nobody. And I didn't even – Marvel at her performance now since becoming an Emma fan and going back and seeing the birth of fucking, I've seen her play all these other crazy psycho bitches. The birth of Emma? Since, yes. Seeing her and her performance there, I fucking love it even more. But I gave this movie the same rating now as I gave the first time I saw it. So nothing's changed there. My, my rating is the same number wise and, and all wise. But I appreciate it more now because of Emma. But that's well, another story. And we'll get to that story. But, right. the, but so like the reality would be like doing that whole scene, the whole chase sequence in the film. I love how they're in the film like department for a chunk of this movie. I love the theater. There is one part that to bring it into the final act 
there's a little bit of a leap of faith, faith as well. Like they play the music in the theater and Sid just happens to be walking around and hears the music to go to the theater. So there's a leap. There's a little bit of a stretch to, to get her to get to that final act, but they do play around with who's the killer again, where you think she's like, I've got to have one. You, they play with the boyfriend. They play with Gail, Ra- uh, Gail Weathers coming out and then realizing, no, she's at gunpoint. And then the Billy Loomis's mom comes out. They make a joke about uh, a makeover and everything else. Like there, there's a lot of playfulness here. It doesn't have the impact of the first movie. No, but there's, there is enough of a carryover and a continuation of the story. And even more, like I said, with the cotton weary stuff, uh, that that wins me over. The sh- the set piece in the car is good, where they get in the accident. A little ridiculous, but they get in that accident. The cops get impaled. Oh and they have to man, crawl that's a cool. Them. That's a cool scene. And, and they got to pull back, and his face is like hanging off. That's great. Like, yeah, you want her to pull the mask off, and she hits the horn. That's then, ridiculous. That's I know. Ridiculous. I know. I, I absolutely despise that scene. Pull the fucking mask off. Like it's ridiculous. <laughs> yes. It's, it's oh my god. Like. I, I, I like the whole sequence up until then, you know, I, I want to see I, who it is. Like, get the hell out of here. That's I for agree. us. Again, they're playing with us because they know we want to see that. And yeah. so they're trying to explain why she can't do it in the best way they can. But you're right. Just they're poking yoink. fun. They're poking yeah. fun. They're self-referential yeah. and they're poking fun at themselves. But at the same time, it's like <laughs> the great thing about Scream 1 is that even without the self-referential stuff, it's a good slasher film. And right. this one, it's like kind of an okay slasher film. Right. Thank you. That's what that's my feel. And I, yeah. I also like the day, the, the, the Gale and Dewey stuff. I'm yeah. actually into their fucking, uh, yeah, their romance of the whole thing and, and all four movies. I Me actually too. like it. Me too. And that's, that doesn't always happen. I, I, it's not overdone. They don't give them too much screen time, screen time, screen time. <laughs> no pun intended. They don't give them, they don't put too much screen time on that. Again, that whole conversation with her, and the fucking teacher, the guy from Waxwork, whatever the fuck the guy. Oh uh, yeah, the, that could have been completely cut out. That's ten minutes of fucking boring. Yeah, there you go. That whole he's, theater he's, shit. He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a he's a thrown in red herring. That he's not even in it after that. He he's not really a red herring because like you don't no, think he's a killer whatsoever. But, no, no, they, why introduce him then? Why introduce this very like? Because it's for her character. It's for Sydney's character and the fact that she has to face her demons and she's going to go on stage and yeah. face her fucking literal demons and her figurative demons. And then, of course, she sees the fucking the scream mask. And that whole thing could have been fucking cut out of the movie. That, that's 15 minutes right there. All that shit. And yeah. maybe it helps a little. But this is a two-hour movie where I can tell you the points where you can cut the 15 minutes out. Yeah. And, 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 I, and I like Derek's character, but they need to cut out that, that stereotypical 90s, you know, I think I love you. I know. Well, that was oh, a callback to the yeah. 80s, actually. That, yeah, that was they, a yeah, yeah, But, yeah, but, yeah, but yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, and not, and not uh, in the this movie, but again, that's where you could argue. Like, I didn't like it then, and I, I, I'm not, I'm okay on it okay uh, now, but you could it. definitely lose it. You could definitely yeah. lose that part. I get, I get that they, they do that scene to build up the fact that he gives her his letters and he's going to be punished for it because you're not supposed to give up your letters in, you know, in fraternity life. And uh, and then they, you know, they kidnap him at the end and, and tie him up during the party. But then they just leave him in the rafters after the party's over. Just they, hanging there like yeah. some friends. They just leave him hanging there. That, that, but, that's uh, weird. But yeah. the, this, so? this movie does have the best joke, I think, in the whole franchise with what? the video camera guy where he's like – I should have read your book. I did read your book. <laughs> and the last guy, he got gutted. He goes, he's like, she's like, no, I made that up. He got his throat slit. He goes, gutted, throat slit. 
the guy ain't in the union no more. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that joke. I probably just butchered the joke, but he delivers it, and it is hilarious. It's good. It's good. I thought it was ridiculous that he fucking he he said that I I I almost I almost won an award for fucking f- filming the bingo finals. <laughs> Could you win an award for? Yeah, filming I guess it's like these little bingo. rinky dink shitbox uh, production studios. That's it. Like I mean, it's. Do you notice also that all the all the Ghostface killers have the same mannerisms? Killer! Well, they want to keep consistency. They That's why they have the I same know, voice. But they're different killers, but they all like do this thing through the door. They're all clumsy. Like it's got to be the mask. It's got to be the mask. <laughs> it's got to be the shoes. It's a possessed mask. That's what's going to show. The mask is possessed. I I really oh, man I really do wish though Randy got a better send off. I do I like. like I, I don't like the fact that it's the, mo- the mother that kills him. I know he's spewing off about Billy. He calls him uh, what's he call him? Pussy or something? No, uh, rat look, rat looking, homo repressed mama's boy. There you go. See, I, <laughs> I actually like that scene where they're looking around, seeing who could be on the I phone, do too. and they're I playing like that around. Scene, it. But when she drags him into the van, and then yeah, yeah, for somebody exactly. else maybe, and not not the end. Yes, the scene I just itself. Love like, like is, you want to be one of the big boys. OJ, <laughs> that's when he gets pulled in. Yeah, I, I think yes. they build up to it enough. I understand it's Randy, but I, st- I still think they do a good enough job there. I love the university setting, Dave, as much as you like Woodsboro. I love the university setting. I love the fact that all the movies he references are all university slashers and, and whatnot. So I think they, they uh, do yeah. a good job with, with, with the consistency there. Day. Uh, Splatter University. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. Dorm the Drip Blood. He, everything yep. is, is... That's smart. Yeah. Yeah, and so, he didn't mention pranks though. <laughs> I, Again, no, no forensics, no DNA being done by the cops, but also a big mistake in terms of the investigative part. But again, this isn't a uh, a giallo, so we don't really need to complain too much about it. But the fact that they don't connect Cece to either Randy or Mickey, considering they're in the film theory class together, and that they would know her name is Casey. You know, they, they they have a quick scene where they're, like, interviewing Mickey. They're kind of, like, interviewing everybody. But they should have connected it. They should have had more investigative insight into the the film class and the victims and stuff like that. But listen oh. to me. Let me take you Where'd back Where did his head this. go? Where did Dave's Let head me... go? Oh. Where did his head go? Oh, no, there it is. It was weird. I, I looked down for a second, looked back up, and I guess he was doing this. And I'm like, ha! Ah, he has no head. Headless. <laughs> <But> I... <laughs> Listen, th- this is... And now it's found. Did it happen or did this not happen? When they establish a copycat killer, is that angle completely fucking dropped the rest of the movie or do they revisit it again? They dro- it's, it's dropped. Like, they, they do the chalkboard. She writes it on the, the chalkboard of the, the Marine, the Stevens, and there's right. Casey at that point, right? Right. Casey, yeah. I think that that's what they're Randy. doing the interviews. I think they're doing the interviews there, but then they never come back to it again. So it's, it's introduced. Well, after that, all the but, kills are the but, real people. Oh, Randy's getting killed. Yeah. Wait. Yeah, but then it cuts. His name was Randy in part one. Yeah, because <laughs> I think that's it, Dave. I think at that point, it just it it soups up. So that's there for us to to be, kind of realize what what the killers are intending. But you're right. Again, oh, all these movies Imagine are so lavish. Imagine watching fucking seven. Imagine watching seven, and they go, and there's like, seven deadly sins. And, like and they, the people. guy does fucking, the guy, <laughs> yeah, the guy, the first three fucking sins are done, and then they just drop the angle, and they're just killing anybody. 
That's no, but everybody else, everybody else. That would, I mean, have been, that would have been gluttonous writing. Maybe there was another. Maybe there was a scene where they just said, "Look, they got Randy. They are going in order." But we already know this, so I think it's just repetitive at that point. So they probably could have. They just didn't bother revisiting it. I get it. I get what you're saying, but well, right. Th- Did you write a movie like that? But all of a sudden, the fucking angles just dropped. You make a point to say they're repeating fucking murders. Yeah, because I think the point is made. You know what? I think the point's made at that point. After they killed Casey, they couldn't find anyone named Principal Himbley to kill. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! You could have easily done it. What's his first name? My best friend Principal Himbley was just killed in (laughs) film class. They already forced fucking the last name of Stevens to the guy named Steve. You could be terrible. Man, I know. I, I, they, but, I said they should have had his name just be Steve. <laughs> I agree, but that's fucking fine. At least do, don't just drop a fucking. It's like when they used to do. They used to do that in wrestling in WCW in its dying days. They would start an angle between fucking two wrestlers, and then just next week on the show, like it never happened. That's piss poor writing. That's why that fucking nah. WCW. 4. I think it may be rushed. I don't think it's piss poor. I think I think they maybe you're right. They could have developed a bit more, but I don't, I don't think it's piss poor. I think this is the most consistent. Follow up to the the first one, and the, I, I know you're thinking four, but I think the look, the feel, maybe because they filmed it so close together, I think it, it's the most consistent Rush. flow, and, and so I, I like it for that. I will say, I know that there was uh, an original ending and it leaked, so then they changed it. So I don't, I, I for the life of me, don't know what that original ending was, um, or don't remember. However, with when they do reveal Mickey as the killer, he goes. He does soup up his level of uh, lunacy to 11 as well. I think I, I, he's like yeah. the kids at the front of the movie that were watching the movie at the beginning of the movie. He just goes super crazy. Or I think he could have just been crazy. I think for his motive, Didn't though. Didn't see that camera, for no, I, li- I liked it for, for what he was talking about. Because even when she shoots him and be like, isn't that ridiculous? Like his idea of like going to trial and using blaming the films. Like it's so ridiculous that he had to be absolutely True. nutty. Okay. And, and I like him I'll coming back. You know, like, you. The killer you brought it up back, for me. You know, yeah. <laughs> killer comes back yeah. all souped up and crazy. Yeah, it's well, good. I... I like the first half hour and the last 15 minutes. Yeah. That's the best stuff of the movie. The first half hour, last 15 minutes, everything in between, I'm just fucking, I can't get into it is the best way to, to put it. I'm just disinterested and I should be 100% engaged. I mean, this is Sydney for Christ's sakes. I love her in the first movie and I just, I don't care. And it's even more so in the next one where it's just adults. And there's no fucking yeah. kids anymore. They show, they just... show, they just too, not that I dislike the characters because they're two of my favorite characters, but there's too much Dewey and Gale and not enough Sid and Derek. Because Sid no and Derek should, should have been developed a lot more because I like Derek. I like Derek a lot. In fact, she wears his letters in part three. She's still wearing his letters in part oh, three. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's a good I, I didn't even notice time. that. That's a good Yeah, I noticed it this I'm time. I'm okay with Dewey and Gale. I like I'm, Dewey and I Gale. love Dewey and Gale. Two of my favorite characters in the film. You said there's too like, much of them. I wouldn't say there's too much of it. It's not. Maybe that one too, scene where Dewey gets in, killed yeah, was that too long, maybe? It's not even that there's too much. I love killed? that. Just, it just cuts that's into crazy. Sid and Derek time. There's not enough developed there to make that relationship. fucking hours. I That's know. It. How this do you is not the one. Room? I agree. This one in three needed some trimming to bring Ooh, it down yes. to maybe the hour and forty-five minute mark, which is why I'm saying it's not on par. It doesn't have the pace or the flow of part one, but there's you know, enough of a consistency, enough of a good continuation, and it's entertaining enough. Yeah. and I like it that I, I, I I'm cool with it. I'm really. I cool got with it. it. You know what you cut out? Besides, obviously, you said cut Gus out a little bit. Uh, cut the sorority girls out. 
Oh, the Noxima girl and the other one? Uh, yeah. The killer you from know, Urban you... Legend? Spoiler? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Rebecca Gayhart. Yes. Rebecca, yeah. You, you don't need them. Hi. No, I really mean that. Hi. Yeah. That's like Brandon, except for the heart part. <laughs> it's a bad joke. <laughs> I don't know again. <laughs> I'm laughing, heart. but I... Gayhart. <laughs> oh, gay. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> Horrible. I'm out. Sorry, sorry, everybody. Fuck you. I'm, puni- I'm punishing myself. That fuck you is hilarious. Rat looking homo repressed skunk. <laughs> who's who's uh. repressed? <laughs> yeah, you know you're talking to. Yeah, I love uh, it. I like anyway, the library. I love gay I people. Love that was Dave the last game. episode. I love them. You know, you talk, you about talk what? About what I say that about? Well, we're talking about how now with this day and age, you can't just say, "Yeah, I'm, I'm cool with this. I'm cool with this." You gotta love everybody. Oh, you're, that's like, right. you're like Mrs. Voorhees in Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> oh, we should not talk in Friday the Thirteenth. Well, the killers. She's modeled after fucking Friday the Thirteenth. My poor little Billy. So Jason. That's what they're going for, and I thought that was a good. I love you know, that. I like Laurie Metcalf, but I don't know. Just Debbie Salt. It's a, it's, it's a terrible name. A terrible character is like you prefer the, the Veruca Salt. Veruca, yeah, I would have. <laughs> Veruca, you're turning Veruca. Veruca. That would have been awesome. Veruca Salt was the killer. They take the mask off. I want it now. Oh, that would have been great. I want to lock it all up in my pocket. It's, it's my, my bottle of chocolate. chocolate. Give it Give to it me to now. Me. God. They could have done it. She's probably the same age. I, I wish they would have cast Baruka Salt. In there. Oh, <laughs> how great would that have been? I, this movie oh, would go up two points if Baruka Salt would have been the killer. <laughs> I'm oh, with God. you. I don't even know what I was saying. Oh, the scene, you like the Randy scene with the whole setup out in the open. They do the same thing in the library where Cotton shows up, which is also a cool scene. I agree. Yeah. It's just, I, it's too long, and there's they needed to take Wait some stuff out and, and gel it together better. Did they explain that fucking scene? How was she getting instant messages? They said, it's got to be someone in the library. And they searched everyone in the library. Well, because they, cause they got caught and weary. Because she sees I understand, him. But and they, they nail him. So they don't it's know. It's irrelevant. Oh, no, would have been Billy who's, then. Who's, who's Mickey, I am? Mickey. They never explained how that have been was done. Yeah, that's stupid. What Another saying. dropped fucking uh, yeah. an angle. But Somebody, it's a small, listen to me, see? It's a small <laughs> room. God. Listen to me. Listen to him, see? Every fucking computer... In that room, it's a small room. They show it's like maybe, you know, 25, 30 computers all in a row. If somebody's fucking instant messaging, they're not going to walk up and down those fucking aisles and see who's doing it. Instead, instead, they're going to focus on an argument going on in the other room when nobody else was fucking. They know for a fact that it's someone doing it right that second on the computer. They're going to drop that investigation to fucking run over because there's an argument. You actually see it. But the argument between... The girl in question and and a possible suspect. So they think they got the guy, so it's dropped. But how can they get Next it? Scene. It's happening right then and there. They know someone's on the computer. Dave's saying is how was it done? Who did it? And I'm saying it wasn't Baruka Salt. You saw Augustus Gloop sitting at the end of the table. <laughs> he just had to get his joke back in. And, and then he ate Mickey's microphone head. <laughs> <laughs> Who does that? Oh, Mr. Gloop. <laughs> yeah, who did it? Who fucking sent the messages in the thing? And why would they not be looking at it? I don't know. <laughs> I have no problem with that because again, it plays out like, oh, oh my god, we got a problem here. There must be someone in the room. Boom, boom, boom. She goes. Cotton Weary is there. Boom. They think they got caught and they arrest them. Done. Listen to me, though. Well, they didn't I, even I hear you, but I don't have a problem with it. They <laughs> they've answered the wrong question. They think it's him that did it. 
So they have three cops there. Everyone's going to drop everything because two assholes are arguing in the hallway. They don't even know who those two people arguing are at the time. They can only hear voices. They don't know what's fucking Cotton and Sid. Cotton's the one doing all the talking. I so they're going to fucking drop the whole I just would have liked the reveal of how it was done. I would have liked Mickey or Mrs. Something. or Mrs. Salt. <laughs> Veruca. <laughs> To say how it was done at the end. Oh, we got you in the library. We were writing to you from halfway across campus. You guys are fucking like crazy. <laughs> fucking you know crazy. Don't, we can, don't you just like to know how it was done? Is it I, possible? See, this is, where it, this is where it comes to the fact that, like, you can have a nothing film. Like, and, and again, I, I'm a fan. And I, so, like, for me to say, like, Friday the 13th is simply set up, kill, set up, kill. Nothing else. Fluff. And we have no problem with it. Here they're trying to they're trying to actually do stuff. And now you're like, why aren't they not explaining this? Well, that's how the did problem. fucking what's her face get? We never find out how she strings up fucking Richard uh, Steve Christie up in the tree. Who cares about that? How about Richard oh, Christie? Fucking... <laughs> what? <laughs> that's the see. Listen to me. That's the problem with trying to explain things. Don't try to. Thank God. You froze again. Perfect timing, too. I win, everybody. You're back. He's Don't back. try to what? <laughs> Sorry. This, this is what I was trying to say. Don't try to explain something if the explanation is going to be stupid. I would rather you not give me any explanation and let me fucking just say, okay, well, whatever. Then don't try to explain or over-explain something and, and get detailed, okay. and then it doesn't make sense. That's what I'm trying to say. And, and, I don't okay. want it. And I agree with you for that. Then why, yeah, why bring it up? They must be someone in the room. You're right. They could just say, what the hell's happening here? Leave it yes. at that. Done. I agree. That part I agree with, but... That's what I mean. It's I guess you're right. just trying to lead and, it into that, but you're right. he's gay. <laughs> and. But. but he's gay. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> We're on it. We're on it. But do you, you guys have anything else to add? I like I like the fun. I said it. I like the third act. I like the uh, I like Gale and Dewey in the sound studio, the recording boots. I like that showdown. I like uh, Derek's, you know, sort of like I would never hurt you as he's dying. That's kind of sad. I, I like Mickey's theatrics. I actually like Mickey better as a killer than I did uh, Mrs. Loomis. Her idea of just plain old revenge is the best motive. I just like Mickey's ridiculousness, and I like him as an actor. Yeah, no, it, it, it's all it's all good. It's all fun. Uh, and I like that you, you do see that footage that he filmed of the people before they got killed. I thought that's actually you know adds a level of creepiness. I remember I remember Gail saying that's not my footage. I just didn't yeah. remember seeing it, but that's that's actually pretty cool. I like that. You see I, Casey. Actually... You see him filming Casey uh, as well. Yeah. Uh, before like there's two scenes. Like, it's really just those first two scenes, like the, at the theater and and uh, and Casey at the, at the sorority. See yeah. something else that I missed. Something else that could have been explained better if you're going to explain give it give an explanation that's more coherent th that i can pick up on it that again that that seems to be apparently for me on top of the fact that i'm just not into what's going on to like the whole second act the things that they do try to explain just fail for me so i mean i don't know i don't hate it I well, just, again, I, I i feel like i'm defending this movie up to up to like, this level here look it's a half head explosion i'm on the higher <laughs> uh, no I, mean, I, 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 I wasn't a, a full head again if these people are these fucking numbers are driving it's a eight and a half and above i'm on a, i'm at a half head explosion thank god thank god you're not fucking at a full no oh, good because I, I don't I, see it that's what i've never said that i've always said that this movie again you can go back to other episodes of this show where i actually think i gave my ratings for all the sequels 
and I, they were almost on par, even though I like things, you know, more about this one over two, three and over four. They're almost on par. Almost. Almost. Okay. Well, uh, for me, it's a mild rumble. Oh. That's it. That's it. She's okay. sweet. She's deadly. She's sweet. And she's bad for your teeth. <laughs> Are we going to get a rating or what? No, I just wanted to talk about Candyman's daughter. <laughs> I fucked up the line. I had to fix it. Okay, uh, you know what? Half-head explosion. There you go. All right. Not, not going to say where I am, but somewhere between Dave's mild rumble You're and Christian's room. huge head explosion. Huge half-head <laughs> explosion. <laughs> just defending this like it was the craft over here. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just add one thing that I did like in this movie. That I wish there was more of throughout the first two, actually. Randy and Dewey interactions. I like that. Me too. I actually really like that. I wish that there had been more of that. Uh, yeah. That's oh, it. I'll, I'll reference one thing about that, too. What, what's with that limp anyway? You got stabbed in the back. I love the fact that they acknowledge it because he's walking around like with this fucking hand, like about to shake everybody's <laughs> hand here. Please, pleasure to meet you. Pleasure to meet you, sir. <laughs> I, I believe it was the right hand. Oh, sorry. Pleasure to meet you. Pleasure <laughs> to meet you, sir. Yeah. Better? And this, come on now. This kill was much worse. There's no way he should have survived this. It went into some old scar tissue. Remember? I think old I think that's what happened. Tissue. I think he, he hit it and it made him back to normal for part three. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, in part three, I think he's using the other hand. And then in part four, he's perfectly fine and he's the sheriff now. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking bad. He should have been dead. Twice Time heals now. everything. Nine lives, this guy. Anyway, let's get to it. Come on, part. Let's do it. Let's get on to the infamous Screen 3. Ugh, screen 3. Screen 3. Which okay. I do not hate. Screen 3. While Sydney and her friends visit the Hollywood set of Stab 3, the, fir- the third film based on the Woodsboro Murders, another Ghostface killer rises to terrorize them. Screen okay. 3. Okay, I'll tell you what. I do not hate this movie. I like it slightly less than two, and that's it. I don't. I, I, I've always said that. Same with I me. don't see. <laughs> I, hey. I don't see a significant fucking drop the way other people do. Again, I don't have Scream Two on a pedestal either, obviously. But I just see these both as kind of middling fucking movies. And- exactly. <laughs> I like this film less than I did before, but I still don't hate it. But finally, we have cops that are talking about get, dusting for fingerprints and doing forensic, uh, you know, forensic investigation. Finally, the cops oh. are actually doing stuff that... I know what Christian's doing. about to say. Oh, I agree with you. I know I put it in the chat, too, but I agree with you, both yeah. of you. I said, like, although I, I talk in extremes when we're, we're doing the series, this view, this one dropped down a little bit for me, but there's a lot of good stuff still here. No question. Uh, and the consistency of bringing those characters back is a big plus for me. And I said there's so much top involvement. So when I put that text, is, this almost plays out more like a Jalo than a slasher just because of how much um, how much the cops are involved in this one. A hundred percent. And the one cop disappears for the final act of the movie. The, the partner disappears. Yeah. Which was kind of which was, again, another another bit of laziness. It's like you have two cops yep. investigating then the one cop just completely vanishes. Oh, stupid. Right. Some yeah. of the but- jump the shark stuff. Some of the Jump the Shark stuff is Jay and Silent Bob being in it with a cameo. I know Craven was in their movie uh, or for uh, the Strike Back or whatever. I like them. Don't get me wrong. I just thought that was weird to have them here. And Carrie Fisher. It should have been them. It, it, listen to me. Instead of it being Jay and Silent Bob, it should have been fucking Kevin the, the Smith actors. and Jason Mewes. Kevin, yeah. Kevin Smith. Then, I, then it would have been appropriate. Yeah. And then 
And then Car- Carrie Fisher, again, th- all that does with them being in character, I guess, is to make you think, well, we're watching a movie. So it reiterates we're in a movie, plus they're in Hollywood, yes. and they play on this through the whole thing. I mean, this ups the ante. Like, I mean, we've got explosions. What I find is we've got more groups of people together, which de- takes away the scare factor because there's always, it seems like everybody's in pairs for the most part in this. There- there's the one part, Sydney's getting chased through the prop house, which is great. But other than that, everybody seems to be in pairs in this movie, the whole thing. You're right. They are paired up a lot. Jenny McCarthy again. There's there's exceptions, but... Well, yeah, and, yeah. But still, yeah. dude, this is like a giallo. Not, and be, because of the police investigation stuff, because of it being adults working on a movie, it, it almost reminds... You, we've seen things like this before in giallos, and because... Jolly, excuse me. And because... Peanut butter jolly time. <laughs> the dream sequences with the mother and that shit. No. This movie and the and the ultimate reveal at the end with the fucking voice changer, which is so far fetched. But 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 and it's far fetched in every scene that's being used. It makes no sense because you wouldn't be able to hold it up to your mouth while you're fucking talking on the phone and trying to kill somebody and everything else. <laughs> None of it makes sense. Ridiculous. But but it's very giallo like. If Fulci would have made this movie in the seventies with the same fucking plot and it looked like a seventies movie and it had the same fucking bullet points and plot points like- and everything in it. People would fucking be... And... Yes. Yes. Agreed. <laughs> They'd be blowing the fucking movie. A people be blowing. People are accepting of fucking shit when it comes from Italy that they will, will not accept from a Hollywood film. And that is a double standard, my friend. Totally agree. Totally agree. Well, because this is Scream 3. And talk mm-hmm. about nods to Nightmare on Elm Street, Detective Kincaid, and of course, yeah. Dream Mother with her, you know, bag on her head looking like that... Tina. That's the worst part of the movie. The the body bag sucks. Doesn't look like Tina at all. She that to me. I, I maybe you guys like it. I f- I feel like it's just a little too overdone. I know yeah. it's a dream sequence, but it, it just. I wish they didn't. They didn't need it. They didn't. They, they could have no, had the mother subplot any, without any of that. Yeah, they didn't need the dream sequences at all in this. It, no. it's, it's not. It's not scream at all. And that would have trimmed the movie down. That would have yeah. trimmed the movie down. I love the plot. I, I love the backstory of Finding Earth. They actually did. So everything they talked about the rules of it being a trilogy. I do. Work. Too. Actually yeah. work. And you yeah. you find out more about her. I like that. I like Lance Henriksen. I like the reveals you get there. Yep. I don't like Roman. the explosion of the house. I think that that's just out of character <laughs> for for this, this type of movie. I don't like that, but it's a nit- nitpick. I, uh, I don't like the too winky, winky, tongue and cheeky. Thing which winky which, winky <laughs> tongue and cheeky. What? <laughs> what did you just say? The two winky winky tongue and cheeky. Yeah. I don't even. No ticky, oh no God. washy. What is it? The tiny adventure over here? Winky winky tongue and cheeky. <laughs> I have no clue. Uh, the the mother, sure. the mother dream sequences. But I will tell you how they wedged the reveal of the killer and his motive. I actually like. When he says he wanted, he's a director. He directed it. I Brilliant. thought it was genius. Yes, hundred percent. And I'm so, so, so fucking relieved. I'm watching this movie, and you know me, I have no fucking memory. I'm yeah. watching this movie, and I'm saying to myself, now I knew who the killer. I, 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 I'll, I'll say this: I knew about Roman. But as I'm watching the movie, I'm saying to myself, I fucking hope, I hope 
that there's only one killer in this movie, just once. It would make. Why do they have to wedge a second killer in? And it played out there was. See, I didn't remember. I, there could have been a second, and I forgot. I remember Roman for a fact. So yeah. I'm watching this knowing it, but I'm. I am so glad it was one killer and not a forced fucking two. Oh, anyway, it made perfect there sense. Goes, it there really goes your Paris theory, Christian. Yeah, I. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, but anyway, no. But so and he's great. I like that whole thing about being yep. the abandoned son, based on yep. her her past, her relationship. It, it it stays true to her character. We learn more about it and everything else. And abandoned, and he shows up, and everybody's hunky dory. Okay, it's a little convenient that everybody in this little circle of friends happen to be homicidal fucking maniacs. But <laughs> but. For the for the premise of a movie, I buy it, and I love the fact that he he's a director, so he directed it. I, I love that reveal, that line. I'm like, I, I was by myself watching this movie, and I talk back to the screen. I'm like, that line fucking rules. <laughs> and I'm like, man, I'm a loser. I do not like the metal detector. I thought that was dumb. He left the metal detector. I guess he knew Sid was coming back from the police yeah. station. But still, oh, just to like have a that. random metal detector hanging around. I, I think the only reason they did that was because they wanted her to get rid of the gun. But that was smart that she had a second gun there. I thought well, that, that was, was my cool. problem. Your gun Here's is digging into saying. my hip. Now, listen, I forgot that there was a second gun. And that was my problem. Because I liked the metal detector, but he, she scanned herself. And then she set it down. And the guy said, okay, I'm thinking to myself, why wouldn't he ever go back and see if there's a second gun? So that it actually pissed yeah. me off. And oh, then yeah. when it happened, I'm like, you fucking see? <laughs> yeah, you skunk. That's what, that's what that's I was like. Get. I'm like, come on. If the killer was one of the cops, then that would have been uh, a big issue. But the fact that it was Roman forgives. Let me it. let me ask you this: Does this movie have anything to do with any of the the uh, the, the events of Scream Two? In other words, could they just have gone from Scream to this movie and not missed a beat already? Randy's death. death. Randy's Sorry. death. That's Randy's it. Randy's death. Really, Randy's death. But that's it. It could have gone right to this. Yeah. I think they do reference in the big reveal ending. I think they reference the Bill, Billy. Oh, no, well, Billy's part one. But I, I think the mom and everything, possibly. Well, like, yeah, and we have Cotton, and we have the, the romance between between Dewey and Gale. So I guess there's something. I, I, okay. and, they're, and they're filming Stab 3 at this time. That's what this movie is. Sure. Stab 3 that they're making to run in conjunction, or is it Stab 2 that they're making? No, it's 3, and it gets shut down permanently. Yeah. So I don't understand how in part four, how they finished it and they have four more. But that's yeah. You know, story. isn't it funny that I talk about Ghost Dad every week and yet in this one we get Ghost Mom? Yes. <laughs> that was my note. Ghost the screen Mom. And just Ghost, it down. I have Ghost Mom written too. See? Ghost Mom. Yep. Ghost Mom, I got it here somewhere. I'll hold it up. Oh, no, it won't work on that. Ghost Mom, I definitely right, I know it. we've been kind of jumping around everywhere, but I actually like the opening sequence with Cotton. 100% Cotton. It's a good play. They did a good thing with that. And yeah. I like I like the whole I like the whole back and forth, you know, with the girlfriend. I like that. I I think it's a solid opening. Well, I like how they jump in now you realize obviously we we're, there's some time that's passed. So since yeah. in isolation, which is I think probably what you didn't like, Brandon. But she No, I actually don't mind that. And that actually explains a little bit about the dream sequences cuz she's kind of like living a very isolated life away from uh away from uh, civilization. <laughs> she's working for a Chrysler's hotline. I, I wish he brought the dog on set. I mean, wh- yeah, how about that dog? He was uh, where, in the beginning. Where is he? Where the whole movie until the end again? He shows yeah, up. Cher- the beginning Cher- and the end. I, I thought Cherokee Gordoned himself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but then, so you get the hundred percent cotton. We're in Hollywood, so you know time's passed. I love the fact they have a hundred percent cotton. I thought that was a hilarious uh, title, yeah. and because 
uh, he the killer's using his voice to terrorize his girlfriend. It would be it makes sense that she's freaked out when he comes home. So that whole yeah. opening yeah. sequence is quite good. Uh, and they kill off a main character who's only a main character based on part two. And so it was a great way to introduce it by carrying off one of the established ones without it being a Dewey or Gale Weathers out of the gate. Yeah. Yep. I, I, I like that. I, I really do. The, the thing here, we have a, a real long stretch of film without Sydney in it. There's like 20 minutes. I'm like, where the fuck is Sid? Who are all these people? I know. Okay. Too, too much know the actors these, in the movie. Yeah. I know who these people are. I know it's Dewey and it's Gale and it, and it's and, and it's what's her name's character and the replacement characters for the movie and the, when I say who the fuck are these people I know who they are but I'm like I'm watching Scream for fucking Sydney <laughs> who the fuck are not these for, people Why yeah, am I not going for Ring this Around shit? the Parker Posey I I'm oh, not I a love fan. her though uh, you love I I thought I've she always was loved her. super I like annoying Parker in this Posey movie. I like Emily Mortimer but Emily Mortimer is a wasted character in this. She, She's really presented as a red herring. You see her stealing the masks and stuff like this. She's and, good in it. I didn't like Jenny she's very, she's a great she's a good actress, a great actress. But uh, it's just a waste. You spend too much time with these people, and then just the reveal is, oh, she's just another victim who gets killed. Just another victim, right. kid. Just another victim, man. Right? No, but I'm with you, man. And don't get me wrong. I like Parker Posey's a doll. I love her. I love seeing her on the screen. Jenny McCarthy looks great. What the hell uh, else has Parker Posey been in? Ring oh around god. the Parker Posey. <laughs> oh my god, she was the fucking queen of, of independent uh, movies—not horror, but the queen of, of the indies in the fucking nineties. She was everywhere, Parker Posey. Except you know, you might watched... have seen her. The first time you would have seen her, probably you would have been. Uh, what do you now. call it? No, no, no. Let me tell you right now, it's gonna be dazed and confused. She put the real. Oh yeah. One. All right, you little. Oh, yeah, she's awesome in that. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's, she's awesome, awesome in that. Yeah. Sizzle. <laughs> Sizzle. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. You, she's tons of- as soon as you said Daisy of Confused, I'm like, that's where I knew her from. Yeah, I she's she, awesome. She that movie's great. I bet she has 200 credits. I bet you look on her IMDb. I bet she has like 200 IMDb. credits. Would, unless she just stopped working in the 2000s. She was fucking everywhere, and I loved her. Again, a similar plot in part two where they're getting killed in order of uh, in the movie now. It makes the sense movie. here. Yeah, yeah. That's fine because it's He's the movie, movie within. Maker. The movie within the movie, yeah, he's a he's a movie maker, and uh, he has and he has a legitimate beef. And Gail's up next, and I like the comedy of you know which Gail's it going to be. She's like, I'm going to stick with you to you know increase her odds of living because. Couple of things. She was in 171 things in Counting, so you're very close, Dave. Okay. So right lots on. of things. The I uh, there's some playfulness there. They they it's again it's a little too much wink wink nudge If you remember, I believe a little bit uh, that part two was written on. It was a visible ink, or at least the last reveal was. And I think they play with that joke in this one, and they're rewriting the script as they go. And again, I think it just gets a little too convoluted there at the end of Act One into Act Two, where the explosion. I just there's just too much. I I I don't know what I wanted from it, but it just didn't seem scream. You just wanted less bit. of the fake actors within the movie yeah, and more of, more Sid. We needed we want we needed new people to be victims. The problem is only Jenny Mc, like they all eventually get killed, but kind of rather unspectacularly. And so that's yeah. exactly it. Like so, they're not there's nothing really memorable. Exactly, the Parker Posey mirror thing is cool, but it's a it's kind of like a quick kill. And everyone else, the explosion with the blonde kid, uh, the black guy who's thrown out the window, and then uh, yeah, he should have lived. That guy. Yeah, and then Emily Mortimer, which was the biggest one. I was like, you know, because I, I was with Dave on this. Like, I knew, 
I knew Roman. I forgot if there was a second killer. And I'm like, yeah, is it, was... it her? Is it Kincaid? Kincaid was actually my first thought. I'm like, it's him, right? Because he borrows Dewey's phone early on. He says his battery's low. So he borrows Dewey's phone, which I thought was a great thing because they're looking for Sid and stuff like that. So oh. maybe he's using the phone to, you know, to, 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 to get more from do job. <laughs> yeah. The do drive in. Yes. <laughs> um, was Kincaid the guy that looks like fucking Ben Stiller? The one guy looked just like Ben Stiller to me. He could have been a fucking stunt double. He was a cop. Yeah, the guy that disappears. That's the one that disappears. Okay. Well, no, that's ben not Stiller Kincaid. A stunt King, double. Kincaid okay. is uh, Patrick Dempsey. The guy that... There at the Patrick end. Dempsey... Uh, McDreamy. McDreamy. Yeah, McDreamy. Was <laughs> he steamy or dreamy? I can't remember. Dreamy. dreamy. I'm just kidding. That's a <laughs> Grey's Anatomy reference there, Dave. The, oh, okay. It was great to see him in the movie... They do have him look, that one look he gives. Like, they must have yeah. just said, okay, in this scene, you're the killer. And he just stares at her. And you just think, holy shit, they're going to reveal him as a killer. And, of course, it was just, and then he smiles. What was yeah. what was the deal with the woman trying to find Sid's file? Carrie Fisher? Not Sid's file. She no, was Sid's find- file. No, because remember, oh. he, they're talking about they're keeping Sid hidden and somebody tried to break in. And and I liked that. Right. I did like that. But did they ever explain, like, because it obviously wasn't a woman. It was revealed that it's Roman the whole time. So how did... He already knew it, though. What would he need Sid's file for? See, that's this is an issue for me, then. This I is, don't remember, I mean, though. I don't, I don't remember either. That there was a girl that broke in to find Sid's file. Dewey oh, is... Ta- Dewey is... Ta- Dewey, yeah, at the cops, Dewey tells Gail... Tells... Gail that tells Gail that about the woman trying to find Sid's file at the police station. Maybe Gail wanted it for some reason, or maybe Parker Posey did. Maybe for investigation purposes. I don't remember, so I'm not going to pretend I even know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's I, one I, thing. I that's one thing they never came back to. But Kincaid, with his battery being low and using Dewey's phone, was cool because you thought maybe he was trying to get more information on Sid. Well, I'll tell you what. Fucking Sid got dumber from the last movie, and that kind of pissed me off. The last movie, she was insistent. On when you shoot the fucking guy down, she, she went right to his fucking head and shot him in the head for for good measure. In Not this movie, in, in movie. the climax, right? <laughs> in this movie, in the climax, she shoots the guy. He falls to the ground, and then she fucking turns around and goes about her merry way. Turns around, and the fucking guy's gone. I'm like, what the fuck? Just the last movie you said they always get up, shoot him in the head for good measure, and she did. This at time least she, she was smart enough. At least she knew to tell Dewey, hey, shoot him in the head. <laughs> she oh, did. After, after he. <laughs> Like a round or a clip into his chest. The yeah, this one was much more comical, especially with the comment. You know, Randy, Martha, his sister. You know, leads brings the video and he talks about how, in a true trilogy, the uh, the killers revealed to be superhuman, and uh, right, right, and then Roman's sort of like he's been shot fifty times and he's still the only way. Okay the only way you can right? bring him back yeah. and make it make sense. And I thought they did like although wedged in, it's wedged. Sure. Of course it but is. it's wedged as best as he could. He's struggling in that school. It's almost like it was right before that scene that he's like got killed, and, and he's just like leaving, like he said, his legacy. I thought they, they did it in the truest way they could. Why she waited until the new um, you know massacre started to to bring this information to them? <laughs> I guess that was it. A new massacre started. Yeah, to get so to Hollywood. They probably a... <laughs> also should have connected Roman to part two, to also it. because they connect them to part one and to Billy. So they probably should have somehow connected him to part two a little bit to to Veruca. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's far from a bad movie. I just I no, think Peter, it's I, the messiest one. It's the messiest one, the least consistent one. But it's far from being bad. Yeah. There's enough. There's enough 
carried over and played yeah. through that work. There's just too many added characters in this one. So My like wife, you said, Sid point... disappears too much. Sid should have been on the set. They should have found a way to wedge her in. I like the fact that they lock her up because finally in a horror movie, you you have the damsel in distress and you're smart enough to just keep her in the fucking cop shop locked up. Yeah. So <laughs> that's smart. I mean, but it doesn't really necessarily work for a horror movie, but it's a smart move, so I'm not going to hate on it. But it would have been nice if somehow they had Sid on the set of the movie for something, maybe for consultation um, like what, what, what Dewey said he was there for. Something to get her there so she could have maybe befriended more of these people and there would have been something. I don't I know. I have a feeling it was... Now, again, I'm, I'm going back from reading some stuff and I don't know if this was between two and three or three and four because I'm sure when they did two, they knew they were doing the trilogy because I think Kevin Williamson already had the, the treatment set up for three. So maybe they signed her on and said you're going to have to be in two, two more movies. But I think she wasn't really gung-ho about coming back. So then maybe they said, don't worry, in part three we'll have you, you're still Sid, but you might be more of a, taking a secondary character role. Oh, she's like and a Lori in uh, Halloween 2? I think, I think it bed. was something like that. I, it took a lot of convincing, I think, for her to come back for four, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, again. And it's her brother. So very much Halloween 2. <laughs> there, <you go. laughs> there you go. And it's I'm, in California. It's <laughs> H2O. I think at one point my wife said this was her favorite one. When watching them all through, she actually liked it. But again, it's because when you... When are the divorce papers going through? Yeah, I uh, already went through. <laughs> Trying to get a lawyer to forge a signature on it so I don't have to pay Dude, it. People hate on this movie. They really pile on it. And I just don't see it being much worse than two. So I, I do not get it. I don't see two being substantially better. I just don't understand why Scream fans... Uh, pile on this one just because of the dumb voice changer thing. Well, I, I mean, I yes, this it's is, stupid. This is probably, I guess it depends on, the, on on you as a fan or whatever, but I think this is probably the least successful of all four of them. But it's still, there's still enough good stuff, like I said already. Is uh, that technology maybe, even possible to, to clone people's voices like that? Especially if you haven't ever talked to them. Well, that's weird. They've never yeah. met that person. How can they get their voice? In 99, too. You can barely, that's, you yeah, might be able a, to do it now. A, it's a cool thing in the movie, but I agree with you. I'm like, how oh, was this possible? Not if they're not with you. I mean, maybe I could do it now with you two. You know what I mean? You but I mean, I, I, he's never, the, the killer had never met Cotton and never met fucking Sid and, and Dewey and all these voices he's using at the time. How could he be, how could he have their voices? Magic? Do job to you. Yeah. <laughs> and Brandon, I think everything you said that you kind of liked with the police, I think is what people maybe will argue with. I mean, I'm, obviously, I'm trying to speak for the masses now. Maybe it's too much police involvement, too many extra characters that don't I actually die or don't die spectacularly, and and maybe too many wink wink. It's well, just, no, they they kill off they kill off all the like the movie characters, all the actors within the movie very quickly. It's like gone, 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 and then even the the John character, the Lance Henriksen character who you who's a big red herring throughout it's very quick you know he's he's mr prescott in this one roman pulls him out of the closet at his house and slits his throat and it's over right you know it's just it's very quick there was uh it's it's just missing something it definitely is it, missing it definitely... sid definitely missing more of more of that this should have been her deepest movie especially given that you know the opening her trying to help people deal with her crisis. And then obviously she has to come back here and, and, and face it, but there's really no, there's no change in Is her. Is there a happy, like they put a happy ending on this, but I think at this point you'd be I fucked like up. 
<laughs> but I like that they're there. The dog, she comes through the it's gate, tr- the dog's there, and then the she trilogy. sees the door. I like that. The, the Visually speaking, I buy it because I like how she that door goes, creaks open. She and, sees the it, and the reflection and of Freddy in the water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the glass of water that Kincaid brings. Come on, honey, what? we're going to watch a movie. They all live that, together now? If there was an 80s movie, that's exactly how that door would squeak. She'd be like, ah. right. And then her mom would grab her from behind. <laughs> Blackout. I like Dewey's proposal too. I like it all. I like that shit. I don't know. Uh, like Dewey it. and Gail are are I'm very okay very likable characters. That's why you don't get mad that they live in every single movie. They get shot. Dave does. They're they're like Vigo well, from Ghostbusters. When it happens, too. I do. But I'm glad to see him around. But I'm like, when it happens, I'm like, how the fuck? Come on, he should be dead. He gets a knife thrown at his head, and it just so happens that the the other I'm side the, hits him. But right in the butt he's, got, he's the guy with the nine lives. They say someone else has him. This, this fucking, they're full of them. It's crazy. And they have another scene involving those two with two way mirrors. Just didn't, yeah. weren't there two way mirrors in part two as well when they were yeah. in the sound studio? What the fuck? That's what I'm saying. It's too much regurgitation. They just been doing the same shit each movie, but not. I don't know. Nope. I'm, I'm, I totally, I don't disagree with anything that you've said. Honestly, I think that this one for me is a high, mild rumble. Like it's right there. It could, it could easily go into that half head, but just based on the last watch, I think it's right at the, the cusp of that high rumble. In the yeah, a, why did do, why did do we cut the, why did do we cut the power at the end? Like what did that did nothing? Did you realize that? I thought it was an accident. Was it? I don't know. I didn't understand that scene. He touched the fucking... The, the, I don't even know what Dewey was doing. I he, thought he, he pulled the, the wire. Socket, to co- yeah, I, I know he was looking for, like, the, the secret entrance to the door, but at one point he, like, cuts the power, and it's it's almost like it's going to do something, and it didn't <laughs> do anything. I was just like, what? That confused me. I don't even know what the fuck he was doing. I just blew that part off. I'm like, you know, not- at the end, the original ending, Cherokee, the dog, was supposed to uh, piss on Roman and bring him back to life. Oh, <laughs> How many more Freddy? You keep t- getting pissed off at us making uh, Friday the 13th references, and you've been right Freddy referencing left. It's been seven. 109 episodes where Friday has come. I, I love Friday, but it's been 109 episodes. I'm bringing up Freddy in every episode for the next 109. <laughs> and Ghost Dad. And go, yeah, I've been, yeah, that's true. I've been bringing up Ghost Dad for like the last 15 episodes. Yeah. I do have a complaint. I have one complaint here. How the fuck? Oh, my God. She, Courtney Cox, uh, Gail, literally goes into that fucking casket, feels fucking his pulse, and says to Parker Posey, Roman's dead. She felt his fucking pulse to make sure he was dead. And then not only does he come back to be the killer later on, she's not one bit surprised that he's not dead. That's true. I always feel like people check pulses. Checking a pulse is hard to do. I feel like she did it very quickly, and I could forgive that. But the fact that she's not really surprised. Right? I thought they were going to do the reveal that he pulls one of these those stupid... Like, fake things off, or they have like a, a prosthetic put around them, so like, oh no, he's dead. But yeah, and she, they don't she, do she any of that. Tell, she couldn't tell it was a big fake arm that she was checking the pulse on. Man, he's very rubbery, but yeah. I got no pulse. <laughs> that arm that it's Borat happy brought back. Yeah. <laughs> this like one, this one's the most Scooby Doo. It's like you're the killer. No, you're the killer. <laughs> it was Roman all along. Or Terrifier. You know what is in Terrifier? I didn't bring it up on the show last week, but everybody looked rubber that they killed. <laughs> in Terrifier. I was like, wait a minute, is that guy shaking like rubber? Why was that that? You know? <laughs> there was less rubber in the movie Rubber than there was in Terrifier. <laughs> <laughs> that tire was more real. 
than Rubber. That tire, did you know that tire from Rubber? Its mm-hmm. first acting credit was Ghost Ed. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Anyway. Hey, hey, the mask on. Does it glow in the dark? It does it glow in the dark. I told you this already. Oh, Hold it up to the light a little longer. Take it easy. Are you mild rumbling it too? Is it a three-way mild rumble for the first time ever? Yes, I'm mild rumbling it too. Hey, <laughs> I believe, and I know I, it sounds weird. I think it's the first time. Well, we haven't been doing that ratings long that way. So you don't think we've all mild rumbled before? Maybe. I just want to say one more thing. Obviously, what's uh, he doing? Going in the dark, Jason? Is that what they have been I guess it does. I don't know. I can't fucking. Just Maybe. It might have a bit of glow to it. <laughs> oh my! And you got the glow. You feel the power, you can't let go. <laughs> so is it a three-way mild? It's a three-way rumble, but here's the thing. the co- Does does um, Kincaid give her the bulletproof vest, Sid? I think she steals it just like she steals the two guns that she got from the police station. Uh, okay, okay, she does. Okay, that's fine. That's, no. more forgiv- that's more forgivable because at the same time, I'm, I'm thinking maybe he gave it to her to wear. But why doesn't – the killer's always shooting the chest. Like, I, it reminds me of uh, the end of Dumb and Dumber. Like, I wanted Sid to turn to Kincaid and be like, what if he shot me in the head? Yeah. And then Kincaid's like, that's a chance we were willing to take. <laughs> and then the movie just cuts the credits. I think Kincaid actually does tell her, let's kick this motherfucker's ass all over dreamland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. All right, three rumbles. On with it. On with it. One more movie to go, folks. One more. This is going to be interesting. I'm a, I'm, I'm really confused i'm really i'm i want to see what brandon's gonna say here this is brandon's gonna be a tiebreaker i I feel like i'm in between (laughs) you guys like i'm i i I see i see the arguments for both of you but uh but i feel like c's gonna be like uh no i don't like i I said i actually three put it this way three was my lowest rated oh here we go oh okay he's he's pulling a belco here this movie fucking sucks Lewis rated is is lowest rated is relative because like I said at one point I was a and I'll go by numbers I was a ten and a seven across the board for the three is, sequels. Is lowest rated your uncle? <laughs> you said it's your it said it's relative. Yeah, <laughs> I fucking hate him. <laughs> it was a good joke though. Uh, sevens across the board. Like I said, I came down a little bit on three. This one I I try to weigh it. Like I look at you're like say this is a sequel that Scream Two should have always been, and I look at Scream Two and I look at this. They both have pluses. I think Scream Two is closer and a better sequel in my regard. But I do not hate on this movie. But I do find I hate more of about this movie than I do. Okay. Or I dislike. Hate's a strong word. I dislike more about this movie. <laughs> Why are you always cupping balls? He's <laughs> all. <laughs> Oh. I love it. I just love I'll, cupping I'll the fucking your balls. fucking heads right here. But, okay, B, you got to introduce it. Oh, yeah. Scream Sorry. 4. All right. Of course, Wes Craven, Kevin Williamson. Ten years have passed, and Sidney Prescott, who has put herself back together, thanks in part to her writing, is visited by the ghost face killer. Ghost Bert. face killer! <laughs> you brought up another point there, though. Is part three rated the lowest for a lot of people, or considered... The, the bastard of the series because Kevin Williamson didn't write it. He only did the he only did the treatment. And in Ethan Kruger, I believe, another Freddy reference, uh, Ethan Kruger wrote the movie. I believe Part it was three. Freddy Krueger. I don't know. We didn't bring it up there, but I'm just saying maybe that's another reason. It was Ethan Supley. Anyway, back to part four. Uh-oh. <laughs> Dave, Dave now decided to turn yeah. his mic off. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, this guy. 
<laughs> the, amount, the amount of fucking technical difficulties. But he's right in Ghostface's mouth, which is a plus for me. Your head is right in his mouth. It's funny. <laughs> Speak again. You sounded very low before, Dave. The anger fucking brings it back. Okay. <laughs> what are you getting a blowjob from a guy and a girl there? Yeah. It's, that's the best. <laughs> because the poster. It's funny. Ghost Reese is behind you, but the girl and the guy at the, on the poster are on your foreground. I don't know why I'm telling him. He can see it. <laughs> There they are. <laughs> I love how I'm describing it, even though you can visually see what we're seeing. Yeah. I um, got to okay. tell you, where the self-referential part comes, I hate this opening. I love I, it. Let me, I hate oh, it. I fuck it. Number one, let me tell you this. When we did the slasher list, this movie was my number 38 slasher in my top 50s, and I gave it a 7.5. That's the way I felt. And that's the way I feel. And I, my notes literally say this, see? <laughs> Scream 4 talk, dash. Great start with multiple scenes and dialogue, dash. Brilliant, really. And that's how I feel. I find it fucking utterly brilliant, the the things that they do on this open. I've heard people complain about it. I don't think, and I, I this is going to sound pretentious, but I don't know I don't know other, any other way to say it. They I don't, don't think... It. I don't think they're getting what's being being put out here. I find it brilliant. I can understand why some people don't, but I, I just think you, there's a few different ways to take it, and some people just don't get it. I think you don't get it, and I don't mean that as an insult. That's just the only way I can explain it. I No, I think I do get it. I think it's just too much exposition talk in the sense of, like, what's rammed. Like, the, you're talking about the Randy scenes and all the information being jumbled into one scene here. I think they try to ram it down Brandon's throat in the opening here. I think I think it's just it's just too much. We get it. Just open up a stab. Seven. Do I need the, the super self-referential and then the movie within a movie? I just don't that's like it. That's the whole it. point, though. I kind of like that. They're poking fun at these. They're embracing it. They've already done shit. it. But it's no, but, you're, but here way. they're at a point where it's a part, it's a part four movie, and they're they're making fun. It's part six, then it's revealed to be part seven, then it's revealed to be Marnie and Jenny, and you're not even sure if that's going to be part eight. But there's some good kills in there. Part six, yes, part six surprises. has that 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 throat slit. I believe it's Lucy Hale who gets her throat slit in that one, which is great. And then it pulls back to reveal that it's stab seven, and you get Anna Paquin being stabbed by uh, yeah. Kristen Bell. You talk oh, too much. You talk too much. Not the, throat scene. the throat slit in part six is really good. Oh and my god! All over and, the place. And there's actually a mistake at the end of the movie because when Charlie puts on when he goes when they go to uh, Kirby's and he's like, "I'm not letting this ruin my marathon. I'm putting on Stab Seven. They show the TV and it's the scene from Stab Six where the girl gets her throat slit. So he put on the wrong stab. Well, yeah. hold on. Maybe that's the beginning of Stab Seven. They're flashing back to Stab Six. Remember, because they talk about it, and I think you're thinking too deeply about it. Because remember, that's the way it was. They were doing one scene after another. Because Stab 7 would have been the, the other thing. I, I don't know. I just don't find it inventive. I don't find it. I just find it monotonous and, and, and convoluted. I've never liked it. And, and I thought, maybe this will be the view where I like this opening. And I used no, to love it. I used I, to love it. I don't love it the way I used to. I really? Agree. It I feels so it feels forced. I, I feel like some characters are... Throwaway characters just there to add to the body count. This, this Trevor character is just, you know, Jill's Billy Loomis or, or whatever. Yeah, I don't care about him. I, I, he's the Mr. Prescott of part four. It's but I do like the viciousness of this. Like, this is now 2011. So this now you're getting much, the This gore. one's much more mean spirited. Yes. 
Uh, yes. I, I don't love the ever-changing height of the killer. I, I mean, neither one of them are that tall, so I don't like the fact that every time someone gets killed, the killer is clearly a lot taller than all the victims. I never noticed that. Long. Yeah, I, I noticed that this oh. time, but uh, oh. I, I do love the idea of Cinema Club. I, you know, I, I like that. The, her motive, though, Jill's motive, I, I think I'm with C on this. It just seems what? so stupid. Yeah. It seems You're so fucking... stupid. She's 17 years old at this point, 18 years old. Which means the the events happened when she was three, so she grew up bitter from the age of three because it's not bitter. This is tragedy girls before tragedy girls. See, I, I, like tragedy I like the likes. I like the I like I like her wanting to get the likes. Yeah, fame for fucking bullshit, especially at this time where people it was happening all the time at, the, at this. People are overcoming fucking shit and becoming famous, and this girl's growing kidding? up. No, now it's worse. Cousin. TikToks. They scream. Scream five is going to be about TikTok. Well, so it'll be, be called it. Scream that's, Five TikTok. That's fine. Let it be called TikTok. That's fine. I don't give a fuck. And they'll get TikTok from Return to Oz in there. I was good. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Awesome. <laughs> no, but I, I, man, Brandon, I understand not liking it because you hated Tragedy Girls. I thought for sure Christian would see that it, it, it's the same fucking thing here. It's just, but, no, but it's, I get what, it. No, no, I, I get the concept. It just, it, like Christian, I think you said in the last time, this, this whole circle of everybody being a psycho within such a small set of people, it's like, at, at, at finally, it's not everybody. Finally, it's Sid's life. It's like, no, it's Sid's my, life. My, I my mean, boyfriend, like, it's... my boyfriend's mother, my brother, my cousin. It's like, well, that makes sense. That's what I'm saying. You're not going to be, there's not going to be a happy ending after part three. You're going to be like, what the fuck? Who the fuck are you? Get away from me. I know for the movie, they need to put a happy ending on there and and give her some closure. But then they have us a part four. And now it's a reboot or a reimagining. And so there's certain things that are done well here. And like I said, I like the viciousness of it. I do not like the Deputy Dewey girl cop. I I thought she was horrible. I love her. Oh, the she's time, the least time. favorite character of this movie for me. I hate to wow. say it, my least favorite character is somebody who I absolutely adore now, Alison Brie, as the uh, publicist. Oh. oh, really? She played I, Rebecca in this. Yeah. I, I, I love her now. Like, she's, she's in Glow. She's a huge star now. She's she's terrific, but I just thought that was, like, a stupid, cliche character. And would Sydney write a book about it? She seems so pissed off about Gail writing a book about her life before. Yeah, then she wrote a book, and now this woman <laughs> yeah. is, is is like Gail. She's like, you can cash in on this. You write three more Go books. Go to Woodsboro and... to promote it. Like, I don't know. It, it seems like this is a stretch from the character that we, we saw before. It's part of her healing, though, because at this time she felt healed after part three. She okay. felt it's all so over. Cathartic. She's in a different state of mind. This is like a cathartic experience writing the right. book and, and being able Okay, I, that's fine. Like again, I'm not I'm not closed off. I'm just saying these are the things that I that I never connected to. I I really don't like the movie with the movie, and usually I'm a sucker for that shit, man. Like I'm a sucker for it. I was a sucker for it just in the references in part one, and I love what they did in part two. It just I felt like it was a little too much. I remember watching this with my wife, and we both looked at each other and said, "This is fucking ridiculous." That's the point, though. That's what I'm. That's what I think. Yeah. That's what the. That's the but point. It was, but not an enjoyable ridiculous. Where I had a gleeful smile on my face. No, I get you that. I know you're not enjoying it at all. But I think that... The opening. The opening. Not the whole movie. Just that opening. I know. Just the opening. But I think that's the point they were trying to make. That's what modern horror was doing. And everything everything that they were doing was what modern horror was doing at the time. And they were... Every time they were talking, they were making a statement about what was happening in horror at that time. Well, the shit on the Saw series. 
they shit on it. And that's I understand, but that's Wes Craven's opinion. Fine. I'm still open to people having discussions. I respect somebody saying that. I don't care about the characters, this and that. It's it, it's healthy fucking horror fan conversation, and I'm I'm all, I'm all for it. I'm, I'm I, that's why I liked it. And they were talking about how she prefers slashers and everything else, and and then the surprise of the one scene was great. You can see everything coming a mile away. Oh yeah, yeah, but you didn't see that coming. I fucking love that because who's nobody saw that coming in the theater. That's why I look at. Well, Everyone no saw this said. in the theater. Then this like bomb comparatively. Probably. Yeah. I think this. Was I the... like that opening. I like I like yeah. the homage to the garage scene with the girl crawling yes. through. Garage I like sure. I like yep. the fact that she's she's got a four GPA and like a one forty IQ. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I I really like the opening. And they're all pretty girls. Boy, this whole movie's loaded with beautiful women. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. Something else about it that's great. And again, it's what I like in a slasher. There's something about those small town slashers. They're back in Woodsboro, which is where I always want it to be. That's me. I don't like when they take fucking Jason out of Crystal Lake or anybody out of anything. I I maybe I'm a simple guy. Fine. I just like my fucking shit where it is. I like Halloween in Haddonfield. And, and again. Maybe it kind of sucks that we have to follow Sid for four movies, just like Michael had to follow his family for fucking eight movies. I understand. It's just what it is. So where are you going to go with Sid? And I'm, gonna go I like, I, I'm I like okay with that part of it. I yeah. like the Judy That's character. Good. I agree with Dave that I thought she was the killer the first time. She's a great red herring. Yeah. She's clearly obsessed with Sydney. She knows all about her. They went to school together. She's obsessed with Dewey. Yep. She, you know, she wants him to eat her lemon bar. Lemon squares. Lemon squares. It's the lick my lemon. You know what would have been a great movie? Or what would have been a great ending? Lick my lemon square? Her holding Sid's hand and Sid died and she got what she wanted. That would have been a fucking fantastic movie. The tag on ending at the the hospital is another part I don't like. That was changed. It was supposed to end that way initially. It was supposed to end what way? With her she was winning? To, with Jill Sid dying? Yes. She was supposed to survive. It was supposed to end that way. Sid was supposed to be dead. I would have fucking hated it then. Oh my oh, god, what? I would have fucking hated it. That, that ending that ending was like when I when I first saw it, I would, would have been like, Oh my god, if it ends here Right. That's it, what it, I was saying. Then then forget the opening and any other quibble I have. This would be phenomenal. And uh, and she got what she wanted. Uh, yep, going through so what she throws herself into through the, the glass table. table and into everything. <laughs> oh. I'm like, holy shit. Like, there's good stuff here. Uh, yeah, oh, I'm not 100% great. on board with everything, but I will admit that, like, it's more vicious. I like the kills. Uh, oh, that, the... that first kill, the wrong closet kill, Olivia. Oh, that was that great. Is... I figured it out, though. Yeah, it's cool. The first time I saw it, but yeah. it's still awesome. Yeah. It's brutal. Yes. yes. That's a mean-spirited kill. Yes. Indeed. Yeah. And it's good. But I really don't I like that. the idea of that ending only because I look, you know, me. I, don't, I, I know right. yeah, I'm not I'm not a big lover of the bad guy winning, but also because of the buildup of Sid. It's like it's like you're you're going to 15 years later and Sid's going to die to her teenage cousin is going to lose out to her teenage cousin. Oh, no, uh, it wasn't she wasn't enough of a brilliant mastermind for me, Jill. It's out of the ordinary. Well, she's not a brilliant mastermind. She's like, that's she's the point. Enough, that's, she, that's but the that point. that is the point. Who who says they have to be fucking brilliant masterminds? They're just uh, just that, like Billy wasn't. 
Well, no, but at this point, 15 years later, to outsmart Sid and to Oh, and I see what you're her. saying. Yeah. That's but it's so I'm easy saying. to get stabbed. Any asshole that's a fucking, that has an IQ of 20. Well, look, she really, she really should have won at the end. And who doesn't shoot a second time? They brutally murder everybody. Yeah. She shoots Sid, like, once in the, in the stomach area and just assumes she's dead and lays down next to her. I would have just yeah. given the old second shot to the head. I just say that would have elevated it just because I would have been like, I didn't expect that. I expected Sid was going to live and everything else. But the hospital scene is also just, it feels like a fish out of water to the rest of the movie, almost. I think it was added on. I could be wrong. I remember reading a long time ago that, it may, and it may not have even been Sid. I could be, I don't want people to fire back at me. See, Dave, no, you're fire talking back. on I'm ass. <laughs> I, I could be wrong. But my recollection is that that was supposed to be that way. But it, I could be wrong. It could have been that Dewey or Gale was supposed to. That they were going to kill one of the three of them off and they decided not to. I could be wrong. But I, I want to say that that's what was supposed to happen. That they were going to kill Sid off. The, and I'm not, I, the only reason I think you're, you're incorrect, and again, correct me, uh, everybody out there, is because I thought they said that they wanted this to be a new a trilogy. A new trilogy. I know. Four, five, and six. But four wasn't well received at the time. Comparatively to one, two, and three from box office uh, receipts is where I'm going. Fandom, yeah. it seems like fa- fandom, like, uh, I don't know what it got at the time, but it seems like now this has got a cult following of sorts. Like, people seem to do, seem to like this one. They love uh, it or hate it, it seems to me. Like the People's Temple? <laughs> yeah, like the People's Temple. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. No, I think it's a love or hate but, movie, this one. I don't see a lot of people just saying, eh, it's okay, it's like two or three. People need to say it's a piece of shit. Or it's the best since part one. That that's what I seem to be, have encountered. Maybe that's just me. It's, it's in my it's in my top number. four. That's yeah. all I know. <laughs> <laughs> for now, until five comes out. Like it's I love the fact that they, let's face it. Like we didn't talk about the fact that this created a new icon. Like part one, it, it was an instant icon, and, and again, I think with the sequels, it just solidifies it. So now you've got another. You've got Ghostface dolls uh, that go with your Michael Myers, Leatherface, Freddie, and Jason. Like I mean that. That's no small feat. I mean, you no. you said a couple episodes ago, you're really the only one since then. Small feat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Awesome. awesome. You said it a couple episodes ago, like really the only one since this would probably be Pennywise. Pennywise, <laughs> and I agree with that. Except I will say that if they bring out Terrifier two, I think from a low budget like creation standpoint, Art the Clown is going to become uh, a, a secondary. But I think he well, would be like another, like icon. He'll be, Nickel, a, Victor he'll be a Victor Crowley. He'll be a Victor Crowley at best. I I I I, I could see that being nobody on the level will know of outside Crowley. of us. You know what I'm saying? Your next yeah. door neighbor's not going to know who the fuck Victor Crowley. It, it won't or be like the, this or Pennywise. You're right. That that no. th- we're talking like that. There's this level of icon, and then there and then there's that, and then the, now that would if be two there. Pennywise walk into a room, would it be like wrong if I just said I, I didn't ask for your two cents? <laughs> Thank God it's a Father's Day weekend, and, and what better way to, to celebrate it with that dad joke? <laughs> Man, I tell more dad jokes for not being a dad than anyone. That's okay. That That's how you make up for it. Yeah. <laughs> You're a dad in theory. But, I, but getting back to this movie, I've got, I, Dave, I'm sure you've got fucking list of notes. I've got the least amount of notes for this. I got two pages of notes for every movie. I, I don't feel like I, I don't feel like I talked about all my notes, but uh, well, my, mine like, are just that. Like, it just, sorry, Brandon, you go go talk then. Oh no, no, no! I'm, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not bad. saying that. I'm just saying mine are more like observational stuff and and just stuff I liked or didn't like or 
issues I had, but uh, yeah, Jeez. I mean, we talked about we talked about the kills being ramped up. Gr- great kills. Yep. I love. Um, vicious. Yeah, vicious. I love when she, uh, right. the, the publicist gets thrown off the uh, off the uh, garage balcony. Off oh the, yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's just it's very mean spirited. Yeah. And uh, when Charlie stabs Kirby, man, ah, I fucking, I really. I really would love for Kirby to still be alive. Yeah. I love Kirby. She was she might be my favorite character in this movie. She's cool. I like She's her. so cool. I like Hayden Pantier. What if Kirby She's a good got a Kirby? Oh, a Kirby stomp? You mean? Yeah. That's what they call <laughs> that would have been cool. That would have been cool. Is that what they call yeah. it in Canada? A Kirby? Yeah, I, I, Canada. I thought that was just a well-known thing, but yeah, maybe. I call it the I call it the American History X actually because that's where, <laughs> I think that that's pretty much what made it like a Kirby. Actually, oh. I believe the original line in American History X was "Bite the Kirby." <laughs> <laughs> Kirby, it's like a fucking restaurant. Yeah. Kirby, like Kirby, hamburger. Is it oh, Kirby a video Kirby. game character? Yeah, Kirby, yeah. Kirby yeah. in Dreamland. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what Scream Five should be called. <laughs> Scream Five, Kirby, Kirby in Dreamland. He meets, he meets Freddy. <laughs> Kincaid, right. Kincaid yes. and Kirby. Yeah. It's, it's all, uh, yeah, uh, uh, it's a Wes Craven tribute. Kincaid and Dreamland. I mean, Kirby and Dreamland. Sorry, what the hell? All right, so the kills are, are amped up. The blood is better and stuff like that. But some of the, the main issue for me with it this time, Sid and Jill's relationship and their conversations, it just feels, what? it feels stale to me. It doesn't feel genuine to me. This is one where, wow. like, where I'm more into like some of the secondary characters than I am what's going on with Sid and her relationship with her cousin and her aunt and stuff. It just, I don't know. It felt, it just feels. Yeah, it's like a few minutes worth of fucking dialogue in the whole movie you're talking though. No, yeah. I know, but, it, but it's still pivotal to the to the movie because this is, you know, this is her family and this is what's critical to to how it plays out, especially with with Jill killing her own mother. It's still just, it doesn't feel like anything significant, even though it should be. There probably should have been more of that and less of the secondary. I don't know why I'm throwing an elbow in there. Oh, the biggest sin I think is the fact that they, they leave that fucking barn. There's your final act location. I'm glad it wasn't, honestly. Really? Uh, oh, I, I love the barn. I didn't love the barn. I didn't love the barn. I'm at glad all. it wasn't the barn. I'm back glad to, it went back, back to the Kirby's house. house very much like the original. I want very suburbia. Much, very much like Stu's house in part one. Yes. Bring on, I'm hashtag the barn. <laughs> fuck the barn. <laughs> you're, fuck you're, the barn. You guys are hashtag fuck the barn. I'm hashtag for the barn. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm hashtag fuck me in the barn. <laughs> the barn is too dark and there's too many people. And it's, I don't know. I, I want suburbia. They find out that bad. the principal's been hung up on the fucking soccer post. And they leave and then the rest of them are are stocked in the barn. I love the camera. I love her planting the cameras again. And cool. that play, I love the re, because again, that part is done, again, as a, a remake, a homage to the original, and it's replayed. I thought that was done beautifully. I thought how it was they goofy all... of her sneaking in wearing the ghost face mask. It was supposed to be, though. And yeah. the way she was acting with the thumbs up. Yeah. It. <laughs> it was funny. It was just a, a, a good humor with that. I, I dug it, you know? Why did we all stop talking? <laughs> because Pete was talking and I couldn't hear a word he was saying. That's why. No, now B's cut out. <laughs> I tell you, technical difficulties. You hear me? Yeah. Now we can. Oh, I was talking about ice cream. Somebody said good humor. I knew you were going to talk about ice cream. <laughs> I said that. 
Nobody even had to tell me this. What you were it just went quiet. It freaked me out. I'm like, why did everybody stop talking suddenly? That's uh, fucking Skype. I... <laughs> Is it good now? Yeah, you're good. Everything's great. Good. Right, just, yeah. just crack another there. joke. Like I'll fucking crack you. <laughs> <laughs> crack another tooth. <laughs> nah, dude, I this love it being back thing. home. I love it being back in Woodsboro. I, I want suburbia. I want fucking teenagers getting bumped off. This is what I want in, in my slasher. It, it, to me, this brought everything back. Just enough fucking uh, Dewey and, and Gale stuff. Just enough Sid and, and just enough uh, uh, of the kids. And watching it with the knowledge of Jill being the killer, going back and watching it, I, I, I don't know. That's joyous for me to see the way it's orchestrated. And I love the freaking the Hall Pass guys. And I do too. Get rid of Trevor. Get rid of Trevor. Oh, Trevor, he's barely even in the movie. That's I know it's just it's a yeah. stupid thing just to have him in there. I, get rid of Trevor. She's got to have a boyfriend. They need, maybe. It's that way. Yeah, I don't know. No. They needed to have more, like I said, with with the mother and Jill. They need to have more family time with Sid just to make that feel more genuine to me. Although I do like her kill through the mail slot. That's a cool kill. Oh, that's so good. Yes. Yeah, that's very cool. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. It's, I don't know, it's fun. It's more fun to me than it's paced well. Uh, there are some me. there are some cheesy, over-the-top jokes. I like the cops, but, you know, why do cops always sit out when there's a killer with their windows open? Wouldn't you keep your windows shut? No, you want to hear. You want to hear what the fuck's going on at the house. Oh, keep it cracked a little. Oh, no. I wouldn't want a killer to be able to come up and just stab me right in the head. It's your job. You when you sign up to be a fucking uh, a cop on the beat and, and you're patrolling cops, the house. Cops that are always patrolling the house always get killed so fucking easily. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> the windows are open. They just come up and stab them right in the fucking head, and it's over. They reference it at least. It's almost fuck, like that. Yeah, it's an ongoing gag in movies. Yeah. Fuck like Bruce I, Willis. Yeah, that's, fuck Bruce Willis. Fuck Bruce Willis. Right. How about the gay thing? I, I don't there. I hate oh, that terrible. joke. That was I amazing. hate that joke. That fuck. I'm Bruce gay Willis if it joke. helps. I'm gay if it helps. Yeah, both of those jokes. Fuck uh-huh. Bruce Willis. Eh. Whatever. I'm gay if it how how can they say that if you're gay you survive a horror what what horror movie that you can think of at this time that was that a trend where the gay guy survived? Uh, can you think of one? Christian and Vince's movie? Yeah. <laughs> I die. That's Try Gay the thirteenth? <laughs> I uh I I don't know, but Kevin Williamson is gay, so maybe he knows. Is he? But, yeah. Well, that, me? In that case, full head explosion. <laughs> I didn't know he was gay. Yeah, I didn't know so, he was gay. And yeah. he's gay. I don't care that he's gay. I, I didn't know. <laughs> what do I care? He should work with Clyde Barker. They should, I feel like should Christian might have made that up. Wouldn't it be funny if we learned like 10 years from now <laughs> Kevin Williamson is a gay? He's, he's just letting us live with this lie. We're going to talk about it every time. I think he's a pretty openly gay guy. I don't understand how you guys don't oh, know this. No clue. Never I, heard of I it. didn't know Mark Patton had AIDS. Yeah, well, I don't know what to tell you. Or yeah. had, had AIDS. Had Hands. It's not cured. It's just uh... no. He's got it like really under control. I think it's like. Well, I'm not a doctor, but you still have it. It never goes away completely. He's got. It's like almost like Magic Johnson. Like, he's got like Magic like Johnson remission? AIDS. He's got, yeah, like the yeah. Uh, like he's got like Magic remission? Johnson AIDS. He's <laughs> got the good AIDS. He's got the good AIDS. Oh my God! Case of the bad one. legs and the good AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> bad legs and the. What's his name? Williamson, right? I gotta see if this is true. It's oh, openly I, I... gay. Oh, Billy, yeah. <laughs> you know what? You know what's funny in this one? What's I don't know. It's not funny, but it's actually clever in this one is the fact that Jill is the one who's always saying, oh, well, I didn't send that text, you know, with, with Trevor and everything. And it's you automatically buy it, even though it would be very easy to just be like, oh, well, she's clearly the killer. It's kind of like almost right there for you. 
for you to figure out. I think it's the most, I think it's one of the more in-your-face ones. I only think you have because you know the reveal now. The first time I watched it, like I said, I thought it was no, the fucking I never, I never, I never guessed who the killers were in, in any of them. Right. But I'm saying this one is more likely to, to figure out than, than, say, part three. I mean, part three is just, you know. But yeah, right. No, I hear you there. That That's true. At least you can see a motive. Right. Because everyone thinks it's Trevor because he's, he's, you know, the main red herring in this. And he says, no, I got a text from Jill. And everyone's like. No, he's lying. Something's up, or somebody's manipulating them. Well, nobody ever thinks right there. Maybe Jill did send the test. Maybe she's manipulating him, and it's just that simple. I think they do a good job of keeping you um, guessing. Uh, to be honest, I don't know if I necessarily agree that it's easier to figure out, but yeah, compared to part three, maybe. But again, it's once it's revealed. I I, I will reiterate how super cool it is. The shit that yeah. she puts herself through to sell it. <laughs> Pulling her own hair out and everything else—it's—it's—it's it, it, it's, it's pretty. <laughs> like you said that. Pulling her own hair. I, I don't know where my voice went there. Oh. People like Nick Nolte. Pulling her own hair out. I'm about to get myself the date rape drug. <laughs> I think that dribble finally came out. Yeah. <laughs> Pulling my own. Oh, hello there. Sounds like, sounds like you just got Kirby'd. <laughs> I did. Kirby, yeah, there it is. One tooth. <laughs> Kirby. <laughs> Can you finish oh, the job? <laughs> oh, you know what I forgot to mention? Uh, did, did you guys think that um, Tatum was driving Ginny's car in Scream? Did you notice that? It's the fucking the red bug. I think there was. Oh. I think that was a, a, a tribute to Ginny. It was a Ginny. little. A little. Uh, maybe it was. Yeah, because it was a red bug, just like she had. Yeah. Anyway, didn't there mean to go off topic. It just popped in my head like they do. Yes, I love all the the, the horror dissertation talk. When they're talking in the classroom, uh, the whole whatever that thing is, the the film club, they do it in the beginning with that stuff. They do it again there, and all the talk throughout the film about new generation, new rules, and everything, and all the remake talks. And that's what I'm saying. They they brought it in, just like Scream One, sprinkled throughout, not fucking heard, forced in one scene. Full, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I wish we had heard the full question though, the last question that Kirby gets, because she just starts spewing out all the remakes and assumes she got it right. You know, in the fucking trailer, they uh, there's an answer to it. He does it, and he goes, uh, sorry, it answers none of the above. It was in the trailer. Isn't that weird? I would like to know what the full question was. Oh, you're right. Well, she named every fucking remake. So. She, did. she didn't say Maniac remake, though. Admittedly, <laughs> you are right, Dave, in the sense of, like, obviously based on the fact that it's in Woodsboro, and, it, and it's definitely the closest in tone to the first yeah. one. From a direct sequel standpoint, I still think I'd like two better. I'm not going to complain. If we had nothing and this was part two, I would like oh, it. Okay. But I'd like it. And I and I would question if this came out in 97, I'd say, or 98. I don't know if it would have the same feeling because the reboot situation hadn't happened yeah. yet. The killers would be babies. They could have sprinkled the sequel talk throughout it more the same way. Sure, so, but they didn't. That's what I'm saying. And here, they all they didn't in part two was they had that fucking five minute discussion, and the kid says sequels is what ruined horror. And in, 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 in a way, he's kind of right. I see what he's saying. And they, what, what sequel was better than the original? And they name a couple. But I mean, it ended there. This one they sprinkle it out, and they couldn't have done this at that time because now, like I said, it's, things are different now. Torture porn came about. Fucking remakes were in fashion. Everything was going on at this point. In fashion. Yep. In hey, fashion. Wear, wear the vest, save the chest. <laughs> All that was going on. It's almost like a, it's like a spiritual remake almost. 
That's and, why, and it's kind of weird they kept saying it, and that's when Sid shoots her and says, you forgot the one rule, don't fuck with the original. They were almost treating this movie like it was a remake. Like, the first one was a trilogy, because obviously it was supposed to be a trilogy, well, and they hammered they home. Do, which is why that beginning is what, what it is, but I just feel like it's, like, hammered right into your fucking head a little too much. I just, I think it's just too, too much, but like I said, from a rating standpoint, there's there's not going to be much difference. If we gave number ratings, you'd see a more escalation or a difference. We're not allowed to give number ratings because of one of our hosts. He just won't allow it anymore. So that's what I'm saying. So you'll see you'll see more consistency. But I'm just saying I think part two was more more of a successful follow up. This is good. I just don't like the opening as much, and I don't like the ending. But the viciousness and what's in between is still quite very entertaining and and you get enough ghost space you get that you do get the barn so maybe if they stayed at the barn i would have been sick of the barn so the fact that they're there they have the party and it's a good sequence works sick of the barn hashtag well, the barn. <laughs> i i uh, listen i don't just dis- i actually like the ending i would have preferred the movie ending a different way but i like all that shit that happens in the hospital and i like that she gives herself away by having the matching scars Match and when she wounds, goes in attack yeah, that's, yeah. That's, a cool re- that's a cool reveal and the showdown is cool and yes it uh... is in her character when she to see emma roberts go to that place where she was this one way the whole movie and then she's a straight up psycho bitch in the hospital the things that are coming out of her mouth and shit I love seeing that again. Yeah, yeah. This hospital's like the is. hospital in Halloween too. There's nobody in the fucking hospital except for them. That's typical. <laughs> well, did you notice Sid's in intensive care? There's not a nurse around. She's not even hooked up to any machines. <laughs> she yanks out the shit that's hooked up to all the machinery, and she just waltzes down the avenue. Yeah, but she's got like no breathing apparatus, nothing. She's in intensive care. Meanwhile, once she yanks it out, she gets up and is lollygagging around like she's fine. Both of them are. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Emma Roberts yanks that, it up. Emma did, it's hooked up to a machine. Emma, Emma gave herself just enough injuries. Jill yeah, did. She but, was crazy. Too. Yeah. You got she that crazy go. strength. Right. She did have that crazy strength. And she went to that fucking place, man. She channeled the fucking what she's really good at. Being a fucking psycho bitch character. And yeah. I love seeing her. Now. I'm like, now this is the Emma I fucking know and love. Just to see her performance. I'm telling this, you. This is the darkest. This is the that. darkest killer. A killer who kills her own mother. I mean, she she is vicious. She kills she kills her boyfriend who loved her. Shoots him in the fucking dick and then shoots him right in the head. That was great. Yeah, but she that's what that's dick. that's where the mistake comes in. Where she should have done the same thing to Sid if you wanted that ending. But at the shot same time, shot her in time, the dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, she should have shot Sid in the dick. <laughs> Suck oh. my dick. <laughs> no, but but you know what. You guys talk about Jane. Jill kind of did cool. win in the end, though. I was thinking Sleepaway Three. I mean, obviously it's not going to last, but the way they ended it, Jill gets her. Jill kind of gets her victory. She gets her fifteen minutes. They're still talking about her. And I know. I like that. I yeah. like that. So she did kind of win. Yeah, it's going to be revealed she's the killer, but she's still going to live in infamy. Yeah, I wonder if infamy, the play on that infamy part is, a, is a small town in Indiana. I wonder if we're just going to get a sequel every ten years. Hey, if they bring Emma back, yeah, I'll, I'll take it. I love the. Uh, the shock to the head. Oh, clear. Oh, oh clear. clear. Yes. Yeah. That put a smile to my face. I like that yeah. idea. That was good. Yeah. I won, one and, then fight one, yeah. And, and then she got Kirby'd. Can they bring her back? She got cleared. And then what happened at the end? Shot her in the head. Oh, yeah. shit. So it was a head shot. It could be like a regarding yeah. Henry. Remember Harrison Ford got shot in the head I and he came back? regarding Henry. <laughs> yeah, but actually in regarding Henry, it was actually the shot in the shoulder that caused the most damage. The shot in the head was uh, 
superficial, believe it or not. Go back and watch I don't believe Regarding it. Henry. It's a good movie. Regarding I love Regarding Henry. How about Regarding Lucky? You see him? Yeah, what a cutie. Uh, he just came around to say hello. Regarding Lucky. <laughs> this guy. All right, buddy. So, uh, well, yeah, too bad, though, because if they could bring back Emma now with the way she is now, and, oh, man, that would have been awesome. Oh, well. Maybe Tatum will have a twin and Emma will have a twin. Oh, <laughs> don't even go there. There's no sister. She had two beds because she had a lot of friends growing up, and she had a lot of sleepovers. And they evidently had a really nice house. I want them both to come back. I want I, I want freaking Rose McGowan. Everybody's got a twin. Emma. There's a twin it's, Dewey. No, it's time for Dewey and Sid to really reflect and make this one a more serious-toned one. The They're going to call one. him Truey. Truey? <laughs> Delamore? Tatum? No, because there's already two Dewey. <laughs> Too Dewey. It was a fucking Doofy. horrible joke. I was going to say there's three, so it can't be Dewey anymore. It's going to be true. <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't they just bringing in uh, what movie is it? So they have Officer Doofy? One uh, of the spoof Doofus. movies? Officer, Officer Doofy. Doofus? Oh, is that one of the scary movies? Maybe. I, I don't know. Those movies went off the fucking hinges. But anyway. Oh, that's what I wanted to say. Yeah. You I wanted it to be called Scary it. Movie. Yeah. Don't you think it's better? Because they say it so many times in the movie, and at the end, they go, just like uh, a plot for a scary movie. They even say it at the, at the, in the closing, right before the closing credits. I think scary movie would have been better. Well, it was the original title. I, why did they, they change it? I like Scream. Then you're just going to go, it's now a Scream. Yes. Yeah, in retro, but both work. Yes. I like both. Your I opening, your opening uh, audio clips wouldn't have worked. For what? Oh, yeah, that's true. You're right about that. I was just thinking of that. I couldn't have screamed. Be like, right. why is this guy playing a bunch of screams for a scary movie franchise? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. But at the time, they were pissed off because uh, the Weinsteins fucking changed it. They were – Michael Jackson's song was popular at the time or something, and they heard it. And they said, oh, that, 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 that's the name for the movie. And, like, Wes was disappointed. Called, he's got a song called Scary Movie? Huh? <laughs> <Sorry>. oh, yeah. <laughs> What do you, what do you do? What honestly, do you guys have any idea what what you even do for for Scream Five to not to keep it from being ridiculous? I mean, I look, they're they're they can be silly at times. I mean, we talk about how silly it is that you know Sid is surrounded in her life by you know fifty different serial killers. But is there Ow. anything? Is there is there anything that could, you're all right? Jesus, I wouldn't call that right. lucky. I uh, mean, I've tossed around the idea of her being the killer. Like, I, again, I think Lacey, again, another shout out to Lacey. I think she posted, if Vin Diesel could come back for fucking ten Fast and the Furious movies, Sid can come back for five screams. Totally agree with that. It makes, I, I totally agree. But it, does she still play the victim? Is she the killer? Does she get killed at this point? Or At this point, at this point she could die. I think at this point, I think all bets are off at this point. We're 20, almost 25 years into the franchise. You could kill off a Gale, a Dewey. Or uh, a truey. <laughs> thank, thank you for recognizing my horror. <laughs> the, the reality would be, I guess with Scream coming, or with, uh, sorry, Halloween have been back and with there being a new trilogy, are they looking at making a five, six, seven? Five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know what Please the hell never do that do. again on the show. <laughs> hey, the gay guy lives. It's the remake. <laughs> Did you guys see I, the show or no? I never show? watched the show. I, I watched the first season and never ended up finishing it, to be honest. My kids watched it. They loved it. My daughters watched it and they loved it. The first season. I, I the never first got season. into season two or, or three. 
There were I like three. The there were three season. total. Yeah, I, I believe so. I know there's two, so I but I think the third one came out, and a lot of people gave up on it that were fans. Of I the believe other the third one came out right after the uh, second one. I'm not, <laughs> right after. There's no point yeah. to acknowledge that. Yeah. No, I, I heard that. <laughs> it's Jury. worth watching it just just for freaking for that character Brooke. She might be the best looking girl in all the fucking Scream movies and everything combined. I don't know. Well, she's absolutely. I got to look up Brooke. Her name is Carlson Young. She's absolutely stunning. My Name lord. Yep. yep. Well, and she, she survived two seasons. So, but I didn't. I didn't watch all of the second season. I watched all of the first, and it was okay. It wasn't great. It was. It wasn't bad. It was just okay. It was. You know, the first episode was really good. The very first episode, yes. they were sitting in a classroom having yeah. a discussion. It felt like a scream movie. Yeah, they had all the self-referential talking about horror, but they didn't really. You know, they didn't. They didn't straight the course. They, they changed. It was okay. Wasn't it weird but, that they changed the mask a little bit? Like I under, like. Yeah, they brought it back like, in three. I guess. Yeah, I know but, why. Why? Why change it at that point? It's the icon. So, anyway. I agree. Suffice with you. it to say, that's fine. We 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 talked it was enough. A, of, it was a Freddy mask, right? Yeah. It's, that, it was, was a Kirby it. mask. Yeah, yeah. He had nice for fingers. It was so weird. <laughs> you know what? You know what? You guys talk about how uh, how you know West makes comments about um, Saw. And torture porn. Yet, the Charlie reveal as the killer is a direct homage to Saw 4. Oh, well, there you go. Maybe he's not really talking shit about it. Because think about it. That's, um, what's his name? What's the the cop's name? Hoffman? Yeah, Yeah. Hoffman. That's Hoffman's reveal at the end of 4. He's been sitting in that chair the whole time tied up, and then he gets up. Oh, you're right. And then he says, uh, he goes, how's that for making a move? That was great. Yeah, that's, that's, that's basically what Charlie does. With, uh, yeah, with, uh. What what Charlie mirrors in uh, at the end of this? Maybe don't it wasn't. You, do, don't him. you think you'd spare the killer if Kirby came on to you? I'd be like, you know what? Plans out. <laughs> Let's go, Kerbs. Yeah, I would. I would yeah. have left with Kirby. I'd be I like, like any of those see, you, see you later, Emma. You're on your own. <laughs> it's your cousin. See you later, Emma. No, forget that. I would have left with Kirby. <laughs> oh, no. She likes Suspiria. You're not leaving with the girl who likes Suspiria. Are you yeah. kidding me? Suspiria, don't look now. I know she's awesome, but come on, Emma. Oof. But come on. The looks and the movies. And the first girl, too, that gets killed first. Oh, yeah. Olivia. Even the cop. Yeah. Even uh, Anthony Anderson. The cop is like, whew. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was funny. Never, yeah. though. And, and, and again, I, as a horror fan, I'll say this. Never in the history of anything have there been so many horror people that are friends, that go to school, that are together. Other than in the I community know. that we're in right now. But when I was at school, there was like two people that liked horror. You know what I yeah. mean? Were they both you? Yeah, me and my, <laughs> my imaginary friend. Yeah, him and his best friend. Right? With all the teeth. <laughs> He's the one that's podcasted for the first 106 episodes. He was the guy that got I'm the twin. outside the That's park. a twist. That, the that twin. would be a good twist in, in our Exploding Heads movie if Christian's actually a twin and this is the other one with the missing tooth. <laughs> The jokes did change a little bit. He's much funnier yeah. without the tooth. This isn't Christian. <laughs> this is Kirby. <laughs> Kirby Carlson. <laughs> it was Kirby Carlson. <laughs> oh, Rob G. Wait a minute. <laughs> He's doing the Rob G. Anyway, oh, let's rate this thing because I got to get moving here. Yes, let's let's rate it. I got steaks to barbecue. Oh, yeah, I'll be doing that tomorrow, Father's Day. Absolutely. Oh, yes. Happy Father's Day to you guys and to... Anyone listening, although it's past Father's Day, yeah, hope you had a nice way past sir. this. Thank you. But thank you. Yes. yes. All right, yes. I'll start it off. Uh, I'm a half head, half head explosion. 
I'm there. That's what I am. I'm a half head. This fucking guy. I, I don't know what I told you guys. Holy this, fuck with this. This movie, this movie fucking sucks. I hate it. I don't get what you're Scream see 2, this. high half head. Scream 4, low half head. Done. It's a half head, though. For fuck. High hat? Yeah. Half, half head. head. It's a half, it's a half, half head, head for me, too. How about that? So we had three matchups the last two movies. Three half heads and three mild rumbles the, the movie yeah. before. And three full heads in the first. And three full heads. Wow. wow. I mean, at the end of the day, I sum it up with I didn't like the opening. I don't like the hospital ending. But I like what's in between. Yeah, honestly, I, like I, I, I rate these films, even though I, I, we talked so much really more about where we would For like to see things added and see things taken away. They're still four enjoyable films. It could be more, you know, concise and better developed in certain areas than others. But uh, it's still probably my lowest rating is like six and a half. I'm probably six and a half to, to nine and a half slash ten. I almost I almost took away my ten out of ten for part one a little bit, but still right there. I'm kind of where you are. My lowest rating was a six. Okay. Yeah, six I, I went a little higher because our conversation on three helped it. When I watched it, I was probably closer to a six, but I feel like I'd be more like six and a half. Okay. Yeah, and again, by part three, six and a half, seven, six point seven five. Like that's that's it. Yeah, and then I'd be like a seven for part two, and like a seven and a half, seven and three quarters for part four, and then. Yeah, and I'd, so, be, I'd be kind of reversed there, but that's fine. Yeah, they're all, so, they're, there's consistency with the sequels, more yeah. or less. Right on. Okay. Again. Well, that that's awesome. I uh, hope everybody enjoyed it. Catherine, and you'll cut that you part out since we talked about numbers. No, I'm not getting it out. <laughs> An improvement, awesome. right? <laughs> so the original costume for Scream was supposed to be all white. No, it wasn't. It's home alone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, believe it was was to, I, I believe it was supposed to be white oh. and not black. That would have looked weird. Unless they were going to reverse it. Well, they no, found the mask so. later. They didn't even know what they were going to do, and they found the mask later. They happened to bump into it at, at, at this guy's house. Uh, I, I only know set, that, I Yeah, I only know this because I, I did it on trivia that uh, the original Scream mask color, the original Scream costume was supposed to be white. Maybe they would have done white with blackface. Oh, that's I... not acceptable at all. <laughs> 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 do that again. <laughs> I should have the whole opening like this. Kirby yourself. <laughs> Kirby your enthusiasm. <laughs> Kirby. <laughs> That's it. We got Hayden Pantier and Larry David in Scream 5. Kirby your enthusiasm. <laughs> okay, oh, let's get out of here. Guys, Hope man, you guys enjoyed this it. This has been a stream. Christian, you actually, have, ah. you actually have more teeth with the mask on. <laughs> All right, we'll be back in July. In July, we're going to have the ne on the next show, The Maniac Remake. Stop asking. We've already done the original, damn it. What kind of fans are you? Anyway. What do you mean? Both Christian and I have already asked. <laughs> I know. You guys, too. Everybody keeps asking. The original I asked you remake. Like... What the fuck? There's no one... No... Oh, anyway. I, I don't even remember. Maniac, the remake, <laughs> The Innkeepers, and Street Trash. That's going to be the next show. Street Trash, first time watch for me. Oh, boy. First I've, time owned, I've owned it for years, and I've never watched it. I predict that you're not going to love it because you waited this long to watch yeah. it. Uh, how, we'll about a, how about a 68? You blow me and I owe you one. How about a 71? It's a 69 with two fingers in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was a joke from Street Trash. Exactly. <laughs> Mine was a joke from my collection of bad jokes. One more dad joke oh. for Dad's Weekend. Right on. Although, I don't know what kind of dad we're talking about. Fingers. All right, one more dad joke. What did the police officer say to his belly button? What? No. You're, you're under a vest. <laughs> you're under a vest. <laughs> <laughs> a vest, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> the lights are out. The party's over. We'll see you next show. Thanks, guys. We love you. Long time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stealing C's line if he's going to put himself in the dark. Hey, C's in the dark. Hey,